Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. Another edition of the Pulp MX Show. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, Monday, August 22nd, 5 o'clock Pacific. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Let's talk some Bud's Creek. Let's talk some Supercross, some SMX. Hell, let's talk some Gilliam Ferris, right? Lots to get into tonight on the show. Pulp MX Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. Love having you guys uh, send me comments and listen and watch. Thanks to the folks at Mav TV, Two Wheel Tuesday. I think we only got five episodes left on Mav, and so yeah, then that'll be it. So let your uh, let Mav TV know. I know we're all love Mav. Let them know uh, that you want Pulp contract renewed if you want to keep seeing us on Two Wheel Tuesday on Mav. Really fun show tonight. Uh, lots to get into. Justin Barsha DQ'd. Sexton and Tomac blowing it and then not blowing it. Uh, um, Rajay Hampshire's first win of the year. So much to get into on the show tonight. We have Carson Mumford on from the Bar X Suzuki team. Friend of the show, Phil Nicoletti, will also call in to update us on his latest misery. Friend of the show, Will Hahn, will call in as well. Lots to talk about with Wilbur. I swear to you guys. Will Hahn's appearance was scheduled before the Justin Barsha DQ'd. I promise you. Uh, you may not believe that, but it, it, it is true. But it just so happens his rider got DQ'd, and he's coming on, and we'll talk to him about that and more, to be fair. And uh, Twisted Tease Billy Grotto is calling. We had this gentleman on last year. He was a big hit with you people and us. So we got Billy Grotto back on the line to talk about his two weeks in Sturgis. Twisted T, Hep Suzuki, and more. Uh, so thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Good show lined up. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles. We have the X-Brand Goggle tear-offs as well. Coming in this Motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, a Cherubis, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, MotorcycleNurseyJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycle, Suspension Direct, Manscaped, Wisco Piston, Twisted T, all on board with us. Save with the codes. If you're buying things from Guts, Atlas, Works Connection, W, Maxima, any of that, there's codes on uh, PulpMexShow.com to save uh, if you make some purchases. So we want to help you uh, help yourself and save some money. And go do that, and that'll be awesome. Uh, there's an Amazon widget as well on pulpmex.com. Click on that. takes you to Amazon. Make your purchases. That helps us out as well as the motorsport.com banner because, uh, I mean, this gentleman sitting across from me tonight, my co-host, flying all over the country to be here tonight. I mean, it ain't cheap to get him in here at his rates uh, for all the things that he does in the industry. But uh, stoked to have him on. From Main Event Moto, from Supercross on TV, from Eagle Grit, from jet ski racing, from <laughs> the world of golf, Daniel Blair. What's up, man? How are you? Jeez, <laughs> some of those things are 
Not even all the way legit. They're hey, not. I, I just kept going with just it. Just kept. Hey, thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm excited to be back in the palace. Uh, last time you were in uh, was show 500. 500. Yeah. What so a night. I sat over there that yeah, time and yeah. just the quietest I've ever been on this show. Loved it. This won't be as good as show 500. No, it's not it possible. Won't be. We got Phil. We got Phil. Yeah. Listen, I, and and to be fair. I tried to get James Stewart for tonight. Uh, he couldn't make it. He had something going on. So I, And then I asked Malcolm Stewart. He couldn't come on. He said maybe next week. So I got Phil. So, so you ran through like the longest list ever, ran through every name on these sheets, and went, <laughs> you know what, let's get Phil What's on. Phil hey, doing? What's Phil up to? And Now that'll be good. It'll be good to touch base with my fellow Carolinian. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you're you're on the East That's Coast right. now. You're in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to get into that. I want to talk to you about the world, the SMX thing. Uh, I talked to Dave Prater about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I talked to Kerry Coombs about it. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on it. Supercross TV, you got a new job. I, I mean, got there, a new there, job. there's a lot of things going on with you right now. There's a lot. I am now officially the fastest man in Piedmont. Oh. Oh my! Mm-hmm. Uh, this is breaking news. Fastest man to ever drive through Piedmont. That no, Randy's probably furious. I even joked with that. You're not far from Piedmont. No, I've been hanging with Randy a bunch. I've yeah. had lunch. I've had dinner. We've How gone out with him. How far are you from Piedmont? Um, less than thirty minutes. Probably twenty. Yeah. So minutes. you're not the fastest man there. No. And as you, how's your yard? Yard's good. Yeah. My yard's solid. Everything's solid. Um, my dog. I know this is silly, but my dog actually went to dog daycare for the first time because uh-huh. California. It's a little different, but. Um, yeah, we're loving all of it, dude. Everything's been fantastic. Uh, big change, though. I mean, you go from one side of the country yeah. to the other. Yeah. Time zones oh, are weird. Qu- I have I've... questions about your wife and children about this move. So Yeah, all right. Uh, we, we got plenty I, of time to yeah, get into it. Get it's into been it. awesome. Uh, speaking of dogs, my dog over there controlling the cameras, Travis Marks. Marks dog. Oh, no. <laughs> what's up? Are you okay? Just trying to bring some hype to the oh, show. Wow. Up. My okay, God, what what's a up? downer what's up, over there. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? What's up, dog? Hey, where's Tater Tot? <laughs> uh, is he coming kill, in? He's going to kill you. Speaking of, by the way, before we get too far into this, I know it's so bad, but those, uh, I think they were Bud Light commercials. Was, uh, oh, yeah. Those, were, those are still funny. Those are, those are still funny <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> I saw good. one on Twitter or something, like, so, like a, a, a clip of it. And I still giggle. Somebody so. in the marketing department or the creative division yeah. was on one that day, and they just ran with it, it and it still, it's still holds good. strong. I, don't, I know, I know it bothered a lot of people, but I don't care. Hey, uh, it's easy to remember. It was great. Uh, speaking of tater tot, over there in the corner is not tater tot. It is Pete, the producer. <laughs> What's up, Pete? Producer Pete, yes. But now tater tot's coming in. Yeah, so apparently he has like some work scheduling issues or something uh, like that. So he asked me to fill in for like three weeks straight. Oh, and I said that's going to be a hard yeah, night. No, like, no, there's no freaking no, way no. I can deal with that. No, I mean, so, you've got the Moto uh, Sixty show, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. tapped yeah. with that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I just said this is the so, best I can do for you. I'll fill in until you get off of work, and then we'll... So Tater's we'll, coming in later. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a little tag team action. I'll get Ed here at the first commercial break. Okay, and, so uh, yeah. uh, who's paying for your time here tonight? Or, or um, how, does that, how is this working? Yeah, is he paying uh, Unless you? you're going to dock it from Does uh, Tater Talon, get paid? Or, like I, does Tater pay him? That's what I'm saying. How, how is this going to work? I think you. I, I have a the minimum this, show up. Fee. Oh, you do. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. This is not an hourly rate. This is this is a per show basis. So you get I'm start really, money. I'm so, finally getting my money's worth yeah. is what it is. So almost well, that Moto sixty heard. money. I'm never going to financially recover from this uh, either. <laughs> yeah. So now I got to pay two guys. Well, uh, their full rates, just, I guess. Just I don't, don't pay Daniel, and right. I'll take that. That's hey, fine. Okay. All right. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, Marks, is that for real? Yeah, that's uh, that's right now on oh, live chat. Uh, Dustin Holmes uh, gave us nineteen ninety nine. What's the matter with the extra cent there, Dustin? Uh, to help pay for the new Parmex barbecue. So thanks, Dustin. <laughs> Appreciate it. Wow. Because last week, Marks completely screwed the pooch on his proposal to fly racing. Max shot it down. Oh, oh. And I got no fly money for the new barbecue. So you're lucky Marks. I show up at all with the greeting I got today. Oh yeah, that dude. Unbelievable. That was not, that was rough. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, Pete, uh, welcome to the show, and then we'll see Tater later. <laughs> this is the, actually, this is the best option that I had, was I don't have to stay really late, and I still get to come and see the guest and the whole thing. And, uh, Do you get dinner, Maybe too? I'll work this out every time. It's going to cost you double. but Yeah, I don't know better. how that's going to work for dinner. Is I, didn't dinner? I already, I already I sent Pookie my order, so oh, I'm assuming It would be so. like you to grab it and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that would be I'll such it up on a Pete move. Yeah. Right, Marks? Oh, Thank you. And just, and just walk out the door. 100%. And I'll take it to go. Yeah. Pleasure doing business with you. Exactly. All right, lots to get into tonight on the show uh uh and uh man we got to get listen i want to talk about the barsha dq now because that that's a story and we're going to get to that with ferrandis <laughs> and everything else but i mean daniel um we haven't had you in since show 500 yeah. which was uh um uh, after supercross um during supercross tomac and sexton are putting on a show uh eight straight motos i believe they were one and two and then now this weekend. So, of course, we all did the math and just went, well, this is what's going to happen. And yeah. I even said on the show, well, the most anybody's going to gain is six points. No, 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 no. Um, they both went – I mean, I thought sex and second moto was a, was a real answer. Like, mm-hmm. hey, crashed three times. I got seventh. Watch this. Crashed again in the moto. Still passed Jason. Took the moto win. Statement ride. Tomac first moto. Statement ride. And now we're at a complete saw off again, although Tomac did gain two points on him. Don't you feel like we're being messed with? Like it's <laughs> scripted or something. It's got to be fake. There's no way. Because I'm watching the first moto. Chase is coming from behind. Whatever. He gets the seventh. And I'm like, wow, it's over. There it is. That was all it took. It took one moto. And then the next moto, Eli just charges his way up kind of slow, gets a fifth, and then sits there the whole yeah. time. I'm doing the math in my head going, are they going to leave with just a little swap of the plate? After all that, yeah. this has got to be scripted. It's got to be fake. <laughs> MX Sports is doing – I don't know what they're doing, but right. this is all pre-planned yeah. for all it, of our it, entertainment. It's something else, man. Tomac had a 10-point lead, uh, looking good. You know what I mean? Everything was, 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 was fine. And, and then that happens in the second moto. Now, he, did, he, he got it behind Dunge, couldn't make the move, couldn't get by anybody. Kenny had his best race in a, in a while, stayed strong. It was hot, Daniel. Yeah. You've been to Buds. You kind of know what that's like. Yeah. It was humid. Um I, I think I mean he'll he's not going to tell you this. JT on our review pod thought it made something to do with tire choice. You know he went scoop. Yep. And then you know the track hardened up, and that 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 certainly could have something to do with it. I I think, and again he's not going to admit this. He looked a little, uh, not fresh. It was tough. It yeah. was a lot of work. What he had to do. Combination of probably all that. I mean the tire thing. It's such a gamble because if it works on the start, then you can manage from there. But if it doesn't, now you have to make yeah. you have to make it work on the track and. Yep. Um, another variable I thought was that the track seemed pretty fast. It had a lot of speed. There, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot on the track that was making them make mistakes. So they all just shredded for 35 minutes. So I think it was hard to make those passes. Um, and then, yeah, Chase, I, I mean, for him to bounce back after the first moto, I, I can't imagine what that hour felt like. Like all that work, surviving that middle part of the season where Eli was just chipping away at him, took the lead, and now you, it's all gone. But for yeah. him to be able to come back, bounce back, catch the lead, fall, catch back up, win again. It was. Yeah, it was an yeah. incredible answer. Yeah. And now Eli's probably sitting there this week like, man, I, I could have 
really, really yeah. gave myself some space here, yeah. and now it's one. And dude, it's it's up for grabs. Four motors to go, and yeah. they, they've been I mean, incredible. If you're Tomac, you're like, okay, got the red plate. Destiny's in my hands. I, I you know, I, I don't need any help. I just need to beat Sexton, mm. and I got this title. Yeah. And if you're Sexton, you're like, dude, I got seventh with two crashes. I crashed in the second mode. I still won by a ton. Like, I, I got you covered. Like, I got you covered, and these two points is nothing. They can barely uh, – like I said, they can both walk away with their held, held, head held high, in my opinion. Yeah, a win and a loss for both. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. it comes out the way it does is good for all of us. But I would think that Chase maybe comes away with this a little bit more positive than Eli because Eli got the break he was waiting for. And then that second moto, I don't know, another variable, maybe rode a little protective. It, it reminded me, remember Washugal the last couple laps when he finally was like, I've had enough. He let Chase go. It was like he couldn't find a way around. He made a, he made a run and uh, with a couple low yep. low lap times, and then, yeah, and then he was like, got He like, ran into yeah, a wall and yeah. was like, you know what? This isn't worth it. We're going way too fast. I'll live to fight another day. Yeah. I almost felt that way, too, with Dunge. He got to him, and it seemed like he would have had to been pretty desperate to get him, and he almost went, man, I think I got the math on the day. You know what? Let's no, go to Iron Man. I, I disagree. I mean, maybe really? you're, I disagree because he has beaten Ryan Dungey in every single moto this year, right? Uh, maybe not the first one of the year at Paula. I think he did. Um, and, and so, he, you know, coming up on Ryan Dungey, he's like, I got this guy. He's, he, you know, no problem. And so can maybe he, a little overconfident? Like, I can get through these guys. No, no I problem. Think, well, first of all, Buds is a start dependent track, not easy yeah, to pass yeah. on. That is for sure. Second of all, I think he was worked. I think he was spent. It was really hot. And it was the end of the day. His, but maybe that paddle tire, like JT thought wasn't great yeah and i just because he had some good times and he was charging and then dude he just couldn't get by him yeah. and you know as a racer i mean if you and jt were here you guys could have we would discuss, we would you, we would talk yeah, about you, yeah, yeah but you know as a racer if you don't get someone right away you can fall into their pace it's a common thing that happens i just think he didn't have that extra little bit of energy to get by those guys well i'm really because, experiencing that when it comes to being tired during yeah, a moto right, so right. i could spe- i could, yeah. i could run through all of <laughs> right, that right. i know all of it uh <laughs> but uh, there's so many expert on it there's so many variables and we'll never know because the tomax are private you're not going to hear yeah you're never going to hear this is why i got fifth he that was moto. quick to tell me after the moto there was not the tire's fault he was very quick to tell me about that so did he did he look through your soul no, he like did he did to JT? Because no, JT, my soul. I think JT's still afraid. Dude, of I don't. Eli is like a great dude this year with the media. He is after every race, win or lose. Now, granted, most of them have been pretty damn good. Yeah, he he's is won there. A lot. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Even Supercross or whatever, yeah. dude, he is there. He's he's got a little bit of humor in him. He, he's I, he's been a different guy. I think he's having fun. Um, yeah. But the fun, I mean, both of them are having a good time, but. It's going to be wild to watch this thing. That's Again, for all of us on this side, it's been so fun to watch. The 250 now is all over the place. This yeah. result sheet is well, hilarious. Well, Jed hasn't won in seven motos, so probably should, Honda should look at, look at letting him go. Yeah, they should probably let him go. He's obviously Not, uh, pretty pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, but that class has been – both classes have been fun. I've, I haven't gone through one week where I went, yeah, that one was a dud. Yeah. There's always something that we could take away are that, you, like, I can't wait for the next one. Are you telling me, Daniel Blair – main event moto the guy who self-admitted <laughs> years ago i don't watch the outdoors i barely follow them you this is you are you saying daniel blair in 2022 you are in on motocross every single lap and nice. i've actually you are back I, i'm back i mean there's a lot of things that have there's been a lot of changes in my life lately i haven't been the biggest fan of amateur racing there has been a little change there too <laughs> uh no just look the series is good right now and i felt like supercross was so good all the way to the end 
that there was a lot of momentum with the storylines and the writers, yeah. and it went right into the round one, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So if rounds one through three yeah. were a bore, well, then maybe I would have lost interest, but I just it, yeah. there's never been a dud. Look, look we had Caroli, we had Dungey. We, I mean, we had some really cool, yeah, you know. a um, lot of injected storylines. The rotating analyst thing has yep, been, it's been I think it's been a hit. They, each one has had its own feel and flavor. I, Stu the was, summer's been amazing. Stu was good. I like Stu. He, he was, was cool. good, dude. He, I was nervous he wasn't going to bring his humor because oh, yeah, he's got yeah, yeah. slang and, yeah. and nick- nicknames. Like, he's and, yeah. very, very yeah. Yeah. funny and got a lot of character. And yeah. I was wondering, like, is he going to tighten up and just be an analyst-only guy? Yeah. Or will he be loose and funny? And he the, the German chocolate stuff, like, yeah. he was not afraid to let it go. And the best part was we just – going along with it, but not all the way knowing exactly how to play right. off of his... Yeah. Like, sometimes he would just move on. Yeah, or like he he'd have a nervous know. laugh. He had like a nervous yeah, he'd be like, laugh. Ah, is that yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, he was fun just to watch, and we just been great all year, just dealing with different characters, and a lot of them are rookies. So, I mean, you get someone there that have done it, they get they have an idea. Yeah, you you uh, you know the job well, and and, and it's not easy. Like Jay no. Mark, look, I had my my bar was low for Jay Mark. He <laughs> was good. Too. He was good. Uh, he you was know really what I mean? good. So yeah, uh, uh, most of these guys, I thought Weege and JT thought Fro was really good, and I just thought he was okay. Not bad, not bad. I just he was too cliche for me. I wanted a little bit more from Fro. Not, again, not bagging on him. Just. When you look at the other analysts, I felt like I always learned something from these other guys. Maybe yeah. not Fro. Uh, I thought MC was great, RJ, all those. Anyways, but um, hey, low yeah. key for me, I still though I felt like I like Glover the most, I, and I didn't yeah. feel that either because Brock, he's so calm. He's just you know he's, yeah. he's 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 very methodical in his speech, and I didn't know if he would have the pace and the timing for it. Mm-hmm. But it was just good enough on pace and timing to allow all the analysis to really shine through and he said so many smart things it reminded me of that old bailey generation they see things a little bit different so i still have to say overall that one when i was done was like man i really learned a lot from him um yeah Uh, they've all been good it's a a neat idea people tell me people that would know tell me that if this thing goes to Peacock next year, which I fully believe, mm-hmm. and you probably know but can't say. I honestly don't. Okay, but, I swear I don't. So people I trust tell me this thing's going to Peacock next year, indoors and out. And so also people tell me that there is no way that the rotating analyst will work with a somebody like Peacock. This is a Mav TV, let's do it. We hmm. want to do this. So we may be seeing one and done for the rotating analyst, but I say keep it up. Like, I think it's great. Yeah, so. maybe. I, I don't know how that side of it all works, but I just – think for this year with the theme with um the action we've had like again yeah. it's just all worked it's yeah. been a really it's been a good summer and it's been unfortunate the first half of the year with the the stream all that was a, a mess i felt bad for everybody involved because that wasn't the intent it was meant to all work and it didn't yeah, of course but at the same time i feel like we've been gifted great racing great mm-hmm. storylines cool so, analysts jt's been awesome I, I, it's been yeah, a rad summer yeah, for yeah. Me. wow look at you motocross the motocross it. guy. I'm back. Daniel I Blair. It. I love it. I, I mean, you were so good at motocross in your pro career. I mean, you were such an outdoor warrior. I was like RV. I was so good. I had to just disappear for a while, you know, <laughs> and I was so good at outdoor. I just needed to be away. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. be there after all the success no. I left behind. No, so. no, not at all. Uh, firepowerparts.com. Get it at motorsport.com. Get it from your local dealer. Great batteries and chains. Uh, Chiz uses Firepower Parts. The SGB Maxis team, Firepower as well. JB has used Firepower in the past. Justin Brayton. Firepower committed to offering superior products with over 50 years of experience. They got wide varieties of chains made in Japan. And uh, Firepower Featherweight Lithium Batteries are all backed by a two-year warranty. Ask your local shop for Fire 
Firepower today. Firepowerparts.com. They've got a lot of stuff going on there at Firepower, so I appreciate you guys checking them out. And Firepower Honda. We saw Anstey here earlier this year. Next year, Dino Anstey will be on the team uh, for World Supercross and uh, USA Supercross. So Firepower Honda making big moves out there. Uh, all right, Daniel. Um, let's switch to uh, – well, let's, let's touch on the winner. Yeah. Like – Anderson has been clearly the third best guy at most races mm-hmm. lately when those two guys have been taken off. It would have been a real shame if on the day they had trouble, he didn't win. Right. Now, he made it happen 2 2, uh, you know, got the overall win, his second career national win. So justice was done by Anderson, you know, taking advantage of the two guys that had trouble, and, and good job for him. Absolutely. Great ride. Yeah, and you're right. He's been kind of alone in third for a while. I think I heard a week or two ago one of the review shows JT was talking about talking to him about that and how yeah these are awesome podiums are great but they're gone too yeah. like it seemed like he was in this frustrating right. spot where he was doing everything right but they hit like some freakish level uh, also by the way as i said i believe his bonuses are only top two yeah you did say, yeah, uh, nah, yeah. that's got it <laughs> damn he's racking up a lot of <laughs> yeah. one-offs right, <laughs> i mean right. god but uh, uh yeah he deserved i mean it's been a uh, look supercross was great and then to get two wins in in 12 races maybe more if, yeah. you, if you can get one of these last two Fantastic. Well, and to yeah. get now two overall, so it, he got the one. Now he gets another in the season, which is cool. But just the way he's riding, he's the raddest guy to watch ride the bike. But his racecraft was so rad. Those passes he was making, yeah. and they made the point on the broadcast that I liked, is that he doesn't he doesn't wait. When he gets to someone, it's almost like he knows ahead of time, okay, when I get to you, I'm going to get you immediately mm-hmm. and kind of startle them. So I've, I was in Oregon this past weekend doing a two-day camp up in Medford at this track, Moto 541, and I actually – changed my training program the next day because of what Anderson did on Saturday. So we did some setup stuff and I taught him how about passing and the mm-hmm. strategy behind it. And it was because of what he did and the way he went through those guys. Yep. And it, it's crazy because he looks as good as he did indoors too. It, it doesn't look like a, a guy who's figuring out outdoors. He looks like he's mastered it too. But Eli and Chase have, they've gone into another zone. They yeah. really have. I don't even know. It, it's Some of those motos are just insane to watch because they don't crack and they're just another level but jason's been great we uh after the after the race in the media corral which by the way mx sports is doing a good job of that a lot of the riders are showing up to get interviews and guys that i'm surprised that would would spend the time to do that they are there so it's been working out really well i think supercross should do that uh sean brennan if you're listening it's working well how do they do it exactly uh just whatever it's easier to do in the nationals because it's during the day they're not late at night but Mm. yeah like they all all the riders go to one place they all hang and then i do like legitimately all the big names are there and they're just rotating media yeah, all yeah, the way. We're just walking around, grabbing them, talking to them, doing uh, audio stuff for me or video stuff for... Even the mad ones? Yeah. Has there been some mad ones that made their way through? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. okay. I feel like uh, normally when they're mad, they're like... They're so in the, in the media in the corral, I was listening to Dungeon Sexton talk. Uh, they were just off the record. We were all bullshitting about different stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were both saying how good Jason rides that stuff. The hard pack, right? Anything the, loose. The, yeah. The, 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 well, the hard pack with loose on top. Mm-hmm. They, they were like, dude, he's so good, and, like, he's so loose on the – I'm like, yeah, he's loose on the bike, and, you know, he's able to put the bike underneath him, get traction. I mean, look at that jump he was doing uh, oh, over, my God. over the tunnel thing. That was a cool – you're yeah. talking the drop down yeah. in. Not only that, to do that is – it's pretty touchy to get that just right. Yeah. But he was landing on the, the br- gas yeah. like a slingshot. I yeah. mean, but he does those types of – he's He's, he's, he's just got, uh, yeah, he thinks outside the box. Yeah. And so, anyways, it was cool to listen to Sex and a Dungy, two world-class racers – admire anderson for being able to find traction anywhere yeah you know, they were saying like how good he was at finding traction he's so. good on those that when the base is hard like that and there's a little bit of loose on top 
he trusts the rear wheel very yeah, well yeah. and just he doesn't have to second guess it. He, yeah, he's fun to I watch I think because he can get on top of the bike. He's all over the bike, right? He reminds mm-hmm. me of like a villain, like when, when DV was in his – uses his weight very yeah, well. Yeah, just yeah. – uh, you know, he's a loose rider, right? I don't yeah. think you would teach that type of riding to somebody. That's got to be natural. If someone's got that, you just run with it. But I don't you think would, you teach – yeah, that's not – I think you teach yeah. Sexton. You try to teach Sexton. You try to teach Tomac, right? That kind of stuff. Form, I don't think you – Perfect form. Yeah, I don't think you try to teach – uh, uh, Jason Anderson, but he makes it work and uh, grabbed the win. Got another one. That's awesome. Uh, shout out to Hellfire Metal for the $66.60. He says, for oh, Darkside wow. to grow his hair back out and headbang, no ponytail, though. Real rockers can't do the pony. He can't do that now. He can't. His life is... Corporate Jamie. Yeah, corporate Jamie. Is, yeah, he is can't him. do that no more. That's not allowed. But, He's thanks, got... but thanks, Hellfire Metal. And then JCal411, 20 bucks. He says, Marks needs his own segment. He does. He has his own segment. I wasn't listening. <laughs> what, or what are we talking about? Right. Exactly. <laughs> there it is. And I he heard said, my name. And he said, Deegan should have lost the bike and Barsha deserved the DQ. The Deegan thing, we are not going to get into too much, Thank but I do know. God. I have to ask you about it oh later on. Oh, my God. In your role, I mean, you have to, you know, you have to be asked about <laughs> I it. I wasn't there that day. It was the one day I wasn't at Loretta's. It, it doesn't matter. You have, to be, you have to be asked. Oh. Uh, Sport and Wood, 303, 999. Uh, down payment on Spider-Man needed to clean my ceilings. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Ian, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Thanks for calling. How's it going, Danny? Hey, um, I think, I forget who said last week, somebody had uh, put RJ for the win. This well, week, Max, I- Max Steffens called it uh, from Fly, but then Kiefer is saying he called it as well. I don't remember that, Marks. Do you remember Kiefer saying that? I he, I think he tagged me and told me to look it up, but I don't remember to be I honest. do remember Max saying, Max Steffens last week said RJ is going to win. I'm like, huh? Wow. Like, well, I, I think yeah. your response was not on that bike. Yeah. You were, oh. like, implying that that bike. Well, he's not been happy with his bike. He's been very vocal about it. But he got some new parts this week. I just want to go on so, record. The bike's perfect. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Great. <laughs> so I have, a, um, let's say, a friend of a friend who uh, he rides for. He currently has been riding for an Austrian brand. I'm not going to name the name. He's recently signed with Star, um, and he's saying that that bike is legitimately that much better and i was just curious at a factory level is it i just it's so hard to believe that the bikes are that different i'm like with you really i'm with you and if i'm a i'm a if you've listened to anything i do over the years jt's yelling about bikes and i'm yelling about riders right mm-hmm. i'm riding I'm, I'm, I'm yelling about you can ricky carmichael can win on any bike or eli tomac can win yeah. on any bike right that's where yeah. i'm at um but you know there is a lot of complaints about the new KTM. There is no doubt. Like uh, AP went to the 48 millimeter forks, right? Um, um, uh, in Europe, they went to the old motors with the new frame. Um, you know, there's riders over there that hate that thing. Um, RJ made made it known that this was the first win for that bike outdoors. I heard that, and he's right. Yeah, and he's right. So. I don't know, Ian. I'm still with like you. Uh, I'm still with like that. Ah, the riders can overcome anything, but it does seem to be a mixed reviews on this bike. Yeah, just one last comment. Yeah, yeah. from what I'm hearing on that Star Motor, I mean, it's the, the it, you guys know better than me, but there's something crazy about it because uh, this friend of mine is like he's he's beyond the moon to to be riding it and. Uh, uh, well, no offense, yeah, brands, but it sounds like it listen, is that it's, much. But it's, he could be doing the whole PR thing. Well, well, it's good. I mean, there's no doubt it's good. But hey, man, look at Jet Lawrence this year. Like he's pulling a lot of starts, right? Mm-hmm. The the star guys aren't yarding everybody on starts. Like Cooper has always been a good starter. He hasn't been as good this year. I feel like, I feel like the other teams have caught up. Maybe there's Yamaha star. Yamaha's still the best motor. Mm-hmm. But I watched, you know, Glenn Helen 2017. 
2014 or something, the, the J. Martin Coop went 1-1 on yeah. the back. They were yarding dudes up the, uh, up up the hills. Him, yeah. And I don't feel like that's the case anymore. I think, they, I think the other guys have closed the gap a little, Ian. Okay, cool. So, but Thanks all right. For the clarification. Yeah. Have a good day. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Uh, coming up next is uh, Phil Nicoletti. Daniel Blair, brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. You use Decal Works? I have before at times. 30 years they've been in business. They led the industry in quality and customer service. They offer the best custom motocross graphics around. Decal Works officially licensed with all the OEMs. They also uh, sponsor the Red Bull KTM team with their graphics. Rockstar Energy Husqvarna off-road team uses Decal Works. The expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure you're handled. Quality, service, and knowledge. DecalMX.com. Promo code PulpMX to save 20%. Please check out decalmx.com. And uh, great guys. They've done a lot, hell of a lot of good work for our listeners. Use the code. Save some money. Get some custom graphics. They can put your logo on it. They put a gargoyle on it. They can put main event moto on it with like a Ghostbusters thing around it if you want that. <laughs> I mean, whatever whatever you want. They can do it. Uh, let's get to Jeff on three. Jeff, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, um, I have a question about an OGO 9900. Okay. Um. Well, I ha- I thought, you know, when you guys were talking about the OGO uh, 9800 and not being able to fit all your shit in there, um, I thought that's what I had was a 9800. And then I looked at it, it's a 9900, um, but it's all clapped out. And I'm wondering if I can get parts for it. Dude, I don't think they make a 99 anymore. No, I, I, that's yeah. why I was wondering if I can even get something well, like can that. Well, can you email me using the contact form on Pulp, and I'll pass it on to the guys at OGO, and they can let you know? Yeah, that'd be cool. What do you need? What, what's what's blown out on it, bro? The um, the wheels, you know, just from tossing. I used to do music, and I went on tour, so I, I took it with me and, you know, just throwing it in and out of the van and then, you know, I just recently got back into riding after like 20 years off. So. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, send me an email on pulpamex.com. There's a contact form. And uh, uh-huh. send me an email. I'll, I'll let you see if the OGO guys can help you, man. All right. Cool. Thanks, right. Steve. Thanks, bro. Uh, all right. That's uh, that's Jeff with some OGO 9900 questions. I didn't have that on the bingo card today. Hmm. Uh, ORW, uh, com. Love these guys. They've been a big part of the Club MX team, as you can see that on their butt patch. And uh, also, too, they have stores all across America, Pulp of Mexico to save, Temecula, San Diego, Atlanta, Corona, Vegas, way out in, um, uh, I said that already, Atlanta. Stop in and check out the latest truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and racing products from the industry's leading brands. Off-road warehouse stores are staffed by a knowledgeable, experienced team. Plus, they install everything they sell. So if you want to get your truck to the track in style, go to offroadwarehouse.com, use the code PULPMX, and you'll see that ORW butt patch on the back of guys like Phil Nicoletti and, uh, and J-Mart and March Banks and everybody else on the Club MX team. ORW, big part of the uh, Club MX team when you were just down there the other day. Yeah, last you week. Uh, let's broke ORW bringing you our first guest to the night. Phil Nicoletti, what's up, Phil? Hello, Steven, <coughs> Daniel. Hey, Phil. Uh, Phil wasn't around when you... Uh, no, I went to Club MX to hang, yep. and they were all there working hard, and there was one guy missing. Oh, boy, Phil. I like how Daniel only hits me up when he wants to come to Charlotte to go to a concert, but he doesn't hit me up to uh, when he's down at club. <laughs> I assumed you would be there grinding away, working, getting ready. I, I didn't uh, feel like I needed to call. 
Yeah, don't. I mean, I can uh, grind with one arm. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what you want me to do down at club at the moment. You know, <laughs> just, just hang with yeah, me, to, dude. I'll just go, hang. I mean, I'll go. I'll go to Charlotte right now and have a beer, but I will not go to uh, club to watch guys ride and be miserable. Okay. What? Uh, you know? Where? Where are you at, Phil? In, in the depression level, like if ten is the most depressed, <laughs> and when you first re-injured your arm, if ten was, where are you at right now? Uh, 12. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'd be honest with you. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, man, it was a fucking low point um, in my life. So I don't really know how else to really put it. Uh, you're, you're, I mean, I kind of knew in the, I kind of knew in the back of my You're breaking up, Phil. Oh, you're, you're driving and we can't really hear you. Can you hear me or what? Now I'm we can, but. Service. I mean, it's, well, you know? that, that's. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, I pay my cell phone bill. Trust me. I know I'm not making much money at the moment not riding, but I do pay my cell oh, phone you got bill. that motorsport money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that. Those checks still coming yeah. in? So, okay, uh, so you you swapped, broke your arm again. Now, we know the first time you broke your arm in Atlanta, you had a plate in there, and there was a lot of debate on whether to take the old plate out, put a new one in. Some people said you couldn't take the old plate out because it's been in there so long. And then we were laughing on the show because you got three three doctors, three different advice. You choose you chose to let it heal naturally, and obviously that was a bit of a bad move. Or like you never know. Like I'm not you know knowing what we know now, but yeah. I mean, it. it I don't know. I guess hindsight's always twenty twenty. I mean, the yes. doctor gave me he gave me two options: a uh, let it heal on its own, which I liked, or two go in and try and kick the plate out, which. I was totally against. So with that being said, I let it heal on its own, and it was doing okay, but um, trying to come back and make, you know, Unadilla uh, like I wanted to. Um, my arm still always hurt, which it must have meant it wasn't healed all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of had it in the back of my mind that something was wrong. And um, obviously I crashed, and it couldn't withstand um, the healing. It wasn't strong enough to take a hit. And obviously I found out the hard way. Um, and then I went back to him that same day. I kind of rebroke it as I was laying there, and I felt it broken. Oh. Um, he gave me another option, which was plan C, run another plate parallel with it. But if he opened me up, he was going to see if he could take out the original plate that had been in there for 17 years. So he looked at it, and all the screws were still kind of were all grown over, and he didn't like that. So he plated it alongside of it, kind of running parallel. So now my whole ulna is basically an entire plate. Um, and after six days, um, my I mean, my arm felt better than it had at 14 weeks. Really? Oh. You know? oh. Yeah. But now, so the, but the I, dual plate was never presented to you as an option. The it, first was, time. it was never presented okay. as an option. So it's kind of, you know, and no other doctor gave me that either. They just said, oh, yeah, we'll just go in and take the plates out. But the doc went in and, you know, six you know, my six screws and plate were, were covered over in calcium and bone. So yep. I, I was damned if I did and damned if I don't. So, uh, you know, I tried. It failed. You know, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yep. I got to got to pay the total rock and roll, and that's what that's what I was I was dealt with. So, uh, um, you know, but like I said, now in four weeks, my arm feels it feels amazing. You know, uh, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. What What's so. the downside to doing this plate? Just whatever mm-hmm. the typical plating no, downsides. Yeah. No, I mean I hopefully it's yeah, hopefully I can never fucking break it again. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's ultimately impossible to break my my ulna now because it's got uh, 
13 inches of hardware on it. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I, I don't know. It's, I was screwed anyway. You know, maybe 17 years ago I should have taken the plate out, but they said that didn't need to come out. And, um, I mean, ultimately the plate did its job. It broke broke next to the plate yeah now just created to get another plate in there so but in a um, but yeah. in a way too in a way too uh the original diagnosis of you had one guy tell you we'll take that plate out no problem no issues and huh. that that wouldn't have happened yeah 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 no that wouldn't that would not have happened that would have been a six-month injury yeah yeah oh. yeah so so in a way uh, and, you, you dodged a bullet there yes and 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 i and i i even talked to trey Kennard about it at salt lake city he goes thank god you know, you're not doing that because he went through it and it turned into a five month process for him, you know? Um, and he says his arm still hurts to this day because he went in and took out a plate that had only been in there for three years or something, Right. you know, right. when he, when he broke his arm in Oh nine. Yep, so, yep. Um, no matter what, there's always repercussions of doing stuff like that. Not only that, but if he was to do that, you know, you're risking infection and going in and digging out old stuff and trying to put in something new. And it's yeah. just like, there's never an easy process. No. So, Right. Um, but right now, every my, my, like I said, I feel like I can go race right now, even though it's Friday, it'll be four weeks, um, even though I know that's not the case. Um, so, yeah, it's what right. it is. So, uh, any chance you do some world stuff or no? Uh, <laughs> actually had some phone calls about that today. Um, so, it's it'd be really tight, but hey, the team needs to make a decision, you know, Brandon, Scott, Jeffrey, and Courtney Lloyd, they need to make a decision on shipping bikes out September 6th and whose bike goes, and I still want to do it, you know? I don't know how much prep I would have, but um, I don't know. I think I might be able to squeak it. Okay, wow. Phil may be lining up for World Supercross, everybody. Yeah, it might be uh, be possible. So are you going to go or what? I'm going to the first round, I think, yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. Yeah. We'll, go to, uh, we'll go to Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pulp MX covering that travel or uh, yeah. Supercross. No, Pulp MX is covering the travel. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no. wow. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Why? Why would you? Why would you ask? Oh no! I was just. Oh. I was just wondering. No. You know? yeah, no. We can't be. Uh, we can't be bought and paid for. Philip, I uh, I thought I thought maybe with uh, all the Saudi money you could. You know? <laughs> well, you listen, know? I mean the Mav, the Mav TV, you know, they uh, you sold out for that, so I don't see. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. That app job. worked perfectly all season long. There's been no problems. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mister Nicoletti. Uh, um, me and Daniel, me and Daniel know the real truth. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk. Let's, let's so okay. So let's let's get into some motocross happenings here. Hopefully, we see you back soon. You're not quitting though because there was you you were depressed enough to think about that but you're not no no like i said there's still you right. know, every time we get hurt and we car we always daniel's been there we say we want to quit and we're we're fucking over it immediately it yeah no. i mean daniel broke yeah. his femur like <laughs> no. three times or something so yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean i was literally laying in the sand saying you know you can only imagine the curse words that were uh, coming out of my new mouth. words probably <laughs> new words we've never heard before yeah, yeah so i'll uh, i'll keep it pg but um yeah, it just runs through our minds. But I, I committed for another year, and like I said, I still got the, you know, still got uh, pit in my stomach that wants to keep doing this bullshit oh. sport. So I'm in. I hope Scott at Motorsport gets back on board, or I, I'll, I'll try to get you another sponsor, Will or Phil. I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah. No, hopefully, Mister Scott doesn't hate me too much, but hopefully, my Supercross kind of 
saved me a little bit. A little bit, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, hopefully that wasn't such a big flop to where it kind of gives some people some hope. But uh, I'm currently, I, it's just, speaking of that, uh, I'm currently heading to Minneapolis right now to go see uh, Milt and Doug and oh. uh, Andy and the boys there. So, um, And then I'll head to I- Iron Man this weekend. Oh, but, going to Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil. Committed. Yeah, I figured I might, yeah, I am committed. I might as well watch Troll Daddy race one outdoor national before it's all said and done. You know? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I was going to let. Yeah, let's bring that up. Uh, ORW bringing you uh, Phil Nicoletti, offroadwarehouse.com. So let's let's run through some racing topics with you, Philip, here. Four motos left for Troll. He told me at Millville he's just going to ride this out. Don't pick him in fantasy. And then now he's had his two best rounds of the season. Um, and he and he's got t- and two more tracks. Well, one more track that's really good for him. So yeah, f- Troll. Troll's got four more motos left. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't know. I think he's getting a taste of the 450 thing, and I think it's you know I know he's in retirement mode and this and that, but I do think maybe a little bit it's taking the wind out of his sails because I don't know. I don't think it's where he really thought he was going to be. You know, um, I don't know. I think it was an eye opener for him. You know, but, yeah. Uh, Supercross was obviously going to be a little tougher, but outdoors, I think he might have thought he could have been around the you know eighth place range quite a bit more. But um, and I honestly thought that might have been his spot too, eight to ten. But, I would have thought that. Uh, yes, I would have thought that. Yeah, too. Yep. yeah. But uh, obviously, it didn't play out. And uh, yeah, riding and racing a four fifty are two totally different things. And like I said, they're. You know, there's no shame in being a career 250 guy because he made a shit ton of money doing that. But, uh, yeah, it is it is what it is. He can say he's done oh, it now and move on. He's got so. the JGR money in his bank account. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, money, I'm told that he's making he, – he made – No, you're breaking up, Philip. Pay that bill. Pay the bill. I saw Troll uh, last week. Oh, yeah? And when I pulled into Club MX, I'd never been there before. And as I'm pulling in – uh huh. There's someone on the road running real early in the morning. Oh, I, no. I cruise up behind him, and it's Troll. Just cruising, running on the road. Running on the morning before anyone else had gotten wow. up to do their motos. He was doing his run. How about that, Philip? Troll running, jogging in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the runner like he used to be, but he still does. Him and Jerma every morning, 20-minute warm-up. Yep, that's what it was. Uh, so let's talk Jerma a little bit. Phil, you've been hanging out with him, working out with him a little bit. How, how's he looking? Uh, he was going to do the last two. I guess he's not now. Shoulder's not quite where it needs to be, but... How's he feeling? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, Jerma looks good. I mean, he's just kind of trying to work out some of the kinks with the team and uh, figure out where he's at. Um, I think uh, his speed is really good. He's been good now for about up to 25 minutes, but he's not ready to take a hit yet, which I, I understand that, you know. So um, he'll wait till, uh, wait till next year. Right, right. Uh, what do you think of him, Daniel? When- I thought it was good. I mean, he was on a 450 the day I was there, which I've always had this want to see him on one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looked good. And, yeah, Phil's right. I think he's got 25 minutes in him. But he made it all the way to the end of the moto and never really broke. But but I could tell he's also being careful and not sending it too hard. He's just riding real smooth and smart. But he looked dang good. But they all looked good out there. Marshbanks was flying. Um, Shane looked good. I mean, yeah. they all – they. They, so they, they, they look good, there. but now they're 13, 14, and 15 at Bud's Creek. Yeah, they're all hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not bagging on them, but that's where we're at in the field right now. 
you know? It's, uh, I mean, look at this thing. Yeah. And then Freddie was there that day. Freddie weeded, though. First oh, moto. That's yeah. shocking. At the end of the first moto they did, he uh, he actually looped out did on a straightaway. Full <laughs> loop out, ripped the back fender <laughs> off the bike. And uh, But he, w- he was beating on them all a little bit in that first moto until he looped out. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, yep, poor, yep. Hey, listen, uh, Freddie, top 10 overall this weekend. Good job. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I'll back Freddie. Freddie's on a practice day, Freddie is one of the best, and actually oh, yeah. so is Garrett. Um, but Freddie on a race day, would, um, even at Butch Creek, was fine. But he's like, I don't know, he's like, I don't know, kind of reminds me of James Stewart. Super fast in practice on one day on a Tuesday, and then like the next day, it's you don't understand what Freddie just showed up, you know? Um, for instance, you know, the Larry Loop out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, four motos nowhere. Four motos to go, Phil. Who do you have for this title, Sexton or Tomac? Who you got? Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's so. I don't know. Eli's going to have to make some points up this weekend at Ironman to save him going into Paula because I'm a little bit worried. I agree. And, yeah. You know, I, he needs. He needs like the. <laughs> He needs to get another eight points on Chase, or he's got a little bit of a buffer to where he can go three three at Paula and kind of be okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sexton's not undefeated at Paula, but it's certainly good for him. Yeah, it's, it's a good spot for yeah, him. It's certainly good for him. Eli so. will have to bring yeah. some good stuff. But they're both, they've brought it to a new level. So I feel like round one, Paula, round 12, Paula are going to be completely different. They're yeah. both at that peak. So right. we'll see. But I think I'm with Phil, too. If, if you're Eli, you'd like to go in with a little bit of space if you can get it this week. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. I mean, he got a pretty big gift uh, this past weekend. Um and if he can get that one more time, I think it's going to be hard for Chase. But uh, I mean, I mean, it can go either way. You know what I mean? Um, it's not hard for the guys to have a little little hiccup to where they can get five or six points in a moto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, they've gone one, two, like seven or eight motos in a row, and then of course this week it's just chaos, right? Just absolute chaos. So yeah, I don't, you know. I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of nervous. I I mean, uh, a piece of me wants. Eli to do it just because he's a little bit older, but I, I like Chase as a person. I think he's a cool kid, so mm-hmm. it would be cool to see that. Um, but it's just definitely a changing in the tide. So, um, you know, like I've, I've said it before, it's weird to see Eli, you know, at the end of his career and then you remember him at Hangtown in, in 2020 and getting heat stroke at Freestone, you know, and then now he's just uh, just a complete beast. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to really, uh, hard to pick one or the other. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we got some phone calls for you. Philip, uh, ORW bringing you. Phil Nicoletti. First up, it's Ben on four. Ben, what's going on? You got a Phil Nicoletti story? Yeah, what's up? So the last time I saw Phil was at Tongue and Groove in Atlanta, Uh and I thought every time I get the chance, I'm going to remind him of this like I did then. Okay. So my name is Ben. I used to live at Club with Phil, Mm -hmm. and we were having a a fireworks war one time, and Phil ran me down with a tube of Roman candle and shot me for the whole tube's worth, I was probably 12 years old. Still, <laughs> probably what 30 at the time. And 30. Sure, I got my ass lit up. <laughs> you shot a 12 year old with a Roman candle. Ah, no, Dude, Ben I Francis. Fell, I now I remember. And Phil continued to shoot me. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> uh, doesn't seem like the Phil we know. See, at first when he said he was 12, I was thinking they were both 12. That'd yeah. be fine, but right. you were 30, Phil. I was maybe 20, Do you remember this, yeah. Phil? Phil, do you remember oh, this? I, I remember. I, I it's Ben Francis. I remember he was a little guy. He's sure oh, maybe, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. He's now Ben. Tell him you're now an engineer. 
Oh yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so yeah, so basically, cool. Phil, you showed him the rough part of life that made him pull up his bootstraps yeah. and become an engineer. Yeah. Taught him a lesson, yeah. right? <laughs> right, Ben. Like, did Phil teach you a life lesson right there? He did. He taught me more than anyone else on this earth. Like, you know <laughs> what? Most uh, moment of my life. Do it. You know what? Uh, if I get knocked down in life, some asshole might shoot me with a Roman candle. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you haven't experienced life unless you get lit up by a Roman candle. Right, right. right. No, uh, we yeah. always say that. It's a common saying yeah. for sure. Nah. It's, it's well known. <laughs> right, it's well known. Right. Hey, he wasn't the first kid, and he won't be the last one, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of other kids listening right now. Oh, he got me, too. He made, he made some kid cry over his Gucci sandals not that long ago. So. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for the story. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have Thanks. a good night. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. See you, uh, Nash, what's up, Nash? How are you? Gentlemen, gentlemen. Good to see you, Nash, this weekend. Oh, it's always fun, but I have a good time. I love some of my daughters and my family, and everything's cool. Daniel, glad you're in the studio. Phil. Good to hear your voice, my friend. Nah, it's been a while. Yeah. Hey. Yes. I've been racing, Dad. I'm a racer, Dad. I'm grinding, driving the truck. Everybody knows the deal that does it. And if you don't, you had a father that did it with you. Uh, Daniel's neck deep in it. Loving amateur racing. Love he it. Loves it so much. Love he loves it. it. Catch, the, catch Steve. I love when you say catch the fever. Yeah. So, listen. Phil, I'm always thinking up things for, for you, and I'm, I'm bummed. I was really looking forward to seeing you, uh, you know, go head-to-head with the troll train. But I think I got something that might work for you. Are you ready? Well, let's hear it. Okay. So Steve's building this brand new barbecue at the Palatial Mansion with the 20 foot ceiling. Palatial barbecue outside. Talking about last week. Mm-hmm. Just a barbecue island, Nash. It's just a simple barbecue island. <laughs> I think for a road to recovery fundraiser, Phil, you fly out the weekend of power before the show. You do a barbecue event with Steve. Because Steve loves engaging fans personally at his house. Loves Big it. Big fan. Loves it. Then you get to drive in the truck with Steve and Phil as the grand prize winner to Pala, and then you fly out of California. No brainer. Not no bad. Brainer. Not bad, Phil. I don't see any problems it, with that at all. Uh, so, uh, thank I, you, Daniel. Uh, thank you. Uh, I don't either. Is there actually uh, oh. is there a road to recovery event or no? Or is that just made up? No, I think Nash That's, just made that up. I think the whole thing was wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about I'm thinking for the people. Well, hey, listen, the road recovery is nothing to joke about. But it would be cool to do a fundraiser for them because it's such an awesome organization that helps people in need genuinely. So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. Phil. You know, I'm not going to tell you to do a riding school. We're down that road. Even though you did wonders with Preston Reigns, we saw the video. We already saw your mm-hmm. own coach. And mm-hmm. with the busted arm, I don't want to see you go and slide deeper. We need you fresh for next year. You're a Canadian Supercross champion. You're ready to do some damage last year or next year. So let's do it. Let it wait. Now that's not the yeah, it, yeah, that's actually one of your best, better ideas, Nash. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> good good job. Right, yeah. I, dude, that's, I like that. Um, Phil, do you have any good Bud's Creek memories at all? Something special for you at Bud's Creek for the fans. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, Phil got in big trouble at Bud's Creek. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did get. I did get in big trouble. I almost got barshed at Bud's Creek. Actually, I did get barshed at Bud's Creek, and then uh, I mean, de- I mean, when I mean barshed, I mean DQ'd. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jeff Cansfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was actually battling Barsha, and we're fourth and fifth in the moto and a lapper got in the way. I'm not going to say the specific lapper. Um, and it caused me to get passed by Barsha, so I ended up fifth in the moto. So I kind of came off this line, or off the finish line, and, you know, I did the, you know, slit throat gesture to the lapper, you know, and uh, 
<laughs> the lapper drove his bike into me. Oh. You know? Um, it kind of like, about, yeah, about blew, yeah, about blew me off the bike, and then, uh, yeah, I kind of held my bike wide open and went into him, and <laughs> kind of blew him off the bike, and then, uh, yeah, after that, I mean, I saw Jeff Canfield like, you know, we locked eyes together, and I kind of knew I was going to be in trouble, <laughs> and he came back. And he, he he wasn't mad with any of that stuff. He was just mad with the you know throat foot gesture. <laughs> and he came back to the semi and started screaming at me. He said, "You're DQ'd from the day. <laughs> Don't show up to Iron Man. You're DQ'd from there too." So then I started screaming oh. back at Jeff, and uh, you know we were just you know two New York guys just going at it back and forth, and uh, Scuba West, Steve Westfall, and Bobby Hewitt um, <laughs> were trying oh, to God. get us to calm down. And uh, Jeff's like, I need to go for a walk and cool down. And I'm like, yeah, you need to go for a fucking walk and cool down before you come back and talk to me. <laughs> oh, and uh, sure enough, he ended up coming back. We talked like civilized people. You know, I had to go over, apologize to the lapper, shook hands, and we're all good. You know? Oh, boy. Who's so, the lapper? Yeah. Hey. I want to know the lapper. You. <laughs> Phil, text, was a, uh, text me the lapper. Local. Text me okay, I will text. I'll text you, Lapper. Right. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. Phil, Phil, your passion, your passion bubbles close to the surface. We all know that. Steve, <laughs> uh, one one last thing before I go, because you guys are going to have a great show. I know. Phil, thanks for the story. Seriously, and thanks for yeah. having an open mind to the Steve Barbecue fundraiser. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, a, a kid in our school had an unfortunate accident. Just graduated high school. His name's Chris Casso. Uh, the Lawrence brothers were awesome. Mertz gave him the the. Uh, Champagne bottle, a side panel, one of the kids' bikes. I brought it up to him in the hospital today. He had a, he got a stinger at Raceway. So if anybody wants to give him a uh, follow on Instagram, and uh, he's 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 got he's dealing with some stuff that's pretty tricky. But the kid is awesome, dude. He graduated from the diesel program. He's a worker. He's a grinder. And I just want to give him a big shout out. I know he's listening. I spent some time with him today. He was blown away at the Lawrence's and what they did for him. And Mertz was like, Dave, that's the least we could do. Yeah, that's so, awesome. If anybody out there mm-hmm. listening, uh, it's Chris Chris Stunts with two S's. Uh, underscore two nine nine, and the kid is an awesome kid. Oh, listen, I've been around kids twenty two years working in the district, and so we joked around with that before the fact mm-hmm. that school teacher. This kid is awesome. He's a competent rider. He just came up on the wrong end of the stick, and uh, he's working through it. But uh, I'm sure some support from the Pope fans would go live. See, thank you for giving me the opportunity to even say that. I would never do that on your show. That's your. This is your show, not mine. No problem, so, Nash. Sounds good, man. Well, hang in there, buddy. All right. All right. Cheers. 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 See, see you, Nash. All right. Uh, Let's see, a couple more calls here. Adam, you uh, you want me to pit board for Troll? Ooh, that's a good idea. I want I want Phil to pit board for Troll. Oh. And then a throat slit barbecue shirt posing for the uh, Pulp MX barbecue extravaganza that's going to happen, apparently. Yeah, yeah, what do you think? What do you think, Phil? Will you pit board for Troll? Uh, I got way too much emotion to be a mechanic in pit boarding for Alex, so we'd end up just fighting. <laughs> you know? What better way to go out? Phil would pit board him. You suck. Pull off. Yeah, it wouldn't be good, especially the way he was riding at Bud's Creek this past weekend. Segamoto or Unadilla, I would have been pumped, but at Bud's Creek, I would not have been happy. Yeah, a couple pit boards would have been snapped. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, yeah, yeah, remember Brent Myron? I yeah. would blow him out of the water. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, Muff- Muffin would so. get excited, too. Yeah, Muffin would get yeah. very excited. So. Yeah. Um, all right, sounds good, man. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Adam. Thanks. Uh, Phil, Justin Barsha got DQ'd. He put out the uh, the GoPro today. Daniel and I will talk about it a little bit here. But uh, what's your take on this? Uh, I, I just – I think it's – I don't know. I think it's mental. You know, if, 
the AMA can't see the the GoPro footage from that, or or what? They uh, they didn't ask for it, and then TK Tyler Keith told them that he had the GoPro footage, and I guess they were like, "What? Huh?" They didn't ask for it. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's always you know you never really know. I don't know if Barsha could have hit his brakes, get knocked off the track, but I think it's a bit uh, a bit crazy. But I, I I just wish that they you know. I wish we had a little bit of hockey implemented in our sport, you know. I mean, we have helmets on, for God's sake. Just let them roughhouse at the end of the motors for a little bit, you know, and, and figure good. it out. I feel like it would be a lot easier. I mean, if you're dumb enough to punch somebody in the, you know, in the, you know, with your hand in the head with a helmet on, then that's on you, okay? Well, I'll take that on the chin if I break a knuckle, you know? I mean, but to DQ people like that, it's just, so, I don't know. A, D, a DQ I, is huge. I love it. Yeah. Steve asks Phil, what's he think of the DQ? Phil goes right to they should be fighting afterwards and it should be allowed. <laughs> that, yes, that went pretty I, far pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, dude, look, instead of posting about it on Instagram, you know what I mean? Handle it yourself. Go over there, you know, bitch slap them. I don't care. Do something, you know? Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, get, I get mad about it. He's fired up. You know? You are. Well, I think the move, and again, we'll talk more about it, but if you're going to disqualify somebody, that's huge. You disqualified a factory rider, right? It's got to be more yeah, for that, more than that. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not like he drove his bike into you know uh, into their awning or something right, like that. You right, know, like right. I don't. To I DQ, don't you got to do some wild stuff, according to Phil. It's got to get I, loose. I kind of agree. For a DQ, I mean, yeah, find, like, find him or dock him a position or two. I don't know, but yeah, like yeah, like you know, like you said, the the Bogle thing and this and that. You're a lap down, and the, you know, you just kind of like ghost ride your yeah. whip into somebody. Right. All right, like I get it. You're not even in the race. Yes, fair enough, but. <laughs> These guys are battling for position, and, you know, I don't know. Find them, whatever, but the DQ is like, man, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's crazy. We'll cover you know? it more with and about, uh, with and, yeah, yeah. And like, And I think Barsh has done some outrageous things, you know? <laughs> um, should he have been fine? Maybe docked? I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. a DQ, Jesus, man. Right. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Uh, do you have yeah, a race tech right. rant for tonight? I, I, I asked you to come up with one. No, well, that was pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> okay. that was, I was my say, kind of rant. His okay. entire appearance was a race tech rant. Phil Nicoletti's race tech rant. Go fight the guy in the pits after. That's his rant. Yeah, I mean, or, you know, if you're within the fence, whatever, that's fine. Give him a penalty after that. If someone wants to punch somebody with a helmet on, let him punch him. Who cares? Or like Styles, <laughs> run over there in your underwear and go right to the semi. And right. I, re- I respect I respect Styles as a kid for going over there and hashing out the program. You know, like where the issue that they had. You know, I think that's fine. Why not? Right. You know, yeah. did, did Dylan go over to TLD and try and sort the issue? Not, not that I know of. No. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I would have. Uh, well, we know that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we know that. Uh, what about yeah. the MXDN team, Phil? Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? You like it? Uh, I, I do like it. Um, and I got, like I said, I, I only like it because, um, Justin, Justin has been riding the 250 F, you know, um, he's more accustomed to it starts the whole nine. Uh, I think he can like, he's like get one better moto than Christian. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm not saying Christian would have done bad. I just think he would would pull through a little bit better just from the start aspect of it, right. you know? And, and you enjoy Justin Cooper blowing me out on Instagram. 
I did. That was yeah. actually pretty funny. I thought that was pretty funny, yeah, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I like that. Phil, Phil thought that was great. Yeah, I thought uh, it was pretty good. I got a, I got a, a text <laughs> shortly after that with, uh, that was yeah. great. I'm dead. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I, I was actually dead. I was laughing at that. Well, you I'm know? sure you I were. Just like I, you give an innocent opinion and you get blown out. I know. I know. Right. I, it's know, not like I said I Justin mean, Cooper's a terrible pick and he I sucks know. balls. <laughs> like, I did not say that. But, yeah. Uh, Good know, times. Funny. Uh, yeah. Off-road warehouse bringing you Phil Micheletti, uh, Pablo Mexico to save, ORW. Uh, they are on the butt patch of the Club MX team. And, uh, yeah, use the code. Save some money. They uh, they install everything they sell as well. Mark's used uh, Off-Road Warehouse for some uh, some work as well. Anything else for Philip? Uh, yeah, Daniel? I, I got one. What yeah. are you doing on Wednesday afternoon night, Phil? Wednesday afternoon night uh, tonight or this week? Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be in Minneapolis. Ah, never mind then. No, yep. go to a local track yeah. up by him. I was gonna say. Hey, come out so him. what? You, oh, what local track? Top Gun. My kid loves oh, Top yeah. Gun. That's his favorite little really? spot right now. Well, yeah, because yeah, my son's going to start racing again in a little bit. He mm-hmm. wants to start again, and we want to start over. So uh, that's the track he's decided is his first okay. race back. Is so. that Chad's track? No, that's oh. uh, Moto 40. Is that close, I heard? Or that's close Yeah, right Phil, now? What, is, what happened there? I, I saw an Instagram uh, post, but it didn't. I didn't think it was... What's... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just open for private events. I don't know. I don't know if they're really making enough money or what to be. I, I have no idea, okay. you know? Um, yeah, I, I I know nothing about it. And, and Philip so. is Enzo Lopes, your brother-in-law, ex-brother-in-law, maybe brother-in-law, maybe future. Who knows? Uh, he's uh, he's my brother-in-law because he lives with me, and I got to take care of him like he's a brother anyway. So okay. regardless, okay, regardless, you know? is he uh, yeah. is he racing anything outside of Destinations? Uh, he Destinations, and he's doing yeah, he's doing Worlds. Oh, okay, but not Iron Man or Paula. No, 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 no. He'll okay, right. do designations. So, right, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I asked Enzo when he's coming back. He said he's taking care of issues, so I, I stay out of it. So he's in know? Brazil right now. I saw he's in São Paulo uh, at the arena. Concert. Yeah, yeah, Brees. yeah, yeah. Brees was he down. Brees, had, Brees is hey, down there. Yeah, that track looked awesome. Whatever one Brees posted yeah. on his Instagram. Oh my god. Yeah. Like yeah, rhythm, rhythm, turn, yeah. rhythm, and they were perfect. Jump. Yeah, they I mean, looked like they were done with those yeah. European steam. Yeah, rollers. it looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they. Uh, it, it was a st- the stadium was more, you know, is like an intermediate Supercross track. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bigger than Arena Cross, smaller than the Supercross. Supercross, but cool. uh, yeah, it looked it looked badass. Good dirt you know? too. It looked, it looked um, really fun. Yeah, yeah. A Rod crushed it. Enzo said he rode really good, and uh, Bruce got third. So huh. um, yeah, it's hard to uh, hard to go other places like that and beat people in their own countries and stuff. You know? Yeah. So for sure. Um, uh, all right, yeah, Philip. Maybe thanks. one day I'll go. Yeah, well, right. well, thanks for calling in. Uh, tell the Wait, F- I got oh. I got one more question, Daniel. Yeah. So now with your new KTM gig, do you have to move to California or what? Nope, staying there. I'm ah. I ain't, I'm so- never leaving. Somehow, South Carolina. Somehow he can just work out of the Far East Coast. I, I don't know how that happened, but he's got a good agent clearly. And you pick you pick fucking Greenville. Why Greenville? It's the best city in the country. Jesus, no debate. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought he was. He, okay. I thought he was going to go Piedmont, so I don't. I don't know. I wasn't allowed in Piedmont. Ah. Oh yeah, yeah. The sheriffs were waiting for me <laughs> right, when I drove right, through. Right. I, yeah. yeah, I wasn't allowed. Not, not cool enough. No, not but cool dude, enough. I'm hanging with uh, Eddie Ray too. Yeah. Eddie and Jess all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah there are tracks yeah, around there, right? Yep. Yeah. Next level 101 is 20 minutes from me. So no, I, I'm home. I'll never leave. Yeah. Ever. Good. Awesome. No, that's good for you. That's well, cool. I'm pumped with your new gig and stuff. Thanks, Phil. Be good at it. Phil's going to move to Vegas. So is he permanent co-host? Yeah, permanent co-host. And nope. barbecue-er? Yeah, barbecue-er, yes. 
Uh, uh, waiting on my pulp salary. Philip, I'm excited that you're going to be at Ironman. That's good. I'll see you this weekend. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to come down and hang out and stuff. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited. It's been, it feels like it's been forever. So. All right. Well, don't don't uh, desecrate my pop-up, uh, my cardboard figure that I have in your truck. Just you, uh, You'll understand when you see it. Don't worry about it. I got a, I got a cardboard oh cutout in your truck. Don't touch it. I'm taking Make, it home after Paul. Ah, okay, okay. It's making its way to California. Got it. Yep. Got yep. it. Uh, okay. No, that will sound good. Well, I'm excited. I'll see, uh, see you guys there. And Daniel, hit me up when you come to Charlotte. I'll see you soon. Not Thanks. this week. Next week. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Philip. Later. All right. Thanks, boys. That's uh, Phil Nicoletti brought to you by the folks at ORW, motorsport.com, guys, as well. Coming up with Billy Grotto right next. But Zach has a Justin Cooper comment. Zach, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Hey, so my thought with Cooper, I'm glad to see him in there. I'm glad to see a 250 guy pulling it out. Mm -hmm. But my question for you guys is if he goes out and goes, I don't know, 3-7 or something like that, is that as impressive as Craig Barsher or another theoretical 450 guy coming out and doing the same thing? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. 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 I think equal. Right. Equal. Yeah. If, if, hey, if one of those 250 guys were to pull a 3-7 – Probably looking pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, a three seven would yeah, be great. It'd be awesome. Yep. So. Yeah, yep. yeah. So. I just I think it sounds cooler when a four fifty guy steps down because he's taking one for the team. You know, when the when the greats did it back in the day. Yeah, it was a little more. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it held a little more weight than just a one twenty five or two fifty F guy. I'm with you. I liked it. I thought it was great, and I've been saying that for years that we should do that. You know. So, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Before man. Go. You guys got any? Uh, you guys got any purple rentals left over? Purple rentals. I do, man. I, I have some sets yeah. I was going to give away tonight, and I just... Can we talk you into them? All right. You ready? Are you ready? Talk us yeah. into it. Give me the name of, like, the last four co-hosts. Okay. How much kind of a listener, um, how much of a listener are you? That's All right. I've been in the last three weeks. I've been on the road a little bit, but we had, uh, we had Kate Clayson on. Um, let's see. That was, what, three weeks ago, right? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, boy, you're putting me on the spot here, boys. Well, I, I mean, you got to earn these things. we got things. Daniel Blair on tonight. That's, uh, oh, that's, that's that, that, that doesn't count. <laughs> Last week, you had a bunch um, of them. Yeah. No, I, uh, you, you got to forgive me, guys. I'm on the road a lot for work, so I, I catch it, you know, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. But, uh, no, it's, I, uh, that's my best effort, and I'm sticking with it. Uh, I appreciate the effort. Uh, we just got to give them to somebody who's just, you know, a little more of a listener, Zach. That's, that's yeah, all we got to do. Mark's dog shook it. his head. Yeah. Mark shook his head no. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, man. No worries, guys. Thanks hey, for thanks calling. Thanks a lot, and uh, thanks for the great show. Thank you. Appreciate thanks. it. I mean, I feel like a real hardcore listener would be able to just name it off. Yeah, and I'm 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 becoming very much against people calling in and asking for things. Right. Mm. So I like that you gave him something, and and yeah, if you're gonna do he, that, you gotta have mm. something to to back it the up. The guy, the producer Pete over there. I mean, he is a stickler. So <laughs> sure, yep. I uh, like how quickly he looked up. <laughs> Twisted no T. What you were love the guys about. at Twisted T. They've been on our show for the, all the outdoors, and you know Twisted T's there. Uh, great guys. Twisted T is a big sponsor of the AGP Suzuki team, of course. Marshall Welton's crushing it uh, for those guys picking that up, and of course uh, a Bogle and Heartraft and Supercross as well. This gentleman on the line, he was uh, a big hit with our listeners last year. Uh, he's uh, new to the sport of Supercross and Motocross, but he's making a mark and uh, living a great life at the same time. From Twisted T, it's Billy Grotto. What's up, Billy? How are you, man? Steve, how you doing, man? We're good. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it, man. 
Well, listen, any time that I get to talk to you and, you know, be in the friendly confines of the Supercross family, how could I say no to that? It's a great point. Absolutely. Uh, haven't seen you at as many races this year, but, uh, you know, we, we your name's been brought up more than a few times. And, uh, you know, we did a Twisted T. You guys are doing Twisted T VIP at uh, every race for the Nationals. Yeah. And this weekend at Bud's Creek, the, I met the dudes that got the link from me, from my social post, and they won. And then they were living it up so much, Billy, that they were actually told, hey, guys, can you calm down on the Twisted Tees? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we know we got the right guys that won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, like, I'm telling you, I, I do these sweepstakes, and sometimes, you know, for, on the V-Twin side of things, I do a sweepstakes every year for – for a custom Harley. And one year we did one and remember that movie um, with uh, Tom Hanks and he was the captain Phillips. Oh, captain Phillips. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And then the guy who was up for, you know, uh, supporting actor, he says, I'm the captain. Yeah. Now. I am the captain now. Yeah. 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 That's the guy that won the bike. And I'm like, do you no way. ride motorcycles? I'm, he's like, I'm like, do you even ride motorcycles? And he's like, no. So, so many people enter these sweepstakes that they're just not even interested in what the prize is. They just want to win. Yeah. So it makes me so happy when we can take a super fan of whatever whatever it is and make them happy. Like this summer, we uh, we did a program called, uh, well, internally we're calling it Skis and Tweeds. Okay. But the consumer facing, it was called Win Your Own Twisted Tea Water Whip. Uh-huh. And we gave away a uh, uh, jet ski. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, being part of the Suzuki family. But we gave away one of those things. Yeah. Right? It kind of <laughs> – uh, we gave away one a week all summer long. Jeez. And I think there's like two or three yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, it was 12. Yeah, sounds like a lot, but it's only 12 of them. But, yeah, I love when um, we can make somebody happy, and I love giving stuff away, especially when the brewery's paying for it. Because if I had to pay for it, I would. I tell you what, you wouldn't be getting twelve jet skis, kids. No, that's no, no way. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's great. I'll I'll post out the link again um, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, for people to enter again. But you know what? Speaking of that guy, he's on the phone right now, Blake. Blake, you were the winner at Bud's Creek for the Twisted T VIP. I am. I just saw you got to Billy early, and I jumped the call. Were you guys uh, talking about me already? Yeah. You, well, I just mentioned to, to Grotto that I met you, and you, you were told to calm down on the Twisted Tees at one point. <laughs> we did. I was going to say thank you, Steve, and uh, thank you, Billy, for giving us that opportunity. We had a blast, and uh, definitely, if the team is going to Ironman, I don't know how Marshall's feeling. Um, restock the cooler. We, we did some damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were under the tent. They're eating. They're drinking twisted teas. It was a good old time. Yeah, yeah, it's it great. Was. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> that, that's awesome, Blake. Yeah, and uh, did you get your fantasy team done or no? Didn't happen. I didn't. I thank you for trying to give me the media Wi-Fi. I was trying. The other guys don't play, so they were trying to get up there and watch. So oh. I was just excited, having a good time. So. Uh, I mean, I had a good weekend other than having Brandon on the team. I was really trying to support, you know, yeah. the Suzuki team being right. there with them. But what, um, Blake, what was the coolest uh, What was the coolest part of the day under, being there? Uh, honestly, just getting to take two of my friends or three of my friends there with me and getting to show them um, and my brother, actually. Um, to be honest with you, like I told you, I've won some of this stuff before, so uh-huh. getting to see the rig and all that was super cool um but getting to see them and actually get to see it and they told us that the rig 
was actually the same rig that Carmichael used to ride out of on the factory Suzuki team, or it might have been on RCH, and yep. Stu used to ride out of on Yoshimura Suzuki. So that was mm-hmm. cool, man. And, yeah. Uh, Chase and Smeet, the, uh, the truck driver Joe, the guys were all super really cool, man. We, we just had a blast. So really, thank you. It was, it was awesome. Cool. Thanks, Blake. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for calling in, man. Yep. Y'all thanks, Blake. One. Yeah, that, uh, that's oh. uh, the VIP winner right there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Hey, Billy, so uh, are you shooting a commercial right now? What, what's going on? What's happening? So <laughs> right now I'm in – I went from one insane place to a place of serenity. I, I went right from Sturgis where I was for the last 30 days, you know, between setup and activation and breakdown. I came, I'm at Camp Robin Hood. I'm not lying. That's the name of the place. I'm in Freedom, New Hampshire, and we are filming our next – uh, TV commercial, which is um, a campaign that we call T-Drop. And much like, you know, again, I said I love taking care of the fans and we love to give things people and make them happy because without our drinkers, there would be no Twisted Tea. We take 16 super fans from around the country. We fly them in. We've done a lake T-Drop. We've done two of them on the beach. We did two of them at a football stadium. This one we're doing at a summer camp. So we have 16 super fans here this week and we're filming our next TV spot. And if Steve, I'll have to, I'll send you some pictures, Yeah. but the props that we have here, we have a double decker pontoon boat with two slides on it. That's completely yellow wrapped twisted tea. Our props and effects guys. I don't know how they do it. Like it's unbelievable. We're going to, I don't want to give too much away, but we're going to have just everything imaginable on the water. So we got, you know, we've got all these tubes. We've got this, uh, we call it a, a, what is it called? A banana can because it fits like 10 people on it and you get towed behind a boat yeah, and it's a yeah. big giant can. Um, we're going to have a pyramid of water skiers. Uh, no, I'm not going to be one of them. But, we, got, we, got chicks but, in, we got chicks involved in this too? Everybody, oh. everybody, and there, and there's there. <laughs> what's the best part about it is it's it's all real people, like it's all yeah. of our super fans, which is which is really cool because the campaigns worked and it's something that you know. I always said, you know, why would we pay actors to act like they love Twisted Tea when we have a universe of people that actually love Twisted Tea? Yeah, <laughs> like we don't. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not acting like they are passionate. Uh, so that's why I think the campaigns really worked for us. So Bill, yes, Billy, you're like the face of Twi- you're like the face of Twisted Tea now, Billy. It's just amazing. <laughs> you know what? It's amazing. And, and despite and in spite of that, the sales have increased. <laughs> <laughs> in spite of that, right. sales have grown. Right. And ever since they put me out front, amazing. That, it's amazing. That that's been Steve. That's been the most fun because somebody like you, people who know me, know that I'm still the guy that drives you know, my trailer to the motorcycle rallies and the supercross events, not all of them that I'd like to go to, mm-hmm. but like, I'm the guy who's driving. I'm the guy who's hanging the banners. I'm the guy who's fixing the bikes when they break down. But then I kind of change uniforms and then I'm like the pitch man. And then I take everything down, clean it, load it, put it in the trailer and go to the next one. It's not like I'm flow from progressive yeah. <laughs> you know, where I'm like fly into the event yeah. and take a limo, take a limo to the bar. No, you're grinding. And yeah. And yeah. I love it because people see that. Yeah. People are like, you know, hey, there's a Twisted T guy. 
And I just tell him, hey, man, I'm just a guy. You know what I mean? Like, like you're the Twisted Tea guy, and you're the Twisted Tea girl because you're drinking Twisted Tea. I'm, I just work there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. I, hey, I was part of the uh, Racer X Twisted Tea post-race show this, uh, this Saturday after Bud's. Why, Gann and I? And, uh, oh, man. And then he's the... You know, and, and then, of course, to fit the Twisted Tea, we had Justin Rodbell, a privateer guy. He had no shirt on, and he was pounding a Twisted Tea while we're interviewing him in front of the rig. It was great. It was perfect. It, it worked out great. Yeah, Rodbell. That's exactly, that's exactly what we want. <laughs> yeah, I want to I be, like, the best party in the pits. Right. You know, everybody wants to win race, and, and including Pipes and the entire ATP team, and I want to win races too. But more importantly, I want to have the best party in the pit. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Ah, Billy Grotto. Like the best sponsor yeah. of all time. No, I don't care how you yeah. do, we're partying. <laughs> you should have had, Daniel, when you raced, you should have had Twisted Tea Billy Grotto. Well, where were you when I, I know, needed you? That was, that was sort of your life. Yeah, right. God. Right. Uh, Billy, uh, listen, you were a Sturgis for a month. Like, did you, do you need IVs? <laughs> Do you need a cleanse? Like, what was that? How was that, bro? Yeah, yeah. They're gonna send me to Betty Ford Clinic now that I. (laughs) So it takes me. I mean, I it takes me two, three days to drive out from Florida, and then I got to Sturgis on you know the 18th of July, and I left on the 17th of August. So it takes me two weeks to set up the event, Uh, because you know what's fascinating about Sturgis is that. Except for like two or three, all of the bars in Sturgis are only open during the 10 days of the Sturgis motorcycle rally. Really? And yeah, it's not like, so it's not like it's a bar that's been open all year and you're just kind of plugging in and putting your decorations. They're just, you know, putting the key in the door and turning the lights on and sweeping the floors and clearing the cobwebs out. And like, it's this Herculean effort and this push to the first weekend in August when it's just balls to the wall bananas. So it takes two weeks to set it up. Then the event is, you know, effectively a week, right? Yep. And then it takes me about a week to break it down. But uh, I get to spend, you know, that month in the Black Hills of South Dakota. And if you've never been to the Black Hills, even if you don't own a motorcycle, like just go there because it's the, one of the most breathtaking places on earth. And I love it just because um, it sure as hell beats being in Florida in mm-hmm. the middle of hurricane season, yeah. you know, so, so I get to be in Sturgis and, you know, Sturgis is the biggest motorcycle rally in the world. And it's like the Super Bowl for anything motorcycle, you know, V twin mm-hmm. metrics, you know, all comers are promoting their new items. You know, Harley's promoting their new machines. Indians promoting their machines. All the metrics are. And it's kind of like South by Southwest for motorcycles, but probably with more arrests. <laughs> what, what was the craziest thing you saw at Sturgis in a month? Like what? Can you even talk uh, about it on yeah. a public radio show? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, since it's, you know, since, since, Friendly listeners, since Pulp MX is a family-oriented broadcast, well, not I'll really. Clean. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we're not. But you can go ahead. Whatever, whatever you want. Just what was the craziest so the, thing? The craziest thing that happened, well, at least for me, was so every year, um, Burt Baker, Baker Transmissions, and Cycle Source Magazine, they do the Baker Burnout, and basically, it's uh, 
you know, it's a race to fifth gear. Um, you know, two two Harleys are side by side or whatever you ride. It yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, they're side by side and they race to fifth gear, and the winner uh, wins a transmission from Bert because at the end of if you've won all those heats, you're going to need a new <laughs> yeah, transmission. Yeah, you need a fresh right, right. You're going to need a fresh tranny because. Yeah. And then, and I, you know, me being the ham that I am, and, and you know, I bring the Twisted T-Bike in there, and normally, uh, you know, I get eliminated pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. the last couple of years, I've won a bunch of them. Mm. Not, the, not the, entitle, yeah. the entire run. But anyway, this year, uh, I went in to the, I went into the box, and there was this guy, and the night before, and and this is this is a public service announcement, kids. Never ever ever ride, even mildly intoxicated. Just don't do it. Great advice. But, Great advice. Yeah. But, but that notwithstanding, the night before I went to see Rob Zombie at the Buffalo Chip, and it was absolutely bananas. One of the best concerts I've ever seen. <laughs> We're leaving out of there, and there's a guy in front of us, and he's absolutely gooned right. should not have been riding big big mistake <laughs> he's sitting there he's all over the road his phone's about to fall out of his pocket he gets to a stoplight and i'm like all right good this guy's buddy's gonna tell him you know pull over yeah. buddy doesn't stop him does a giant burnout at the light <laughs> sideways through the thing and i'm like this guy's gonna die i hope he gets pulled over right he drifted off into the ether never to be seen again <laughs> i pull up to the burt baker burnout contest pull up to the guy next to me because it's covered in smoke you don't know who it is yeah. you don't care who it is it's just the next contestant i look over it's the guy <laughs> it's that guy nice it's the guy. that's great that's nice he's he's alive and he's there for the burnout he made it yeah I said, he's alive. And so the guy, <laughs> you know, and normally I like to win these things. I'm like any red-blooded American male. I like to win. So the guy, the drunken idiot that could barely put two and two together, he smoked me on the first heat because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and here's another public service announcement, kids. The first one is never ride your motorcycle drunk. The second one is don't break two laws at the same time. And the third and final one is never, ever, ever take a bet that's double or nothing. So after the guy smoked me, I said to him, double or nothing. And wouldn't you know it, he took me up on it, and I dusted his ass. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Billy, Billy Grotto's living the life. Sturgis. Wow. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, hey, we got a call for you on five from Ryan. Uh, Ryan, what's up? What's your question for Billy Grotto? Hey, Billy, I sent you a uh, message on on uh, maybe Instagram. <laughs> so Twisted Tea is like the best beverage ever made. And I work for a living, right? And I asked you if there's going to be a non-Twisted Tea. And you said you already make that. And I was just wondering uh, if that if you could make that a thing or what you'd recommend for something who works for a living, drives, and all that stuff. Oh, a, a non-alcohol twisted tea? Yeah. Um, well, I think that there's oh, some other brands that have that market kind of cornered. Uh, Arizona's a big one. Snapple, uh, Lipton, there's uh, Pure Leaf. So, like, for us to make a, a non-alc tea, I just think it would be a crowded space for us to enter into um 
you know, because it's like we do our thing and they do their thing. But oh, for sure. Hey, uh, may, for, but for you, what you could potentially do is wait till you get off. Wait till not drink at work. Yeah, you know, that would be that'd be my fourth fourth <laughs> life lesson. Yeah, there we go. Uh, thanks, yeah, Ryan. I did that too. Yep, yep. Thanks for the day. call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Billy. Uh, Someone wanted to ask you. Obviously, you're doing you're doing something with us. Uh, we do the VIP. We push out the VIP stuff. And Racer X has the Twisted T post race show. But you're not involved in the Nationals this year. What uh, what happened there? What uh, did you want to get back in, or what, what was the deal? Yes, I'm glad you asked because um, I have to go on record and say. Thank you to every single person in the entire sport of Supercross and in the motocross series because Twisted T last year, we got the warmest welcome we could have ever, ever imagined from the fans, from the organizers, from the track owners, to the media partners, you know, like you and Weed and everybody Racer X and all these different channels. And then this year, you know, we had every intention to become a sponsor of the, you know, the outdoor national series from Lucas oil. And, but an interesting thing, you know, COVID changed a lot of things. Uh, it changed a lot of people's drinking habits. So like during COVID, you know, breweries and spirits, uh, you know, distilleries and wine, I'm sure they had like bumper crop years because everybody was yeah. home. Everybody was drinking Everybody was kind of like getting the, you know, the dummy check. So it was like this massive groundswell of drinking. Well, you know, now that COVID's over and we can't sit around and be drunk all day long, <laughs> we have to go back to work. Um, you know, the, the trends in the beer business and many other industries that were, you know, that have benefited through the pandemic, you know, though they've kind of leveled off. So, um, when and here, here's this is what I learned in in like business school. Not an awful lot, but if a company has to stay profitable, one of the things there's three ways to do it, right? The one, the first one would be to cut your quality, and we would never do that at Twisted Tea and at Boston Beer Company. We would never ever do that. The next one would be to raise your prices. You know, you can only raise price so much because mm -hmm. beer is somewhat of a luxury item. The third way you stay profitable and you keep the shareholders happy and you stay fluid and you stay in business is you have to cut the budget. And that's what happened. And that's why we weren't able to participate fully in the outdoor series this summer just because there were some budget cuts. But I knew it was important to make sure that we still connected with the fan that welcomed us so much, which is why, you know, we partnered with Pulp and you, and I mean, Steve, you've been great. We partnered with racer X and at the races, we had the, um, the, the, uh, the cooler sling giveaway mm -hmm. with racer X at the races was really cool. The VIP sweepstakes uh, to the races, which was great. So I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that twisted T wasn't like a fly by night, endemic sponsor um that was going to come in and just kind of reap the rewards and leave you know that's not what i want to do i want to build yeah. long-term relationships so we still sponsor the team we love yeah you're um, you're in with with pipes right that's that's going to continue uh, on yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah pipes pipes is the man we love those guys yep we love those guys so so that was that was kind of what happened um you know 
uh, and like I said, I wanted to be there. I missed being there, and I missed interacting with the fan. But you know, I would, um, you know, sometimes these things. I, they they let me make a lot of decisions. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> not yeah, not all of them, not all of them. So so that's kind of why, if anybody was wondering that, you know, they didn't see us, you know, at the. Um, Lucas Oil Outdoor Nationals. It was just because um, we didn't sponsor the series, so, but we wanted to maintain relationships. So that's why we had the media arm and, and of course, the team. Nice, nice. So after this commercial, you shoot with this these long hard days on the lake with the banana boat and jet skis, Grotto. <laughs> what, where are you off to next? Yeah. What else is going on in your life? Well, after I do a twenty eight day inpatient at the uh, <laughs> Betty Ford uh, Center, no, <laughs> I. Uh, I'm going to go, I'll go back to Florida, kind of lick my wounds, go through, you know, two months worth of junk mail and, yeah. you know, solicitate. You live in Florida, you live in Arizona, you live in Las Vegas. Uh, they want to buy your house. Steve, how many people call you every day or mail you something that say they want to buy your house? Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Or a car warranty or a car warranty. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a big one too. Yeah. So I just, so I'll go through all the junk mail and then I'll have our, you know, just kind of like the fall round of shows. I got mm-hmm. Ocean City Bike Fest in Ocean City, Maryland, which is a lot of fun. If you're there, come out. I've got uh, Myrtle Beach, so Fall Myrtle, Biketoberfest in Daytona, which is always a good one, Thunder Beach in Panama City, and then the last but not least, one of my favorites, Lone Star Rally in Galveston, Texas. Nice. Um, that it, yeah, it's a party. And then, you know, I'll have November, December, January, February, where I don't have any shows, but I'm still working. Like, that's when all the planning happens and, you know, go through the equipment. Mm-hmm. And that's when I like, that's when I go to do the maintenance. Like, I'll go to the dentist, you know, I go to the doctor. Right. <laughs> get, like, Recoup. Get, yeah, get, get, get some blood yeah. work done. You know, make sure you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get, to, I get I get like a full blood transfusion. I I look over in the bed next to me is Keith Richards. Hey, <laughs> oh, so you're due too. You're due for your oil yeah. change too, huh? Well, if any of our <laughs> listeners see uh, Billy at the uh, Twisted Tea events that he just talked about, just go talk to Billy Grotto. You know, go go say what's up to him, uh, and uh, yeah, rap a little bit with him, I guess. Um, Come and say what's up. And and one last thing, Steve, I forgot. Uh, you had reached out about some people that wanted some gear and. Um, we have an e-store. If you go to twistedtea.com, we have an e-store, and they have some pretty cool stuff on there. Yep. I'm, I'm constantly trying to get, like, more stuff on there. So just, like, check back. Um, but if you want the gear, it's, uh, it's on the Twisted Tea e-store. Or, you know, go to the rig and hit pipes up. Because, you know, I send him all this stuff. I don't know what the hell he does with it. Yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. Pipes, come yeah. up with the merch. They got jackets yeah, and yeah. pants and, yeah. Come on, pipes. Yeah, absolutely. Go hit pipes up. Yeah, hit them up. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Billy, thanks for the time, man. Always good to catch up. Thank you for helping us out this year. Uh, you've sent me some Trulies for my wife. And, uh, of course, Twisted Teas are here in the studio, and uh, guys have been drinking that too. So thank you, man. Thanks, Billy, Steve. Thanks, Daniel. You guys take care. All right. Have see you later. Guy. Thank you. Right. Talk soon. Later. That's Billy Grotto, everybody. He's a... Hell of a guy. Oh, yeah. I want to live Billy Grotto's life. He can go in and out of the roles he has to play. He yeah. has a good time, but yep. he also no. knows his business. He, he so does. That was, that was fun. Uh, Renthal, Renthal.com, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 69. Renthal has become notorious for a relentless obsession to detail and quality. 
through the commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters, it all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. they got more titles than all the other brands combined over there at Renthal. And uh, you look at Factory Kawasaki, Honda, KTM. They got it all. They got Renthal stuff. Um, Renthal also being a big part of this uh, MXON golf tournament fundraiser. Hashtag raise it for USA. You're going to be there? Yeah. I and, think uh, I, w- I may have been the first entry. Red Hawk up. Golf Club, Temecula, California. All the money goes to Team USA and the teams and the riders and all that to help out. So Renthal supporting that. You guys should support it too at Raise It for USA on social media. And uh, check it out, please. Thanks to the folks at Renthal uh, for coming on the show. And thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. You're Fly Racing riders? Oh, yeah. Still? Bro, what, well, we, I'm just checking. Straight across the table. 2023 improvements to both style and performance at Fly Racing. Uh, they become synonymous with innovation and outside-the-box thinking. Fly Racing has the widest product range in the sport, ensuring you can find exactly what you're looking for. In short, Fly Racing embodies all things MX. Check them out at Fly Racing USA on social. Let's bring in our Fly Racing uh, USA correspondent, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. What's going on over there? We just had Billy Grotto on. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, Billy. We have actually yeah, just talking amateur racing or tonight or what? Uh, yeah, big amateur racing tonight big on, the, show on the show. Of, of you know what? Let, let's JT, if you don't mind, let's take a phone call for DB from Sam on one. Sam, you there? Yeah, I got. It. What's I'm your here. What's your question for Daniel Blair? All right, so my question is: How is a regional lights arena cross champion? known not lover of motocross himself didn't really like to ride it how is this guy the guy leading the future of the great amateur motocross organization <laughs> i mean how can he be in charge of the motocross youth he can't even get his own kid to ride it sam you uh you took the words out of my mouth it was gonna be a question for daniel blair later tonight but let's uh, let's throw it to him now i'm not even sure how that what that was what was asked exactly i mean it, it seemed like a a diss more than a question <laughs> what, what you, was it? But it is a real question. Like, why do you think you're the right guy for that job? You didn't even like motocross. You didn't ride it. <laughs> well, we all grow up riding motocross. Yeah. Everyone grows up riding motocross, including Daniel, right? So, yeah. you know. Uh, Thanks, Sam. I'll let him answer. Thanks, Sam. Uh, and fun fact for you, Bud's Creek was the first national I ever made. Too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh-huh. um, no, I... I I don't know exactly how to answer that question other than to get into it all the way. Are we doing that now? Are we getting you into that You are the topic? new coordinator for Orange Brigade. Yeah. Uh, amateur coordinator. So it covers all the brands, right? Yep. Uh, gas, Gas, Husky, Husky and yeah, KTM. And KTM. Yep. And you're the guy. I'm the new team Nathan manager. Nathan Ramsey did it for a long time. Buddy Antonez was in it. And yep. now it's you. It's me. As of Loretta Lens, I started on Sunday and opening ceremonies. I literally drove from the airport, got there, started that wow. day. Look at you. Yeah. Um, and I would say... I guess if, if I'm trying to pitch to the audience why I'm good for this role is, I mean, I, I lived through a pretty tough transition from amateur to pro with some really bad decisions that were made. Um, and I've seen so many different stories and how they've been done. So I think I can be impactful just by, you know, kind of unpackaging the way things are done right and the way they're done wrong. So my years of not watching the outdoors really doesn't play into this because um, I've always paid attention to amateur racing. My kid's been racing. Yep. Um, at just a more of a fun level. So, uh, no, I think it'll be overall. Overall, it'll be good. Well, JT, let's get into Brian Deegan Claimgate here now. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, JT, your, your no, thoughts on no, Claimgate. I gave him three. I gave him a chance on Thursday, Fly Race and Moto Show, to chime in for the final word of Brian Deegan Claimgate, and his words were, I don't care. 
Those were my words, too. I, think, I listened, and when he said that, I was like, good, hopefully that's the end of it. And then I get in here in the intro, and you start bringing it up again. <laughs> well, I do have to ask you, as an amateur motocross boss, whether it's Ryan Holiday, whether it's uh, uh, Donnie Luce, whether it's you, I mean, uh, uh, do you like the rule? Do you, are, uh, are you in support of the rule? Never mind what I, happened down yeah, there. But. I understand it more now, and I will say, because I'm not afraid to be transparent, um, I wasn't there on Friday when this all happened, but I got there Saturday morning, and it was the first thing I heard. I walked yeah. up to Ryan Holiday, and I'm like, what's up? Good morning. You know, drinking coffee, hanging, and then Claimgate hit hard. And full transparency, didn't even know what it was. What Claim what? <laughs> what's it? A claim is a what? What? Huh? And I, I had you heard, can take the bike home? <laughs> yeah, you're telling me someone can come here and take someone's bike home with them? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah, so th- that was all new to me. I got a lot to learn. You but got that, immediately up to speed that on was, that. Yeah, yeah, well, that was a good thing, and I, and I kind of made a joke about it. But for me to learn the AMA rulebook and all the ins and outs of amateur racing, a lot of it will be trial by fire. Yeah. This Claimgate thing was uh, like a year's worth of education in a week. Yeah. Like I learned – I know it all now. Yeah. So, uh, But I didn't even know what that was when I got there on right. Saturday, and they're like – I was like, someone took Deegan's bike. Yeah. Is he done racing or what? Like I didn't even know what it meant. Listen, you can – you can take this with a grain of salt, JT, but Mitch Payton, that's the first thing Mitch wanted to talk to me about at the race. And, again, you can take it with a grain of salt. He's like, that bike isn't that special, what, what, what Ryder D had. He, he, he goes, we, we know it can get claimed. We know that could happen. That's the word on the street is people want to claim these things. He says we had kit suspension and, you know, a basic team green port job, motor job, and go ahead and take it. Go ahead and take it. Uh, uh you know, Mitch is like, we know this can happen. So, I don't know. Yeah, just one guy. One we'll see guy. what happens. I, I'm, a, right. I'm, I wouldn't say excited. That's not the right word. I'm curious to see what happens well, now. Yeah, that this is all because everyone knows what it is now, like very thoroughly. Yeah. So we'll see what happens right. uh, at the next one. JT, did you ever have a uh, a claiming in your amateur day? We know Alessi's bike did, but did did anybody around your time? Did it happen? Uh, like, I don't mid nineties, early nineties, right? Yeah. I don't even know that the rule was there then. Uh, maybe it was. I don't, I don't, but no, I don't. I don't remember anything happening. Uh, all right, let's let's. Uh, honestly, like yeah. the the bikes that like Stu and RC and those guys had, like they were all chromed out, like crazy, you know, modified. I, I would have thought one of those bikes would have gotten claimed. Frank. At the time. Frank didn't have the money. No, no. We, <laughs> Frank didn't no, have the cash. We weren't claiming anything. But, <laughs> Dad. I mean, there are plenty. Of, I don't want that there are bike. plenty of people there with lots of money, as there always right. is. Dad, do we have seven grand or whatever in the <laughs> truck? And Frank's like, are you crazy? In cash. In cash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, James Stewart in the booth. JT, you got to work with him. Did Did it all come up at all about uh, him landing on you and tearing your ACL? No, but he did mention, because he almost landed on me at Bud's Creek in oh, he did? 2007. Okay. Yep. Uh, six or seven. I think seven. Uh, the same jump that he did the scrub on, but going the other way, the mm-hmm. way they went this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I was getting lapped and just jumped like, and he was in the line behind me and I didn't jump as far as he did. They, him and Ricky were like battling. It was like yeah. two laps to go. Right. And they're like sending it. And I just jumped normal, landed in the normal spot. And he like launched it because him and RC are like, you know, full sprint mode. And it was, it was close, like really close. He did make mention of that. And I didn't even know if he'd, remembered it or knew it was me or whatever but he brought it up oh. like oh yeah that that section right there almost almost landed on you mikey yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I i remember <laughs> yeah he did good though did a good job he, thought it, yeah. i thought he, he was did awesome. he yep. killed it was yeah. great um daniel thinks brock might still be the best one he heard 
Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say best. I uh, think that's okay. that's subjective. Okay. I I what I liked what I got out of yeah, him. Yeah. In, for different reasons, right? So right. that's what I meant more. By yeah, that. no, yeah. I liked them all. To I mean, say I liked, you like Brock like, doesn't mean you're shitting on everybody else. I know yeah, they want to take that the way, but I just yes. liked his analysis and the way he presented his views and the things that he was catching. I, I really liked that. I mean, even I've told JT this. I like hearing what JT says during the show, and oh, that's the angle you want to go yeah. with. Oh, that's what you saw. I like hearing what they think about scenarios that are happening in real time. And Brock just had a lot of good, like I said, old school points. He reminded me of Bailey. Where I felt like I learned some things right. that I haven't heard or heard it that way. So I, I just really liked that show yeah. the best. Yeah, I'd like to see him back in there, you yeah, know, uh, or super. I liked, or uh, I think I like James the most. And it's not so much that I thought he did the best job as a broadcaster or that he was the most polished or any of that stuff. It was, for me, it was that James has always been such a recluse and so guarded mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm never shared opinion and we could never really talk to him. Like I, I mean, I raced against him for a really long time. And I think I talked to him maybe like three times ever. So to get his opinions and, uh, to get to interact with him and talk and, and just be normal people and not like this racing dynamic and not like, you know, air quotes around James Stewart. Um, I thought it was just super cool. I, I thought he did a great job and I thought he did a really good job of opening up and being personable mm-hmm. yeah. and not, you know, standoffish or any of those things. Like, I just think he really stepped up to the plate for what he was asked to do. Like, be be yourself and be who you would be if you were around a group of friends, right? But you're not. You're going to be in front of, you know, a couple hundred thousand people or whatever watching. And I think he accomplished that. Yeah. yeah. It, the, it, the guard was down. He, he was himself. Yes. And that was yep. rad. Because yep. that was the only thing that I could think of going in is he is going to get protective and hold back, and he didn't. He yeah. literally was himself, which I thought was the most fun part. Yeah, the character. Um, we tried to get him on tonight. He was. We were close to making it happen, but he had to travel. He said he had to travel, uh, so we just we just grabbed Phil instead. But we <laughs> went from James Stewart to Phil tonight, everybody. Uh, but hopefully, we can get him on uh, at some point here. Uh, let's bring in another gentleman here. He's on. Uh, he's on line five from Renthal, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? What's up, boys? What are we talking about? What's well, up, Paul? Okay. Uh, I want to. Well, Paul, you said you have an amateur story. Is this a claiming story, or where are we at with this? What, no, it's okay. not. A, it's not a claiming story. But I started listening for a bit, and you guys were talking about basically extravagant amateur stories. And yeah. I don't know if anyone had heard the story about when Pastrana tried to tried to tried the bunching technique to win a title. That was kind of in my area, and that was a pretty extravagant story. Like he had to have Ben Riddle finish behind him in the final moto. He needed Billy Payne to be third or worse. And Travis worked his way up to the front of the front of the race, got in front, slowed it all down, and it worked. Riddle got second, Payne got third, Travis won the title, and he got DQ'd for it. Really? So, I was there that year. That was '98. Uh, I don't remember him getting DQ'd. Huh. I don't remember what year it was, but it was definitely during my time there. So I remember the yeah. story well, and I remember Payne walking up to officially protest in writing. And yeah, Travis got DQ'd and lost the title because of it. I believe it was two fifty eight class. Or I'm sorry, one twenty five eight class. Something. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that. So I, the that bunching was my worked. year I was there, but the bunching worked. Wow. Wow. Oh. The um, bunching worked. The first time I've ever seen it work. Let's uh, let's talk about Gilliam Ferris from Spain, the Star Rider, ninth overall. JT, we covered this a bit in the review pod. He's he's raced MX2 a little bit, never done much. He's, he's he's done well in EMX, but hasn't won, I believe, in EMX. I don't know what it says, JT, that this guy shows up and gets ninth, qualifies 
uh, tenth, you know, sixth in a moto. Like, kind of want to explore that a little yeah, more. Same. <laughs> is is this good or bad for American motocross, <laughs> or is it good for EMX and bad for MX two? Like, I'm kind of all over the place with thinking about this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that you can draw a conclusion uh, from one round. You know, I, he obviously rode incredibly well. Um, yeah. You know, the the X factor is that he is on the best 250 that's probably ever graced a motocross track in America. So does that matter? How much, you know, did that come into play having that bike? Um, but I mean, he, he made a pretty big statement, you know, whether he's speaking for an entire continent or not, I, I don't know, but for himself to come in, you know, hasn't ridden that track, had ridden the bike five times, all the, all those, factors involved um that was a that was a really really nice performance from him yeah six in the first moto no yeah. joke uh you know what i'm saying paul like i guess maybe you know we had 19 mx2 guys in france uh not a great look but the emx classes are packed so something's weird you know there's a weird dynamic going on here yeah indeed and yeah france this weekend was not a good look i mean i assumed france would be packed and it wasn't and that's um man we can get into the ramifications that the low entry list is having on Yago and Tom's title fight. But, but I, w- I was unaware of this Ferris kid, too, and I was at Lummel and he was there, but I didn't watch much of BMX. Um, but I did obviously research his results, and, and I compared him with Jorgen Calviku because he was at Unadilla, and obviously we have to do some research for fantasy handicaps. But he seemed to be a little bit better on paper and then obviously got another jump, I would say, because of the star bike. But um, as far as conclusions we can draw him with JT, like that's hard. We're comparing a lot of different fruits here. Yeah, yeah I just don't like <laughs> – can other teams grab EMX guys and then get sixth in the moto? Is this what? Is this where we're at? Like, I mean, we, we saw how what uh, Elzinga did when he came at Paul and Hangtown last year. So, and he's an EMX guy. I think he's, he just won the. He EMX just won. Title, right? Fly racing rider. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There, there you go. So, yeah. I mean, their development series over there is no joke. But I mean, that's the whole reason we have combines now and Supercross futures, right? I think we know those no joke. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. But good job for for him for sure. Uh, on that. I mean, those those guys like, you know, Vial and Geertz and whoever else you want to say is at the top, it's, it's really those two. Benestant yeah. has his moments. But those guys wouldn't come to Butts Creek and just wipe the floor. Like, would they be in the podium battle? Sure. But they're not just going to walk all over Jet and RJ and those guys. That's not going to happen. I can promise you. I'm not saying we would win. I'm not saying we have the best guys. I'm not saying anything like that. But I think – and I've read a few narratives from people being like, oh, well, I mean, it's, that shows you right there how much further ahead the, you know, MX2 class is. On, and I'm like, eh, yeah. pump the brakes a little bit. Pump the brakes. There's way too many variables to go off of one race and be like, yeah. yep, that's the conclusion. Yep. I mean, if he di- is he doing more? Yeah, you he's know? doing the rest of them. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. for me, I would, I would rather speak on it after he does the rest uh, and then go, okay, what did the whole body of work look like? Because you go out and get six the first moto, my thought is, wow, maybe we all suck. And I don't think that's fair because that's one moto. You get a good start, you're hauling ass up front. Next thing you know, you have a narrative yeah. that isn't really solved yet. So I, after Paula, I think it'd be good to look and see how he does and then right. kind of get an idea of where he actually fits in yeah. the group. Uh, sounds good. Uh, Paul Perbinos, raise it for USA. Speaking of that, we have Matt about Team USA. Matt, go ahead. What's your question? Hi, boys. Uh, good evening to you all. Glad to hear everybody in the studio and stuff. It's uh, jam-packed right now, so this is fitting. Uh, go back to 2018, and we were talking chanceability of USA taking it. Now that we know the team for this year, how are we feeling 
going into it this year. I know Steve back then, you were saying you felt really good. I think you threw out like an 80% or something, maybe even higher. Yeah. JT, yeah. you were 50-50 with weather. Um, you know, it's it's September this year. Maybe the weather will hold out and it'll be decent. But how, how are we feeling, mainly with pooper and stuff? Yeah, I, thinking? I, I'm thinking – I'm thinking they have a great chance, but you can't fool me twice. I I cannot believe they didn't make the podium the last time I read, but even with those conditions, to not stand on the podium was amazing to me. Uh, and so, you know, I like all the things that's going on. We we know we don't have hurlings, and Geyser isn't doesn't have a, a strong country mate. Francis, yeah, but you know he, he doesn't have a strong country even if he was there. And, and so things are breaking USA's way, Matt, but. I don't know, man. I think I'm still 50-50 uh, on if they win. Uh, where are you at, JT? 50-50 on them winning, I think, is strong. Uh, I wouldn't say they have a 50% chance of winning. Um, I mean, this is it, it looks like they certainly have a great opportunity to, but I think the French team is super strong. I think Australian team is super strong. Uh, the Dutch team, even without Jeffrey, will be super strong. And that race is just its chaos to find. You, you can't go in there with preconceived notions of how things are going to go. You just can't. So I so, will be honest with you. I felt much more confident before I saw the French team. I don't love that setup for us. Um, I think we have, you know, it, Sexton, versus, Sexton and Tomac versus uh, Renault and Ferrandez. Uh, right. I like, you know, I, I like that heads up. Um Marvin is not the exact pick I would want. I would much rather have a random youngster in MX2 for France. You have to waltz into that environment because I saw I've seen Vial melt down at that, that race before he did it last year. Uh, it, Marvin just has so much experience at that event. Uh, I don't love that. So um, I mean, I'm confident. I like our team. All that. I'll go in hoping we win, but I, I don't think it's fifty percent. Paul, well, you're involved with Team USA this year, so you're you know keep that in mind. But where are you at with winning this thing? I I, I absolutely believe 100 percent we have the ability to win if we execute and we don't have any big kind of you know mistakes. But that always happens at Dayton Nations, right? It happens to every team. We have to limit the mistakes and not make dumb dumb moves. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I don't like JT said. Like I love listening to JT's opinion because he's one of the few people in the world that have watched both sides both sides of the ponds racing in person right plenty of times he's been to many gps um, many nationals i've been to a gp i've been to nationals so i don't have as much but um the, the, the thing that we the biggest mistake we can make is underestimating the competition and especially some guy that maybe chase Sexton has never seen before who's going to have a number on his back that he's never seen before and a name he's never seen before you can't just assume you're going to ride around that guy um like th- those guys are good they fight deep into the pack and i mean i think it's going to be a fight but i do believe that um chase and eli have found a level this year that is i believe if not on par maybe even a touch better than what's over in mxgp this year just with you know just with what has happened in their series they had a lot of injuries geyser hasn't been pushed to his limit all year long and he's not even coming so um there's a lot of uh different guys over there finding success but it's not like you know the year when you know hurlings is there and Febra is there um, and I, I truly believe Eli and, and Chase have found a new level. So if Eli and Chase can do what they need to do and Justin Cooper can, can get us one great start and put in one great moto, um, I absolutely believe we can win this thing. Well, to me, Australia is USA's biggest challenger. Um, 
you know, Hunter's had a bit of a down streak here, but so far, Ferrandis has been in four motos and just been okay, right? He's just been okay. So he's not the same. He's not on the same level he was last year. But they, and, they, and he they, could get there. He's, he can get he's there. a month out. Yeah, yeah. Right? He, he can get there. Uh, but Australia, Mitch Evans seems to have turned things around a little bit. And uh, Jet is Jet. And Hunter, you know, he's got experience at this event, has ridden really well. So to me, Australia is USA's biggest threat. But I don't know, man. They got six last time. So. God damn, who knows? Maybe that could happen again. But, you know, for 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 all the years that USA won this damn thing, dude, they got so lucky a few times. Like, Puzar didn't make the Parc Ferme when they had Italy, Italy had a big lead. He didn't get his bike in time because of crowds. And Everett's blew a shock while leading. And Stanton had to clean out a Belgium when they were had a big Purcell. points lead. Purcell like, broke his wheel. Purcell, Purcell broke a wheel. Like, there have been... Five or six times where USA looked to be dead in the water, and they got some breaks. Maybe it's just the motocross gods now yeah, flipping and, it around. And I think I think that's just you know we we've gone through a little bit of a reversion to the mean, right? Like mathematics don't lie. Like if you if you get outlier results over a period of time that you can everybody can agree where a lot of luck involved and things just went your way, you're yep. gonna get times where it goes the other way that's yeah. just how you know out the law of averages work well and we have i don't think it's all been bad luck we have not been the best team many many times but we've also had plenty of our share of bad luck you know jeremy martin breaks his foot on saturday and you know the the, the new kawasaki in 2018 eli's bike you know shutting off on saturday because of the heat like all those things contribute to things going wrong and us not not performing yeah. um and it was just i think it was just time it was yeah. time for a run and, and credit to the other teams those guys have raised their level anybody who doesn't think those guys have gotten a lot better in the last 10 to 15 years has not been paying attention no uh, they've yeah. absolutely raised their level by a lot yeah they absolutely have matt anything else yeah just one last thing i i just wanted to to comment to jay Oh, I hung up Uh-oh. on Matt. I'm sorry, Matt. I hung up on you. That so, was on purpose. No, it wasn't. No, I, I, I'm I, watching I, him. He made a mistake. I made a mistake. <laughs> well, Paul was making a lot of background noise. So I was trying to put Paul on hold. But, Paul, you there? Yeah, sorry. I'm working the mute because I'm trying to avoid the background noise. Yeah. All right. Before we let you go, though, Paul, you want to talk about Raise It for USA? Yeah, sure. Um, that'd be great. For one, Daniel is is being very vocal about his chances. He says his mm. team is going to smoke everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I have relayed that to a couple of other promising teams that with some very good golfers that I know of, and they have said things like, um, don't you worry, we'll take care of Eagle Clit. So oh, okay. people are gunning, gun, gunning for Daniel's team. That's number one. Okay. Um, but besides that, uh, dude, I'm, I've been completely blown away by the sponsor response. We're damn near sold out. Like, we kind of sold every piece that I set out to, sold, to sell, which is so cool. Um, for respect of to one of your really important sponsors, I won't mention the brand name, but we will be giving away a very cool uh, e-mountain bike on a closest to the pin contest. Um kind of the same bike that i ride steve so good not, good bicycle not familiar not with that brand ride. not familiar with that right? brand. yeah <laughs> right so but um but yeah you'll have a chance to do that um a thousand dollar motorsport gift card we're giving away um we're giving away our jerky at sign up you'll get a branded sleeve of balls i mean uh fmf exhaust for a long drive contest a set of falcon tires for a long drive contest um some golf stuff for a close to the pin contest i mean it's gonna be fun i think we have right. spot tv coming to coming to uh broadcast it live so i think it's gonna be a cool event 
And I don't know if Daniel's team is going to win or not, but people are already gunning for him. Nice. Raise it for USA.com. Uh, check it out at social on social and get all the information. But the day after Paula. so My, my roster right. fell apart this week. So <laughs> I, I don't feel the same way I felt originally, Paul. <laughs> We're just hoping to have a good time. Oh, man. We're hoping to have a good time. We'll have a good time. Uh, thanks, Paul. Thanks for calling in, man. Later. Boys. See you, boys. Uh, JT, we got Oliver a question for you or comment to JT. Oliver, go ahead. JT's on the line. Thanks for uh, taking my phone call, Steve. Uh, JT, huge fan. Uh, way, way, way long ago, I did the uh, the BTO Sports VIP Pass, and uh, it was okay. a great time meeting you and Steve. And you're the only person uh, who has humor that's that can beat Steve's. But oh uh, I was just like that, Steve. <laughs> I was just hoping I could maybe just critique you in a different way than Steve does regarding your uh, podium interviews. Uh-oh. I guess <laughs> I, uh, I feel that, like, I think you've done better, and being an athlete transitioning to, like, a social dynamic, like being an interviewee, uh, it's definitely difficult, but it just seems like maybe you could try uh, try concluding a little bit more than you have been. It seems like you've been improving a little bit more by, like, going to weed immediately it just seems like saying like thank you or just doing something to like communicate to the writer better that you're done with him mm. okay well, sounds familiar okay yeah and what are you just, talking just about, also I another thing too i feel like to do it, it would be difficult for you sorry jt i just feel like it'd be difficult to like master it but also like trying to get like a system down where you step back two feet or whatever or just do the same thing over and over that way the writer doesn't bump into you or whatever all right. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll try for sure. Uh, thanks, Oliver. Thanks, man. Thank you, JT. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Right. I think you should come in with like a uh, a witty pun every time. Every time. Every time. You need to bring yeah, just be witty every, every single time. Just, just be yeah. like after the Tomac looks yeah. through your soul. Just be right. like you know. Um, yeah, he's 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 super affable up just, there. No, you don't say it to him. You just say, "Well, Weege, ET's going home." You Provide know, like, another like, interview with Tomac. What's that? And just walk away. I survived another interview with Tomac. <laughs> no, you just got to be, you know, like uh, if you interview Ferrandez or something, you're like, well, we, he's not waving the white flag. You know, <laughs> things like like things like that. Or, you know, like uh, all week you need to work on yeah. him, dude. Just have a list of like just the be like, cheesiest okay, outros. And, and after, dro- yeah. after sex, then you go, well, we just glasses are hideous, but he's not, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, I can give you I can write these out for you if you want, you know. It's not a problem. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I think he's Thanks, fine. Uh, think he's uh, fine. Well, Weech, he's not fried at all up here. You know, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's what I would do. I don't know why. Uh, you know, that's the things that I would do. So, uh, so Matt, JT, do those three next week. Uh, Just those three only. Do right. It. To be fair, the guy I hung up on, he called back. He said he wanted to tell JT he thinks he's doing an awesome job on TV. That's what Matt was going to do. I swear I didn't hang up on purpose. That's all. <laughs> so I knew he was going to say something nice. That's why I knew you hung up on no, I swear I didn't. He left that uh, part out. But I let Oliver come on and, and make, make his point for <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, before we let you go, let's do the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off, shall we? Let's do it. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. X-Brand goggles. You know who's on X-Brand now? Who's back on X-Brand? Who? Fast Freddy Norn. Tenth. Top X-Brand ten. goggles. Kyle Chisholm, X-Brand goggles. Ryan Brees, X-Brand goggles. Privateer proven. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. That's been proven over and over. EKSBrand.com. Pulp Show 22 is the code to save with those guys. Love uh, the guys at X-Brands. Please check them out. Use the code... 
great goggle and uh the lucid is uh, is a fantastic goggle so please check that out uh these questions are submitted by Corey moser daniel are you journalist well-renowned oh. and famous journalist out okay. of the pacific northwest wow okay <clears throat> rapid fire here we go marks steve yep who is the most difficult to schedule around for the race review pods oh god dude they're you have to pick one <sighs> jt it's tough, man. They both got their lives now. They're, they've they've broken out of their no lives lives, and they've got lives now. JT, you were oh, yeah, you were never it. mountain biking. You're never mountain biking, dude. For the review pods, yeah, not no, no. We, uh, we did yeah. them at five o'clock on Sundays. I'm not mountain biking at five o'clock on Sundays. This morning you were going to do it. Yes, you but then but, but but I did not because I assumed we were doing it first thing in the morning, and then turns out the other guy said, "Oh no, we're doing them at 11. At Disney World. At Disney World with my family. It's just, it's, it's, it's so much. <laughs> All right. Does Weege know that they have mute on the phone? I don't, dude, he's a okay, disaster. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you see on. his sunglasses? I did not see his sunglasses, no. I did. Oh, the ones he bought? Yeah. For like six bucks or something? Oh, six bucks. Ones? At an out. He could very easily get a free pair of. Somebody told me that Oakley gave him some glasses, and he was talking about it in a vlog. Do you sell them? I, who knows? Dude. He get a free pair of anything he wants. <clears throat> anything he yeah, wants. Anything. Anything he wants. He, he, absolutely ridiculous. Bless his heart. All right. JT, was Bradshaw a more or less aggressive rider than Barsha is? Uh, that's a good question. I I would say they're pretty close, but Bradshaw's career was so much shorter that Barsha just has this library. <laughs> a lot more time. I mean, like... <laughs> He's had more time to do it. The Museum of Dirty Riding <laughs> is what Barsha has. And Brad, Bradshaw's was like, he was such a bright star but burned out so quickly. <laughs> yeah, he was like Princess Diana. Like, he just... <laughs> oh, it was just... There was so much greatness packed into such a short time, and he burned out long before he should have. Too like soon. Like, Elton John should write a song <laughs> for him soon. and then sing it. Too soon, too soon. Princess right. died. Yeah, it was nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, too soon. Some of okay. us, some of us still respect the royalty. Twenty-five years ago, <laughs> too soon. All right. Are we still mourning Abraham Lincoln? Also, no, that was too long ago. Less yes. two centuries ago. Daniel, what words of wisdom or advice do you have for parents with young kids aspiring to race professional moto? Don't speak publicly. <laughs> That's honestly, I'm not even kidding. Don't just, if you got something to say, good or bad, say it at your pit. All right. Steve. Yep. Who DQ'd Barsha? Who wields that power in the motocross series? And why aren't they more transparent about the decision? First of all, Moser's baiting me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure is. Second of all, I will get into this on my race tech rant. I, was gonna say, I thought we were in a different segment right now because I know stay, race tech rants come. Stay tuned. JT, would you rather deal with a Karen or the Moto Parents Blair has signed up to work with? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's that bad because you got to remember, I deal with them too, right? Like through Fly Racing and, you know, we have a pretty extensive amateur support program. Um, I, I get to speak to plenty of amateur parents, so I don't think it's as bad as, uh, like, like Steve hates amateurs, so he would think it's much worse than, than I would. All right, 21 seconds. Daniel. If you could claim any bike in the pits, whose are you taking? Oh, man. Um, 
probably Deegan's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, Deegan's. I'm taking Tomax 450. Oh, at the pro pitch? Well, I think anything. Amateur. Yeah, anything. Oh. Um, yeah, Tomax 450 would be pretty rad. Yeah. I would take, I would take, even though I don't necessarily love the characteristics of it, I would still take a factory Honda. Chase's bike would be pretty good, too. They're so trick. You look at them, you're just like, there's so yeah. much cool stuff oh, on that motorcycle. Everything's, like, handmade. Those things are insane. And to top that, like, Geyser's bike is insane. Like, it's literally insane, the things that are going on inside that motorcycle. Like, nothing is production. It's wild. All right. Steve, Tomac keeps doubling down on the paddle tire. Do you think that's been the correct decision? Uh, you know, as a, when I was a mechanic – we would do things for the start, gear it, tire, put it, pick a tire to try to get Nick a start or Kelly Smith or we even had a tire tenderizer. That's a whole other story. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. I, time was ticking. Took a long way to get yeah, there, but no. Time was ticking, and I had to come up with something because I respect the clock, mm -hmm. unlike some people on the phone right now. JT, who has more raw speed, Tomac or Sexton? Well, that's an interesting question, and I'm going to delve into this very deeply. At length. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it really depends on the conditions and what type of track you're talking and the day, right? Because if you get a track that is super technical, requires a ton of throttle control, you have to be super precise, you can't put a wheel wrong, and... That, that's going to favor Sexton a lot. Like, he is just picture perfect in everything he does. He could put in on a track like that where it's super tricky, like Fox Raceway will be in September when it's 100 degrees. He's just, he can do everything over and over and over exactly the same in the same line. But if you give Tomac a track where a lot of traction that respects aggression and you can really, like, kind of open it up and push the envelope on the racetrack without it biting. 53 seconds, you, sir. Then, then Tomac will be much better so that's why i think it sets up so nicely at the final race for section because not only is it his best track it's also going to be like brutal conditions it's going to be blazing hot 107 be hard dusty really tricky and i think tomac has been better when he can use this good tire and he can be really aggressive with that good tire, <laughs> he's not going to be able to use any of those things. He's going to have to use a tire that he Daniel, doesn't like. what brand has had the most significant <laughs> amateur motocross program? And what part of that do you hope Hold to Hold on, I was going to say, JT has mastered the art of hearing someone in your ear and yeah, just and keep just doing your job. It, just right. keep going whether you hear something in your ear uh, or not. Right. Oh, God. Uh, what was the question? Um... What brand has had, had the most significant amateur motocross program, and what part of that do you hope to replicate? Which brand has? Which brand has had the most significant amateur motocross program? Mm. Can you do it a fourth time? Or <clears throat> good? They get just different eras. Like I remember when I was young, Team Green was big, but Suzuki was really big too. They were they were really big back Suzuki then. Suzuki had about a 10-year run there with Cole Grass. Where they, were, was, they were good. Yeah. Um, they had Tomac. They had J-Mart. You know, oh, I mean, Izzy, go to the list. They had a, Stroop? Yeah. No, not, they didn't have Stroop. That's Stroop? No, they're not. No. No, he's Team a cowboy guy. Right. Uh, but then overall, I mean, Team Green's always been kind of like the staple of amateur racing. So I, I would right. say you generally remember when overall. When went, went all in with uh, McGavern and uh, Danny Carlson. Who? Who? Yamaha? No, Honda. 
Oh yeah. 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 Yep. That was a really cool pro. Like it was full factory. Right. Like it was it was pretty awesome. What bikes I mean, were they on again? With, but it was cool. Because they were just a little older than me. Both yep. of them were. What what year was or what bikes were they on when they, that happened? They were they were on eighties. Honda eighties. It was yep. before it went to eighty five. Um, yep. but I mean they were like full factory, like as trick as it gets. The full you know like. Yep. They wore Fox, and it was all like custom. Yeah. Like it was, it was legit. McGavern yeah. had full page ads. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? As an amateur, and same with Perolio. Yeah, like, yeah. And it like, was the real yeah. deal. I it was like, cool. I think it was when that Honda eighty switched to that. They switched models from that little tiny skinny thing that they had to that bigger eighty. Yeah. Is when they did that. I'm pretty sure. I have a I have a cool story about McGavern. We have like a little over thirty seconds for it. <laughs> so McGavern's like <laughs> hot shit, right? Mm-hmm. Factory Honda eighty. He was super talented. I mean, mm-hmm. that kid had more talent in his pinky than I had in my entire body. So he is riding in California and just ripping. So I'm on factory Husky. Well, Araldo sees him, Husky guys see him, and they're like, we need to sign this kid. He is amazing. So they sign him, put him on factory 125, and leading up to Hangtown was the first national. You know, Whammy was obviously, you know, on the team and kind of our team leader. Well, he got us onto Hangtown to ride like every day. Mm-hmm. We like probably ten days leading up to the race. We got to ride Hangtown a bunch, and we got really good on that track. And we were all working really hard. Like we kind of fed off each other. And if you were around Whammy, like he didn't mess around. Like it was hard work all the time. So we all respected that. And like we're not going to be the weak link here either. So we were putting in moto after moto and whatever. Well, McGavern, not that's not his deal. Like he he was not. He was on the other end of the spectrum from that. <laughs> He comes out, and we're just, we've been motoring for days on the track. He shows up, puts his gear on, goes out, does a few laps, and then sets like the fastest lap that any of us had done, like within like 10 minutes. Sees the pit board that it's the best lap, comes back to the truck, says, I'm, I'm good. I'm done here. I'll see you guys at the National. And we're just like, <laughs> oh my God, this guy can't be serious. And Whammy's, Whammy's just shaking his head. He's like, that kid's going to get his ass whooped. <laughs> he got smoked. I he, mean, torched. He just thinks he it was one lap. That's what he thinks a national is. Hot lap, I baby. don't know what he yeah. thought, but he, I'm like, I mean, clearly, his head was the size of you know, like a giant balloon, and also was stuck up his ass at the same time. <laughs> I'm and good I here. Was, I'll see you guys. I'll see you at the yeah, national. I was so happy that he got smoked. He didn't even finish. He pulled off because he was getting his ass kicked so bad. But nice. yeah, that's that's my McGavern story. He's a nice kid. Like he yeah. wasn't like he was a punk. He yeah. just was way overconfident. Like, dude, this isn't easy. Like, right. you he think was... this is easy? Those guys will set you straight real quick. Yeah, he was about an age group or two above me. Yeah. Buckaloo, Payne, uh, Carlson. That whole group was really cool. They were like just you know I kind right. of chased right. them. Uh, X brand goggles. That's ter- X brand goggle tariffs. <laughs> Greatest goggle out there. Eks. dot com. Freddie Norn. Uh, uh, Freddie Norn. Fast Freddie. Uh, thanks, JT. Appreciate the uh, the information. Flyracing.com. Thanks, man. No problem. If you guys want to talk about sex and Tomac speed, um, yep. just well, let me know. Call you back. I'm waiting uh, for taglines. I, I want some yep. taglines at Iron Man. Uh, well, before we go, let's take uh, the one call here. Jake's on one. Jake, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. What's going on? Listen, I wanted to compliment you on being a um, – a, a good journalist over this Deegan Gate thing. Uh, I don't know, wow. man. I got I got ripped apart. Yeah, you got by, torched, dude. Yeah. Vital well, you're, MX. You're in a really tough spot because you work for Racer X and you have deals with Yamaha. But you know, we're we're watching. You know, all we know is what we see 
and I see Michael Lindsay throwing softballs at Tim Cotter and, and Nathan Ramsey and Donnie Bruce, I'm a trained interrogator. I could tell you four or five instances where those guys are lying. But the oh. other point I wanted to make, and something I think got lost, is you know that the industry works a certain way, and nobody contacted Yamaha Friday night to contact somebody in Canada to contact the dealer. But that kid doesn't know that. And if he was led to believe that by someone involved, I don't think he just made it up. But it, what's more important is if, if he believed that, then the whole situation is wrong. Tim Cotter knows that can't happen. Donnie Luce knows that can't happen. You know, but the kid doesn't know that. He's a 17-year-old kid. And that kind of got lost. Well, know, he could have believed that, and that could have been the whole reason he sure. pulled out. But I think if you're going to throw that around, you got to really know that, that it really happened. If you got to throw that around, yeah. to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, to you and me, and, you know, we're, we're adults. Right. And we're not a 17-year-old kid who's caught up and getting pressured. You know, yeah. when, when, when Matt Walker said that, uh, well, I asked that guy to leave, and he didn't leave, so I asked him again. Well, and then who I forget whether it was Lindsay or one of those other bozos, Johnny Hopper or whoever was interviewing him. They go, oh, well, okay. That's absolute bullshit coming from Matt Walker. And yeah. I, I, I tell you, I watched the interviews. I could tell you three or four very clear, obvious signals where some of these guys are lying. Matt was being and very just, descriptive, and it struck me as weird that he would be so descriptive about some things where I'm like, that doesn't matter. Why you <laughs> almost to prove his point, right? But again, I, I think, I mean, I think the Matt Walker and the Motor Guy story is irrelevant. I don't really care. That's between yeah, them. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything for it. this for this issue here. You know. So here, um, here's in a my opinion. rule: if, yeah. if if somebody's denying something they're not accused of, you could you could drop the guilty hammer 999 times out of a thousand. So hmm. you know, when somebody coughs or hesitates or. <laughs> Or, you know, uh, uh, that's a stall because you caught him with a question mm-hmm. that kind of put him off guard. Right. And I compliment you because you had to walk a line, but you tried to pursue <clears throat> the truth. And I, I just think it was a great thing. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate watch. it. Some people didn't like it. I, I I felt like I was trying to get to the bottom of everything. The dealer wasn't talking, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. And in the end of the day, the kid made a, a choice to trade two motors to drop his claim. And I don't see a problem with that either. You, you know, you think that kid made the choice or was coerced into that choice? No, I think he made the choice. The dad told me that. Okay. Yeah, the dad said. What, it it you know. seemed like uh, that. You know, the people that were involved. You know, all of a sudden, and, and you got to answer to you work for Davy Coombs, but you know, it reminded me of politics. All of a sudden, he comes out with a cover cover story. Yeah. And this and all these other people that were involved. It seemed like politics. Well, I mean, I work for Racer X and Davey for sure, but I, I said on the record I don't think Tim should have ever let Brian Deegan talk to the kid in a room. Well, there should have been nobody involved. No. Other than uh, the know. kid in the AMA. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then he pays the money and he gets the bike and we all go on with our lives, right? So um, You know, and, and the other guy, Cooks, he, he, he kind of he, – he tried to get to the truth. He's a little biased, I think, against Coombs and Unlimited Sports. And he, yeah, you he's think? He's find the bad – just, just, just a to, to me, just if you're going to report on this, and I was saying that whether it was Ping and Langston or, or these other guys on YouTube, just try to get the other side. Just anything, right. anything from one the other, because this is a very big story with a lot of accusations. You should try to get the other side, and you can run yeah. with whatever you want, but you know, 
try to try, I mean, try to talk to you. You know, I've known uh, uh, Tim Cotter for 40 years. That has nothing to do with it. You know, yeah. a lot of people go through life with stellar positions and then they make a mistake. Right. Yeah. You know, um, so the defendant just based on his record just seemed like a giant cover up. But, you know, I, I give you credit for trying to. I tried to. to yeah. get, you know, and I understand you can't hold a hard line on them. You can't. You're not going to sit there and go, you know, Matt, that sounds like a crock of shit to me. No, because though, I wasn't there, and I'm giving them the piece to tell the story, right? And, and I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't there. So, to me, everyone probably misremembered some things along the way here in this whole yeah. saga. But I think what Yamaha, and, you know, obviously I get a bike from them, and they support the show. Yamaha didn't threaten to pull any dealerships over this, and so that was a point I wanted to get across. And Donnie got involved because Star Yamaha and Deegan got involved when they shouldn't have. And Donnie got dragged into this. And people wanted him fired. So I had some empathy for a guy who was getting torched no, to lose no his job. Doubt. Listen, I, I, work, I worked with Donnie Luce at White Brothers back yeah. in the day. He's a good guy. Whether he stuck his nose in or got his nose stuck in or whatever, he should have just thrown up his hands and not been involved. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah that's but, hard to do. I get his position. Yeah, Daniel knows now you can't. If you're KTM and your number one rider comes to you with an issue, you can't turn your nose and not get involved, Daniel. You yeah, can't. Ryan Holiday can't. You can't. Donnie Luce can't. It's no. I mean, the job is to yeah. And I worked with MX Sports and AMA on an issue that happened with one of our riders yeah. too. And yeah. you're you're involved because yeah. you're looking out yeah. for your guy. Yeah. It's it's part of the game. As far yeah. as what all happened, yeah. I, I'm with you. What you just said is that. It's all a little blurry. I think it's a little bit blurry from everybody. Yep. So we'll probably never know the exact word for word on how it all happened, which is what made a mess of it because everyone kind of had their own little twist to what happened and it didn't all add up all the way. So it's kind of like throw your hands up. I don't know exactly yeah. what happened there. But to me, the most inflammatory thing of this was Yamaha threatened the guy's dealership. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Yeah, well, like As so. soon as I heard that, I called BS on that right away. But then I started thinking... If that kid was led to believe that, I I could believe that he was led to believe that. Sure, but he I think he's got to but I think he's got to know that before he says that. He's got to know. Oh, I, I, I yeah. Well, so in my opinion, yes and yeah, no. Because right. again, if he if he if someone that he trusted told yeah. him that that was happening, what else is a seventeen year old kid going to do? He didn't know how nope. an industry or a corporation works. No, nope. good point, man. We got to run, but, but thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Good Have stuff. Good thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's go to commercial break here. Will Hahn, Carson Mumford, still coming up. More Daniel Blair talk. Orange Brigade. Pulp 20's code to save with Maxim. Maxima USA. Please check it out. 927. Love the stuff. SE1. Love the stuff. Uh, Monster Energy Pro Circuit. Monster Energy Kawasaki. Pulp 20's the code to save with Maxima. USA.com. Commercial break. We'll be right back after this, everybody. He made me eat the dick pie. At Motosport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what Motosport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, 
and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code MX 20 you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. MX 20 the code to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now, adding to the Garage Buddy 
rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line, this makes Wiseco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Wiseco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Greg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. 
To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. 
Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save.
FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. 
Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes decal work stand out. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp and Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Will Hahn and Carson Mumford still coming up. Daniel Blair in studio. <clears throat> Thanks to the folks at Michelin uh, for coming on board. Our buddy Randy there in, uh, in, in um, Piedmont, South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, is involved with the Michelin Starcross 6s. Kiefer's tested them. He's used them as well. Designed to win the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range featuring Michelin Adaptive Design. Offers 15% more traction, 16% more traction when new, and up to 19% more traction when worn. In comparison to the previous gen, uh, michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the complete offering of Michelin motorcycle tires, whether it's uh, street bikes, dirt bikes, mopeds, Michelin bicycle tires also on the wrap-up show. Uh, Please check out Michelin if you can. And uh, six versions, uh, sand, mud, medium, soft, medium, hard, and hard versions Designed to win. The Michelin Starcross 6 on board with us. Pro Filter as well. If you haven't heard of Pro Filter, they make top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports Dealers Nationwide, motorsport.com as well. You can pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter for your uh, your next service. Pulp 20 at checkout, profilter.com. The, uh, uh, the MCR team uses ProFilter, uh, among others, so please check it out. They, uh, they, they have an alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your filters. Thank you to ProFilter and Maxima Pulp 20. Code to save with those guys. Uh, Daniel Blair in studio. Daniel, let's, let's talk about the, the Barsha DQ. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, him and Fernandez going at it. We get, the, we, get the, we get the update afterwards that he has been uh, DQ'd for contact with Fernandez. And we didn't really know what's going on, what happened. We have no video of this. Barsha puts out his GoPro of his uh, in the front number plate of, of the of the deal. Dylan writes an Instagram that's pretty harsh uh, as far as why does fans and sponsors keep supporting this guy when he keeps doing these things. Mm-hmm. I did hear Saturday night that he cut the track and took out Ferrandis, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, I imagined it. Like, I imagined it. Bad. I, I imagined it. Like Ferrandis knocked him down, right? However, that <laughs> he went, just crossed and then he over picked his banners. bike up. Yeah, picked his bike up, crossed over banners, and cleaned the shit out of Ferrandis. Probably worth a DQ in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ferrandis's Instagram came out first, and whatever. And now a factory rider who rides for Gas Gas got DQ'd, and we'll talk to Will Hahn about it a little bit from their side of things. But you know, Barsha's video came out, and we can't 100 percent go off what Barsha's GoPro showed. Mm-hmm. We need more context than that, but. I don't see that being caused for DQ. They came together. Dylan came over on him. He fought off. Yes, he went off the track uh, onto the inside of a marker, and he basically didn't even attempt to turn. Mm-hmm. He did go straight. But you'll notice in that video, you don't see Ferrandis after they come close before that turn mm-hmm. because Barsha's in front of him. So does he deserve a penalty? Yeah. Does he deserve a DQ? Come, I don't know. Again, we need to see. In my opinion, no. Right. I'd like to see the more video, but they have no video of this. Hmm. My, I mean, <clears throat> my thought is the incident itself did not deserve a DQ. If that was Mosman on McAdoo, 
um, you know, Craig on Dungey even, I would be like, whoa, you know, but I wouldn't think it was a DQ worthy. The only thing I could think about is just the history because it's been a lot this year for Barsha. So yeah. it's got to be accumulated over time, which is why they, they had to have done that because of like, all right, that's the final straw kind yeah, of thing. Right. Because that, and I didn't know either. When I heard it all too, I was like, oh boy, this was bad. And yeah. then when I saw the video, I was like, yeah, I've done that to probably 20 people in arena cross practice before. Yeah. So yeah. That's, I mean, that's like all day, every day. That, that's nothing. The actual incident was not that dramatic. His history has to be the reason why he was suspended. There's, there, or oh, sorry, DQ'd. DQ'd. I mean, DQ's that's a it. big thing. I mean, but we saw Bogle get DQ'd. He waited a lap after Barsha took him out. He waited a whole lap and then launched his bike at him. Yeah. And that's probably worth a DQ. I don't see it in this instance. I don't, I don't get it. Um, that leads me into my race tech round of the night. Pulp 22's code to save with race tech. So it's Monday night as we record this. A factory rider got disqualified from a race. There's no video of it. We only have one rider side of it. We have no explanation on anything from the AMA and MX Sports. Was his past history taken into account? We don't know. Was there video of it, a third-party video? That someone that they've seen that, that we have That they've seen, that, that we don't know. Right. Did Barsha go into the trailer for a meeting and everything was going smoothly and then he cursed an official out and that's what got him disqualified? Like Phil. Right. We don't know. Like, a f- all I can get, and I've sent out texts to appropriate people today that would know, got no response. On any of those. On any of this. Like, we just can't. Sorry, man. Why did you disqualify him? <laughs> when you see the video from Barsha, that doesn't look like a disqualification. So can we please get some transparency on why that was a disqualification? I mean, this is a big-time guy. He's got a past, but was the past – look, Supercross and Motocross are ruled under different different arms. Are, uh, yeah, is there, I, that was my question. Is is there a reset? Like, is he clean slate at Paula? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, but they're I don't, ruled I don't know by different works. people. AMA is involved in Supercross. There's that three-panel – of, of people, Mike Pelletier, oh. Tip Tooley, J-Bone. Yep. AMA, uh, number one plates get given out at Nationals, but they're not they're not AMA people at the races. It's MX Sports using some of the same people that Supercross uses. But as we understand it, it's not an AMA thing. It's an MX Sports thing. Yep. But to me, to get nothing, I mean, they know I'm a media guy going to talk about this. I got nothing. Mm-hmm. And... So we're just left here looking at Barsha's GoPro going, well, shit, that ain't a DQ. Right. That's a, that's a fine. That's a, a points paying loss. That's something. But I don't get it. I, what, do, how, do we, how do they have – why don't they tell us? Why is it just, oh, yeah, he, he made contact with Ferrandis. Well, okay. Fuck me, man. A DQ is pretty bad. Right. It's bad on KTM, i.e. Gas Gas. Like, looks bad on them, looks bad on Barsha. But we don't know the grounds of that. We don't know the decision of that. Was For all those questions I asked before, my race stack ran out of the night. Can we get some clarification? Can we get anything? Can we get some sort of notice on why a rider got DQ'd? It's two days after the event. Nothing. Right. Well, I, I hope we hear something, but I think we all deserve to know what went into this DQ. Uh, and I bet you'll hear it. I, I know that okay. during Supercross... We always midweek Bondo would forward us information from the AMA a suspension or something that happened that we needed to know about the next week. Yeah. But that would usually come mid to late week. So I'm assuming that probably still happens in the outdoors too, I, I would think. Well, so. When Bogle got DQ'd, we knew about it 
that day, that yeah. night. But that one had the video, and it was so obvious. I mean, it was so easy to deal with that one in the moment. Right. So I think your frustration is, yeah, here we are. We're ready to do this thing, and we don't know. And, and, and there's video coming out, and then there's a different, you know, well, there's, first there's an Instagram post, and there's a video. Yeah. And we're all like, but what? don't you, <laughs> if you run MX Sports or the AMA or whoever, wouldn't you, before Dylan's Instagram and calling for sponsors to drop them, and before Barsha's GoPro that's like, look, I'm innocent. Here's my side. Wouldn't you want to get in front of this? Mm, yeah. And be like, here's what, here's who did it. Here's what we saw. Here's how we talked to him. And again, like, maybe, I don't think this is true, but maybe everything was fine. And Barsha threw a fit and started cursing at someone. And they said, that's it. You're done. Again, I don't think that's the issue. But for something like this to disqualify somebody, it's got to be pretty bad. This isn't pretty when did, bad. When did the DQ happen? Was it? Was it like after? Were no, you guys they, still all there, or was this no, happened later? When no, did it happen? the results weren't up, and as usual, the results were wrong. <laughs> I saw this. The results were wrong. Were, were they and, Unadilla second yep, photo or something? Yep. <laughs> and then they got pulled down, and then they, when the results got posted a little while later, Barsha just had a DQ. Hmm. That's it. It doesn't even say why. I had to. I did get out of an official contact with Ferrandis, which we kind of knew, but I did get that official. Right. And that's but, what started a lot of it. But I, can, I do know because I've been looking at the rule book for the reasons that we all know now. Yeah. Um, and I know that cursing at an official and being, you know, extra provocative is an offense that I don't I don't know what the penalty is. I guess I haven't looked at it that close, but I know that that is not allowed. It's in the rule no, book. of course not. So maybe it was that. I, that's not fair if that's not, if that but, never happened. But I'm just saying right. for it to happen but that late, just, I'm curious what got them to that point. You've now lost control if you're MX Sports or AMA of this situation because Ferrandis is out there screaming bloody murder. Barsha's out there being like, I didn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. And now we don't know. Right. I, here's so, what I do know. Barsha's had a rough year as far as being in trouble a lot. Yeah. And it seems to go side by side with his involvement with Will Hahn. That's all I could I mean, that's oh, all yeah, I could do. Yeah, I, well, I can't wait to get him on here and have a yeah, talk no, with, that's, with, uh, uh, with Will. You're absolutely right. And Will Hahn's coming up here. Yeah, that's, my okay. race, that's my race tech rant of the night. I, think, I wonder what Will's been teaching him. That's all. I just want to know. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, your number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates looking for employment opportunities. The first and only job board, but specifically for the motorcycle industry. Uh, if, you're looking, if you're a company in the industry and you're looking to hire somebody, contact MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. If you are a person looking to get started in the industry, then check out MotorcycleJobs.com. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, job of the week, outside sales reps for WPS. WPS, uh, Western Power Sports. You're Where? Ter- Western Montana. Oh, that's some windshield time. Yeah, you're covering ground. You, I think, you are too. there. <clears throat> Outside sales rep is responsible for producing sales in a defined territory and is expected to develop close and profitable relationships with area dealers. You report to the regional sales manager. Uh, outside sales reps are expected to effect- are expected to effectively sell power sports parts, accessories, and apparel to territory dealerships. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com job of the week. WPS outside sales rep for Western Montana should be. Good, good gig. Good gig. I think Kalispell maybe. Uh, there, but I, I think it'd be a good gig. Speaking of gigs, so Orange Brigade. Yeah. We dropped the beans earlier. Uh, well, first of all, hold on. Tater. What's up? Welcome back. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Part-time Pete left. Yeah. Full, full-time guy's back. Full-time guy's back. This is something you guys will be doing? Uh, for just for shows? the next three weeks. Yeah. The boss at the shop went to France for ISDE, so. Okay. I have to stay there till six now. All right. So uh, who's who's paying who here? How does that work? Uh, tits is paying me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's that's odd, but we'll we'll check with part time Pete. Seems exactly the opposite. It of does. What I would think was going to happen. Yeah. There, but okay. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, welcome back. Good yeah. on you. Thanks. Yeah, welcome back. And uh, Yar-Yar? Uh, Yar-Yar's upset about this arrangement, I understand? She thinks that part-time Pete should have just stayed the whole day since he's already part-time uh, anyway. Part-time Pete would definitely not agree with that. Mm-mm. There's no way. But uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome. I'm did here. You, did you see my note on Slack? Crap. Okay, thank you. Uh, SDI bringing you uh, the 7 o'clock hour suspension direct. E-Click is more than just electronic shocks. It's a semi-active suspension system that constantly adapts to the road and conditions. No more getting out of the vehicle to adjust suspension for getting on a road or trail. Uh, E-Click available for Jeep uh, models, Ford Raptor, Toyotas, UTVs, and more. Marks has a set of E-Click shocks on his Raptor that he goes mobbing with. Easy to adjust. You know where they worked really well? No. At the valet at uh, the Virgin Hotel when I went to the same concert as you and didn't tell you I was there? Yep. They worked great They worked great at Yeah. Yes. Guy goes to the same concert I'm at. Doesn't say a word. Never told you? Never told me. And knew the whole time? Yeah. No, I didn't. That's you didn't know I would be at Third Eye Blind? I, I, I didn't put it together until later. Unbelievable. I didn't really care about Third Eye Blind. I was going for Taking Back Sunday. So. Oh. <sighs> Taking Back Sunday was good. Yeah. I still prefer Third Eye Blind. But yeah, Mark's same concert as us. Just no word. Nothing. Uh, the shocks worked great. Though. Shocks were good when he pulled yeah. up there, though. Uh, suspension direct. Suspension without compromise. Uh, hard to find OEM suspension parts as well. WP, Showa, Walker Evans, Fox, KYB. Code is PulpMX at Suspension Direct. Get some E-Click shocks. If you have a UTV, you've got to try these E-Click shocks. They work great. That's a market they've done a great job in. Along with, like I said, Raptors. Guy drives a Raptor, you know, super loaded. So mm-hmm. uh, please check it out if you can. Use the code PulpMX, Suspension Direct. Uh, all right, Daniel. So Orange Brigade. What's uh, take us through this? I guess so. You, so this is you're still doing Supercross TV. Yeah, everything. Right. Yeah. Everything's the same. Yeah. Just you're- big life change. Obviously, I sold Eagle Grit to yeah. a good friend of mine, John uh, Elite Supply. Bought it, and that was kind of the final string that was tying me to California. And my wife and I wanted to leave for a long time. Your so wife's every everybody, all your family's in California. Everybody's California. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we just we had a we had a thought. We wanted to go and you know start somewhere new. Um, did our research, found our dream scenario. Did and your own moved. research? You did your own research? I did my own research. I did. I did a lot of my own research. Uh, and so you moved to South Carolina. South why, Carolina. Why South Carolina? What, uh, what was the... I wanted to move to the East Coast, and yeah. I had a bunch of... I mean, I started with like 15 places, and we just narrowed it down. We just... You know, it was, we would lay in bed together and look at articles, and we just kind of narrowed it down. It was just anything we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, Greenville ended up being you know in the final three or so and then after the atlanta supercross i just drove down there for four days and when i left there i mean this is how crazy it happened the very last house that i went and looked at i got a real estate agent there um she calls me on the last day i'm getting ready to go to the airport in atlanta which is two and a half hours back hey a house just popped up it kind of fits everything you guys would want i think you got to go look at it and i was like yeah yeah i think we're good i think we're gonna go i think you should go look we went and looked and loved it FaceTime my wife, showed her everything. She wasn't there. It was me and my mom yeah. were there. FaceTime her. She was like, I like it. And I was like, what do you want me to do? She's like, what do we do next? I said, I don't know. We'll make an offer, I guess. Yeah. I made an offer th- right then. Flew home. Woke up the next morning. Time change. Three-hour time change. I wake up with a phone call from the real estate agent that I got the house the next morning. And it was on. Yeah. And so we just made the move happen wow. and loaded up. I mean, got rid of most of our stuff. Had a van, a trailer. When you say got rid truck. of it, like sold it? Or, or? Uh, just no things we had. Oh. Uh, I didn't own my house in California. Yeah. So just got rid of everything. I mean, we started brand new furniture, everything. We started from zero. Just took meaningful stuff, you know, um, and drove four and a half days across the country, pulled into the house. Wife had never seen it. 
opened the door and there it was. We live there now. Wow. So that was the first part of all this. Yeah. And I was in a pretty cool little chapter because I just moved to a new place. We're kind of experiencing, exploring yeah. it. I was uh, golfing. You, you have two kids? Two kids, okay. yeah. So how's it? How's the kids adapt? They love it. Yeah? Absolutely. I mean, my son they gotta loves it. got to make friends and everything? Already. Well, they started school last week, and now okay. they're, it's all good because okay. they, now they're making a lot of friends. But the okay. neighborhood, they made some friends, too, yeah. where we live. Um, but, yeah, so we get there, and I'm, like, just kind of chilling, moving in, golfing, like having a good time. And I found out really quickly that I don't work well that way. I need to be doing something, chasing uh-huh. something all the time. It's just how I'm wired. Um, so I lined up a couple little things here and there to do. One of them was to go to the Orange Brigade camp. They do like a camp before Loretta's every year where they get the kids together and they coach them. JSR was there. He came down. He oh, was the other coach. Legend. Oh, he was. He's. I legend. love him. I, and I've done things with him throughout the years. Race with him. Second best Canadian rider ever. Second best? Yeah. Better than Noof? Yeah. Not, Slightly. Not in spirit. Not no, in heart. No. Um, so I did the camp, and I was brought in more to do, like, the media side and coach them on yeah. you know, how to do interviews and all that. Ended up really liking it and hung out with some of the families, went bowling, like, just kind of hung out. And next thing you know, like, conversation turned one, turned to two, turned to three. Next thing you know, it was kind of like, hey, this might happen. But I said, you know, I, I'm not going to move back. I just moved yeah. there. I'm not going to move to Southern California. So if that takes me out of it, I understand. I would love the job, but I, I'm going to stay where I'm at. Yep, no problem. So I kind of thought wasn't going to happen. I get a call from Ramsey and he's like, Hey man, I, I think we're good. I think you could stay there. Um, you can do Supercross. Like if you want yeah. this, we could do it. And I wanted it really yeah. bad. So I'm surprised they did that. To be honest, you got a Supercross job going on that requires a pretty good commitment. Mm-hmm. You're on the East coast. You're not at the, you know, the office, but good for you. Yeah. yeah. And I think ultimately, I think the most important part of the role, because there's a lot of responsibilities I'm learning about right now. There's a lot more than I thought, which I, I learned that this week. Uh, there's more. But the most important part is dealing with the families and the kids and guiding them through, in my opinion, the most important chapter, which is, say, 15 to 18. Like, yeah. you got to make some good decisions. you got to – more than make good decisions, you got to not make bad ones. And I work really well with families and kids. I communicate good with kids. So mm-hmm. um, it was a really good fit. I think they saw that, and so it happened. And I literally signed – you know my employment contract and the next thing you know i was at loretta lynn's at opening ceremonies like oh crap with a shirt on with the, I mean, team, I, shirt on. With the team shirt on and literally i walk in i'm like so who's our writers <laughs> and i knew i knew because i did my research the week before yeah. i got an email list but i didn't know yeah. the dad's names the mom's yeah. names i barely knew the kids i mean some of them i didn't even know what the kid face right. looked like so well there's a mr way from from uh oh i've d- he, he's gonna be difficult oh he's been difficult mr Lot, way lots is, of lots of shocks needed oh he's lots of forks there's some attention to detail going on with mr <laughs> way uh but no he actually was i think a big part of it too because when the idea of it happening was kind of being floated around. He put in a really good word and said, hey, I think this is going to be a good fit. So yeah. he and a couple others yeah. were able to kind of push, I think, push it over the finish line and well, say this is going to, this could work. Good. So good it, for so you. It's on, dude. It's surprising I'm, to hear you want that job and, and surprising that they let you do it. But yeah, dude, new, new yeah, house, yeah. new job. New yeah. everything. New everything. Yeah, it, it's rad. And is, is the wife making friends? Is she like the East Coast? She or? is, man. She um she she's shy. She doesn't she's not the most outgoing. She's kind of, you know, independent and reserved. But uh randomly I got a, a DM from a guy who said, Hey, I think you moved on my street. Oh. And I'm like, Oh wow, okay. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, that's, come cr- to- kind of, that's creepy, but well, until I looked at his Instagram, and he was a motor dude because I, I yeah. find motor people to be cool. So I'm yeah, like, still creepy, cool. still creepy. I was a little scared right at first, yeah. but it was good. Yeah. Come to find out, he's got a 12 year old kid that's now my son's best friend. Oh. They just they're like 
strolling the neighborhood yeah. on their bikes all day. I mean, he's right. got his best friend. And then uh, his wife is literally, like, met my wife, and they hit it off. And now, so she's got a friend in the neighborhood, like, down the street. Oh, so that sweet? It, it's, it's all worked out. And then I got my friends. I got Randy Richardson. You know, I got yeah. Randy. I got John Knowles is around that area too. Did he's further Knowles? out. He's Charleston. Oh, he's oh, okay. he's out by the water. Okay. Um, but uh, and then Eddie Ray and Jessica Patterson yeah. are out there, and they're awesome. I mean, I've seen them twenty times since I've been there, right. riding their tracks and going to dinner with them. So it's become home super right. super fast, and we are like we're rooted in like uh, pretty hard. I know you don't have the answer to this, but our listeners and viewers are going to want to know uh, any word about you getting the uh, play-by-play gig for Supercross. Uh, full honesty, I haven't had any of yeah, those conversations nothing. at all. I, I've reached out Will to them. Will you be back with them? Yeah, like, I mean, I, parts, I mean, unless yeah. like the wheels completely fall off right. the wagon. But otherwise, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I'm working on projects right now, off-season stuff that I'm getting yep. ready to start doing for them. So, right. no, we're all good there. As far as the role, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've reached out a couple times. I always do. I, once a month, I'll, I'll hit up Prater or Mui or, you know, Yaros, and I just touch base and see how things are going right. and they're still finalizing i we, think everything so i, I they're not you, even to me you yet. gotta you gotta you gotta say no on the race day stuff race day live you gotta me? say no yeah why it's just you're 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 a pit reporter guy you do a great job with that or you're in the booth you do a great job with that race day live is for like cut your t- cut your chops on race day live so i've cut my teeth already i'm you have you've done it and you do a good job on it but it's a lot man it is a lot to do that all day and then go up into the booth race day live's tough because yeah. of the pressure we get from some of the fans named marks yeah i regret nothing yeah and i will yeah. camera angles yeah there, there, there's certain fans out there that are mouthier no, but you know what i'm most. saying like okay so I, marks i know you get paid a little more for race day live so, you know, you're going to say goodbye to some money or, but you can maybe negotiate. Like, do you know what I'm saying? If you want to, you don't see Todd, Lee, Ricky doing extra stuff. They barely do the second practice session. At some point they stop doing it. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> like, you're part of that. You're that talent. You are that guy. And, yeah. and so to me, you got to be like, man, I just, I can't, that is so much on brain power needed for that. Is it four hours, three hours? Sometimes is, more. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even so, li- I know, but I, I like, I, everything I do in the sport is passion driven. I love it a lot. And I, I love doing it, that but, too. And I mean, even last year when I did the four in the booth, I wanted to keep doing race day live. And they're like, no, like you're, no, you have that, a job to that's do it. That's what I'm, saying. I'm like, you yeah, have but, a job now to do but it. I like, yeah, it I doesn't like, matter. I, I like to doesn't work matter. when I'm there. I mean, try that's to get, why I do try to get the same money and then just be like, I'm out on race day live. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll find somebody for race day live. There's plenty of capable people. Hey, and, I, you know, I signed with an agency. I have an agent, but you are, I mean, yeah, I like I'll, the way I'll, you're talking. I'll right represent. Maybe, can you. you give them a call then? And you, absolutely, I'm sure they'll listen to me. I'm sure. Do not I, encourage them. They please. usually yeah. listen to everything you have yeah, to say. No, so they do. I'll bet my uh, career is in great hands if you give them it's, a call on my behalf. I bet that'd be a good it's move. Too much work. It's too much job to do. Uh, you know. Yeah. So the, the tough part is going to be the futures races because the futures riders are my riders. That that part of the program is yeah, mine. So yeah. You know the the Dax Benix, the you know those kids that are coming in, Casey Cochran. I'll be. Having to can we, s- figure out how to... Can we get this fucking Braswell guy a ride? <laughs> Braswell, oh my God. He's got no ride. That, he's got, let us just happen for one. Uh, everyone's okay. freaking out. It just happened. But that kid, I don't know. I know you don't watch and don't pay attention. But yeah. man, what a story that weekend. I, I've he heard was, he's a cool kid too. Nice, Nicest nice kid. kid. Yeah. I actually get mad at him a lot. He calls me Mr. Daniel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't like that yeah, at all because yeah. it makes me feel old. Right. And I am old. I just Mr. turned 40. Like, like, like Mr. Miyagi. He was old as shit, though. Man, oh. That's he's no, he was old as shit. Mr. Daniel is I don't know, but okay. um, yeah, I just turned forty. I show up at Loretta's and he's like, "Hi, Mr. Daniel." I'm like, "Don't, 
Don't you do ever that. say that again, yeah. ever. Well, so, no, nicest kid ever, super nice family, oh, and, like, the story and, of the weekend just and insane. also, in your contract, the Yamaha LCQ Challenge needs to be on race day live. Televised like a real race. That's in my contract? Yeah, you got to tell them that. You got to tell them that, or that, you're not, or you're not, or you're that, walking. That that has to be in my contract. Yeah, or you're walking because wouldn't you that want, be your contract? Nope, nope. So you don't want me to do race day live, but now you want it on race day live, and yeah. you want it in my contract. Yeah, yep. Wow. Yeah, All right, yeah. I'm gonna stick to my and agents. Main main event moto is still going on. Going, still, dude. Yeah, we okay. you you're know what to, we did. You're able to do it with the cross cross. Uh, yeah, Coast, we, uh, we figured it out. So, you know, we made the move to Patreon. So we do it yeah. all, you know, with the paywall. We do it the different way. We don't do sponsors. We we do it, you know, pay five bucks a month. I don't do sponsors either. You don't at all. Not not, nope. not one. Um, but we're doing like three to four, sometimes five shows a week. And uh, we're doing our thing. And we do it all. We, we figured out the technology to make it work. We do live stream shows. We do um, re-airs and everything. The what? Nothing. Uh, at Cherubies USA, a Cherubies industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories. I love a Cherubies because it just bolts right up to the bike. No filing, no drilling holes. And Talon Mullen. I mean, Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. Come on, Lone he, Wolf. Dude, I like Lone Wolf. Oh, he's one of the best. He's a ever. good dude. Always has been, yeah. And Max seems like a good kid. Like, I, I hope Max doesn't do anything really dumb that I got to criticize him for. Because you like him, so you want to st- keep liking him? Well, Listen, if he does something dumb, I got to call it like it is. But it's going to pain me because I really think Max is a good kid. He's a good kid. And I like the dad. Yep. And, and the dad. Coming, and it's coming around for Max, too. He's had a really he's, he's quiet, good summer. And I don't think Lone Wolf is a crazy mini dad. No. Maybe I'm, I don't know him that well. No. I And I, but, I've – part of, again, my role with Orange Brigade is taking the experience and the things I've learned through yeah. the years – I know you're going to laugh at this, but I've learned a lot from Tony Alessi, things that he's told me, and I don't – just That's let me right. finish. Let me finish. Tony has told me a lot of things that went right and a lot of things that went wrong with them, decisions. I uh, was wrong. <laughs> Talon, Lone Wolf, I mean, he's kind of guided me through his career with Max all the way through and told me what they're doing, how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to see right. – a lot of right, a lot of wrong, and be taught that stuff too. So I, I, I feel like uh, Lone Wolf's been pretty uh, impactful that way. You uh, raped her. Uncle Jim's on the line with some advice too, as well. Uncle, I don't what? think they get a blowjob before the main event. Uh, that's that's Jim's advice. That's from Uncle, Uncle Jim. Jim's okay. called in. That that's okay. He just wants you to. Oh, I got to put that in my notes. Okay, so, all right. For the memo that's going out. A Cherubies USA at a Cherubies. Check them out. A Cherubies USA on social media as well. Frame guards, discards, hand guards, replica plastic kits, and more. Uh, Cherubies bringing you our first guest or next guest of the night, I should say. This uh, gentleman rides for the Bar X Suzuki team, tenth overall this past weekend at Bud's Creek in a couple of good rides. He hasn't been on in a while. It's Carson Mumford. What's up, Mumphy? Nothing much. How you guys doing? We're good, man. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Um. So, Daniel. Yep. Have you ever hit the gate? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. A couple times actually. Uh, Carson, when you hit the gate, are you just like, what's the shame like? What's the shame level when, <laughs> when a rider does nice. that at the start of moto? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> and I, I had my clutch all the way into my bar, and I was in the gate, and my back wheel was shooting roost, and I was just like, I had to kill my bike. And then put it in neutral with my hand, reach down, put it in neutral, then pull it out of the gate, then get back on my bike, start it. And by that time, everyone to, like, the finish line. Yeah, you were really far back. You didn't just hit the gate. You, no, yeah. I so would. you had assistance from your bike. See, I've hit the gate. I've just right. hit the gate on right, my own. Right, right. That's worse. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens. Like, it happens. Yeah. It's all, everyone's all kind of amped up, and it kind of gets a chain reaction sometimes, but. 
Yeah, unfortunately, this weekend I was really was spinning when the thirty card went sideways. So you go, you were, and like you said, you did just hit the gate, pull back, and be last. You were <laughs> had way some, had some work to do. You had were way back there. I can't help but think some of your uh, uh, passion slash anger got you all the way to fourteenth. That was a good rod. Yeah, it was it was good. I uh, came around on the first lap, and I, Justin Cooper and someone else was tangled. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to ride with these guys as far up as I can. And then lap two, I'm coming around the mechanics area, and I'm right behind Cooper, and a rock hit us off his rear wheel. And I must have been, like, just, like, smiling or something in my helmet because it chipped my tooth pretty bad. So I got a <laughs> rock to the tooth, blew my tooth out, and then – was just suffering back there with with all those guys for a long time. Great moto. Yeah, got great, great moto. That's a lot of people to go through. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, second moto, 10th. Uh, much, yeah, good job on that one, too. Where where were you making the passes? Because that track wasn't yeah. the easiest track to pass on, and you went through 20, 30 of these dudes. Like, where were you passing? Um, You know, a lot of the sections, they kind of divided them, like with the tractor, like mm-hmm. they made yeah. it inside or side um and wherever the guy was in front of me i just pinned it in the other lane and then if i got squirrely i would hop lanes i would do whatever and then you know the top section uh where was that off camber i would jump left and then stay up really tight on that off camber where guys would go down and lose times i was passing like two three guys there a lap because they it's really single file and it's so slow paced right there that i knew I could make contact with someone, like cut underneath and run into them, and we're only going like three, five miles an hour. It felt like, so I was. <laughs> so I knew I could hit them. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to hit them on your own slow. I was, yeah, I was dicing it up in the in the really slow sections because I knew, um, you know, everyone's going pretty slow right there, and mm-hmm. I could just uh, if I went a few mile an hour faster and just got in front of them, that would make a big difference the rest of the lap where I can kind of hold it wide open. Yeah, because it is a tough track to pass, like Daniel yeah. said. So good job on that, getting through those guys for sure. And look at all the work. I mean, tenth overall too. Like if you don't get through them in that first moto, I mean, I don't know if you're yeah. thinking about that in the first lap, but man, like to stay committed all the way through, like you never know when the reward will come, and you get the tenth overall from that. So that's 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 cool to be gritty and just go for it. Yeah, and it's crazy that it really came down to like the last two laps too. Like I was in sixteenth or so on the last two laps and. Um, my pit board had said like some guys were getting tired in front of me. So like, just to think of all that work, the whole moto and the guys I passed in the certain spots that I did, I was able to get like a guy or two on the last lap. So it was like, you know, luckily I pulled out my bike from the gate when I did. And I made those passes when I did, cause it really counted towards the end. Yeah. yeah it's, it feels good probably too, to know that you're able to charge all moto like physical wise, right? Cause it was hot. It was humid. And that, yeah. that does feel pretty good that you were able to get guys late. Yeah, for sure. And I felt fresh for the second moto, too. So I was mm-hmm. stoked on that because I was like, okay, I rode good, and I know a lot of lines to pass out there. No matter where I start the second moto, I'm pretty fresh. I can make it happen, you know? So uh, I like that. that. That was good for me. Up and down outdoor season for you. You missed some time with injury. We were texting yesterday. If your bike doesn't have an issue, you crash. You You have very few Carson motos this year. Where just everything goes okay, like it, it it's been up and down for you. If if you can get a, you know, get a decent start and have a trouble free moto, it hasn't happened too many times for you this year. Yeah, seriously. I mean, people 
probably have really wrote me off as far as results wise. I mean, I, I can't even blame them, but you know, I really believe that I could be up near the top five if I had things go right. You know, like if I, uh, just can stay on two wheels, like Unadilla, I, I was riding really strong. I thought in practice and wasn't making very many mistakes and had probably one of the biggest crashes I've ever had on the first lap of moto one. So, that sent me back. Obviously, I came into this inj- I came into this series with a foot injury from the last Supercross round. That mm-hmm. was pretty bad, and uh, so I missed like half of the series already. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been up and down. I I'm starting to feel uh, strong on the bike again. Like like I said, I was yeah. fresh for the second moto, which is which is really nice. You kind of struggle when you come back from injury to just get back into that pace and everything. Mm-hmm. But I got two more races, four more motos, so uh, maybe I'm just getting rid of my bad luck for yeah. next year, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're still having a better season than you did last year, indoors and out. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah, like even yeah, with all of that. I, yeah, I actually was in the race. You know, I wasn't kidding lapped, and, you know, I finished inside the top ten the first, like, few races before I uh, hurt myself at Glendale, you know? Yeah, yeah. 702-586-PULP. You got a question for Carson Mumford. Brought to you by the folks at Cherbies, at Cherbies USA. Uh, look, a lot of people, myself included, I mean, you know, Dylan was up 10th and then took a long time to start his bike, uh, which we made light of. In the review pod, you're running a Suzuki. You they got the Kickstarter. But how is the bike? I, I think it looks okay to me. Like, I, like again, I, I'm one of those guys that takes some cheap shots at RM Army. Uh, but it, it, your bike looks like Twisted does the motors. It looks okay. Looks fun. The bike is really fast. That, yep. I was gonna say something on how you when you asked like how I was making so many passes. If I wasn't on a super fast bike, you know the track is really deep outside the main line, mm-hmm. and luckily, dude, my bike hauls. So um, there's a lot of passes that I made just carrying a lot of momentum into the corner, and I could drift into that deeper line and just use my bike's power to make passes. So I'm really lucky there, and. A lot of the times I line up on the gate, I really think, like, I truly believe I could get the whole shot or a top five start just mm-hmm. because my bike is is so so fast. Like, I'm sure a lot of the Supercross races, people were probably surprised to see me up front on the starts. And, you know, it is really easy to take low blows at Suzuki, if, you know, but um, it's hard to argue, like, how fast it is. Yeah, and you know what? And when Troll Train, the JGR guys did a good job with his bike. You know, uh, again, needs it. It needs an e-start. We know that it's one thing that you know sucks. But then again, if you never fall, you don't got to worry about it. Right. So yeah, um, exactly. There is that a uh, part of it. Uh, you'll be there next year, from what I understand. You'll be on the team. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Consistency and like you said, you're better this year than last year. Your base is getting bigger, better. You're getting more experience, more time up front, and I sometimes. When you change places, you know, you're thinking, oh, that'll be better over there. But you start all over again. So for you to be able to just kind of build off this, go into an off season, and be there again, I, I like that a lot. I think that'll help you next year. For sure. Grass is definitely always greener on the other side, like they say. And if you kind of look back at my pro career, I haven't been on the same team two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So it, it's hard, you know, like mm-hmm. still being young and still trying to learn the ways of a pro racer and supercross and stuff. Um, it's not always easy switching around all the time what uh what have you learned you know obviously you were a very hyped amateur kid right you had a lot of good stuff geico guys were uh supporting you and everything else um what do you learn what do you what do you know now carson that you wish you would have known you know coming into the pros i mean you haven't been a pro that long but you know what i'm saying like what what do you 
Is there anything that you wish you would have known? That's a tough question. Um, obviously, hindsight is is crazy. Like you know, just looking back. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I tried to do everything I could the right way. You know, like there was never a time that I was like I didn't weigh out my options and didn't like try to make the best decision. You know, it wasn't like I was goofing off mm-hmm. or uh, was doing crazy stuff. Like I don't know. I I definitely learned a lot. I I would say maybe um, to just I don't, I don't know. That's tough. I, I kind of treated every uh, team that I rode for kind of like as a family. Mm-hmm. And especially when I was so young, like my first pro race, I was 17. I looked up to all my managers and my teammates and mechanics on the team kind of as family. And sometimes I wished I would have just treated it more like a business, you know, cause sure. at the end of the day, like, you know, I just, I felt so close to those guys. And then when, when stuff went sideways, um, I kind of noticed that they treated it more like a business than I did. And yeah. I would maybe get my feelings hurt or was kind of didn't see it coming. You yeah. Know? Yep. It, it, hey, it is a business. <laughs> yeah. It is a, it is a business and you know, a team will cut you tomorrow if they find a better rider and, and, and they, on the flip side, a rider will leave, you know, in a second uh, if he needs to. Yep. And, and you know, yeah, it is a business for sure. It's, um, it's really tough when you're that young though, because, yep. Um, if you want to have like serious conversations with those people, it's I I could imagine it's tough to have a serious conversation with a seventeen year old, you know. Right. But yeah, like as I get older, I'm a lot taller, a lot bigger than I used to be. People take me more serious. Um, like if I want to have a sit down talk with somebody, they're totally down to do it, and they'll listen a little bit more because I've, you know, been pro a couple more years. But mm-hmm. when you're a rookie, yep. I was so scrawny, so little, was just a little kid. If I wanted to have, like, a, a serious talk with somebody, they, sometimes it didn't seem like they took me serious at all <laughs> because I was just so little. Are you going to the races by yourself? Um, last year, I went to every race by myself. And then this year, my dad has been to every race with me. So it's it's been nice having what? him. And, uh, like, just, just for little things. Like, I can't, I'm not old enough to rent a car. Yeah. Or, you know. Hold on. Your, of, your dad's been – I've not seen your dad. I've not seen your dad at a race. What my dad's been hustling, dude. He's under the tent with a broom. He's sweeping up. He's cleaning my helmet. Jeez. He's there if I need a sandwich or water. He always has my ice bath ready for me. And, dude, he's been super supportive, too. Like, a lot of the times, as an amateur, I would come off the track and think I did good. I'm sure – Blair can relate. He, I thought I did good, and he would be pissed. You know, like, yeah. what are you doing? And then now, flip. Like I'm like pissed after a tenth place finish, and he's like, I thought you did good. Like I'm just happy that you didn't. You're safe. Like it's not like Unadilla. We went home early. Like that was a good ride. And I'm like, what? what? Like you what? Know what, I mean? what has happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, I wish you're on the same page as me now. <laughs> a like, why couldn't you have been nice yeah. the whole time and now be mad? Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys get flights home like every Saturday night because you're gone after the races? I go to talk to you and you're gone. Uh, I have 50-50 okay. of the time I've gotten flight home right after the race. This weekend coming up in Ironman, I've got a flight home right after the race. Yeah, I, I, is- I go to find you and you're gone yeah. and Scott's gone well, and everybody's I've gone. I've never been able to do that because I've never had a rental car like right. – w- with somebody i'm normally like last year i was with the team when they tore down and i would leave the track at eight o'clock at night every single time so this year's been sweet because i can fly home get home on saturday Saturday night do a recovery spin on sunday and be ready for the week uh larry brooks is your manager uh larry was my manager in 1999 a long time ago 
Uh, he's not maybe as intense as he used to be. He told me he quit drinking Mountain Dew, and then I saw two cases in the lounge, uh, um, Carson. So <laughs> he's still drinking too much Mountain Dew. Uh, what's it like with Brooks? Oh, he's awesome. I, I've definitely heard the stories that he was a hard ass way back when. Yeah. But it's the same thing with like Mitch, right? Like, he, I'm, he was really gnarly, but then he has kids now and kind of can relate to the parents and and the kids as well. So Larry's Larry's awesome. Like, if I have an injury and like I'm not totally feeling it, he'll be the guy to tell me to sit out, and I'll be the one kind of saying, "I think I can push through." You know, there's a lot of teams out there that you know they sponsors need their bikes out there yeah so so forth he's really smart with uh stuff like that you know he'll he'll be the one to draw the line and and kind of make a uh decision that's not always best for the team but it's best for uh you know it's in your best interest he's really good at teaching starts has he helped you with that larry's actually gotten on my bike and demonstrated yes yes he he will do that uh he was a good starter as a pro and he was smart he's smart about it yeah, no whole shot device. He said, I didn't use those back in my day. So he got on it and did a great start with no whole shot device. And I was like, all right. Uh, what's the number one thing he's helped you with, do you think? Is there one that stands out, a couple things? Uh, he helps me a lot with lines and stuff, yep. I would say. Like, uh, he'll take me around the track in the mule the day before the race. And a lot of these tracks, he says, that are the, pretty much the same since when he's raced them. You know, they mm-hmm. don't change that much. So he'll t- he'll kind of tell me. Um, where lines develop and uh, kind of where to start, which a lot of the time we agree on a lot of things. He's, from what I've heard, I haven't got to watch him too much back in his day. About yeah. he was a pretty aggressive rider. He so was. He'll line, yeah. he'll line up way up on the inside and just run it in deep and push guys out. And I kind of have the same style, so mm-hmm. um, that's that's cool. Nice, nice. Hey, uh, oh, we got a call for you actually. Let's take a call and then uh, Carson Mumford. We got AC on three. AC, what's up? Mumpy, you know, you had a little ghost clutch incident that first moto, um, which is weird because you got such an unbelievable mechanic. Uh, what's going through your head? Are you trying to be calm, not making any mistakes, or are you just saying, fuck this, we got to go? When I was in the gate, was that what I was thinking? Uh, when I was in the gate, it's almost like it. It's almost like a dream. You're like, is this really happening right now? You know, like, yeah. it's dead quiet in my helmet. There's no one left on the gate. Um, Super lonely like, down there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying not to panic because I'm just like, whatever I can do to get the bike quickest. But the, I was trying to pull it out of the gate, and I couldn't do it by myself. So someone jumped in and, and helped from, I don't even know if it was my team or not. And, dude, it was just, as I was going down the start straight by myself and hitting the first turn, I'm just like, Oh boy! Thank God it's a thirty-five minute moto. Yeah, yeah. There you go, a- AC. That's that's what he's thinking, and Got then he's it, making yeah. making sweet passes on dudes on the inside of off campers. Yep. So we love to see it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Hey. Um. Hey, what? Uh, are you selling the compound in the high des? Is it sold? What's going on? Uh, it's not sold, but it is for sale. From what I've been told, my uh, my dad has it for sale, but mm-hmm. he also says just to get as much use out of it right now while we can, you know, in case someone does want to buy it. So I am, my plan is to go after outdoors, take a couple weeks off and then go stay out there for a little while. I got a whoop track and stuff. So I'm going to just try and go work on my weaknesses, maybe get Kiefer out there with me, get some high des going. Well, why doesn't Kiefer buy it? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think that could be Kiefer land. We got Mumphy land, you know. It should be. 
it should be. I'll go out there and run the equipment and do whatever for Aiden. With his senior citizen yeah. commissions. He yeah, made. he's made a lot of money from senior citizen. He, what mm-hmm. did you make of Kiefer getting worked by Mike Brown, Mumphy? I mean, it's not fair. It's hard to, it's hard to shake Mike Brown. Like, he's got to have the most Loretta championships by now, right? Uh, No, I don't think so. No, no, he wouldn't. Since I've been racing Loretta's, Mike Brown has been smoking guys. Like he <laughs> down. Some years I've been there, he's running faster lap times than the pro guys. Hey, yeah. I, and I was there watching, I, and I didn't see the whole lap, but I could see what's in front of me. Yeah. He would take a section, you know, a right, left, right, that I could see as good as it could be done. And it's, <laughs> and it's insane because yeah. he's on that 350, and yeah. it was like, hey, everybody, go watch that. Do that. That's how you do this track. Yeah. I mean, it's insane that he would just pop in and be and like I said, Kiefer actually rode really well. It's so unfair for him because Brownie is a he's like an alien out there. It's not the no, same. and Kiefer beat Brownie at the GA World Vets, so you know, <clears throat> which is good. Yeah. but not yeah. at Loretta. It's not right. happening. You're not beating Tennessee's no. Mike Brown. No chance in Loretta. He just shape too. Like, dude, the guys. You think he's in just as good a shape as he was when he rode for Mitch, right? God, maybe better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stories about Mike Brown being flaky back in the pro circuit days and, and disappearing to Tennessee to do work or be with his wife or whatever for a long time and not riding. Mm-hmm. There's some of those stories out there. And then, you know, he's just a bad dude. And then now I think he's, you know, he's working for Alden and he's in great shape, yeah. right? So, yeah, I don't know, man. Mike Brown. Yeah, he's always, uh, always Our mutual friend Carson, Alex Ray. What uh, I don't know what's happening with him, man. Uh, he's, he's in love. Gone like, he's gone like the wind. I haven't seen that guy in forever. I'll call him. Mm-hmm. I think he might even have my number blocked at this point. He just goes straight to voicemail. No. I don't know if it's if he's on Kentucky time or what. He he's in love. He's deep in love. Um, he he's probably gonna lose his ride <laughs> next year. He like what should he do? Like what, what you know? I keep telling him, to, bro. Get back on Blue Crew. That's when you were, you know, skinny Alex Ray, hungry Alex Ray. What do we need to do to turn his life around? I mean, obviously, look, he's had injuries. His wrists are like, you know, peanut butter. But Jello, yeah. Yeah, but what do we got to do to get him turned around? We got to shut down every all-you-can-eat sushi place in California. <laughs> that's, he's going to put those places out of business, first off. Yeah. And he's got to come up to the high des with me because last year, getting ready for Supercross, Dude, he was lean. He was strong on a bicycle. He could do motos. Uh-huh. And then one day, he cased a jump really bad. And uh, we were doing 20s on 250s, me and Derek, and he was doing 25s. So he was in great shape. Like, I was like, oh, dude, you're going to kill it this year. And he cased his jump pretty bad. He pulled off, and I finished my moto, went over to him. He's like, I think I broke my wrist. And I remember, like, you didn't even crash. Like, yeah. you didn't break. And I went over to Davey, and I'm like, a-Ray's being a wuss again, and I and <laughs> again. We went over there and we're yelling at him, like, dude, just, you're being a baby, let's ride, like, whatever. So I, I talked so much crap to him that he rode, like, the next two days, and he's like, I can't ride, quit making fun of me, all this stuff, and then he goes, and his wrist is, like, shattered. Oh, wow. I, felt so bad. I felt so bad. I'm like, dude, A-Ray's so tough. Like, I was, I had so much more respect for him after that. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, he's gone, dude. I I hardly talk to him that much right now. He's just um, he's in Kentucky time. You, we got to step in here and help him out. Kiefer's maybe got to get him a blue crew or something, and it, then just ship him up to Adelanto. Dude. Yeah, get him right. I mean, his chick seems cool. She seems really nice, but he, he's deep in with her. And, and I, I, let me throw this out there for you guys. We just gotta get hungry, A Ray. Let me throw this out there. Yeah. What if 
he finally has his life together now. Right now. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that's Kiefer's theory, home life. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. you're talking about shattered wrist this and tough that and hurt and got to get to... What if he's actually now got it together because he's not... Well, he's, he's in studio next Monday, so... Well, he'll get to the bottom of it, but we'll maybe try to get he's the on the path it. of getting it together. But I you t- guys just don't like it. I mean, he's... Well, you know, he should answer Mumphy's calls, though. Come on, they're yeah, bros. That's, that's not cool. That's if terrible. If his wrists are fully healed when he comes back to riding, then it was all worth it, right? He got his time off, got his wrist healed up. He had to get right. He'll be, he'll be ready for Supercross. But be, before, his wrists were for sure jello. Like, every time he crashed, his wrist broke in 20 places. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks because, yeah, that's that's a legit issue he's got going on, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd fly the girls in from L.A., boy. And- <laughs> yeah, stop it, Jim. He's not doing that anymore, Uncle Jim. This is your guy. Uncle That's Jim is Jim, your guy. Dude. I love Uncle Jim. I bet you Scott Mumford's got some Jim Hawley stories. I'm sure. I, I got one for you. He, uh, You remember, uh, you ever been to Joe Sutter's place? No. No, I know about it, but never been, yeah. there's Yeah, it's like a private track local mm-hmm. to uh, Simi Valley. When, when I was little, I'd go right there on 85s all the time. And he dressed up in a Bigfoot costume and... <laughs> was hiding in the bushes, like, scaring people for fun. And then Sounds right. all of a sudden, we're look out on the track, and the Bigfoot costume's out there ripping, like, doing no-footers and stuff. Dude, it was the best thing ever. My dad has a picture on his phone of him doing, like, a cross-up over this tabletop. Full Bigfoot costume, no helmet, nothing. Oh, I need to see that. Tell tell your dad to send it to me. Yeah, I got to see that. That's good. We, it's so great. He was ripping, too. I'm like, no way. But hold on. Like, he was scaring you, like, coming out of the bushes? Like, there were some photographers out there, yep. and he would, like, go hide in the bushes and, like, we'd be like, hey, let's go film this corner over here. And uh-huh. we all get set up there, and he'd just come out, like, and scare the photographers. <laughs> and it looked so real from, like, far away. You're like, no way, like, because it's all in the sand walk yeah, and everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, Uncle great. Jim. Uncle Jim. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. funny, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. What about anal bleaching? <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's a beauty. Um, <laughs> anything else for Mumphy, Daniel? Oh, no, just just stay at it, dude. Just stay at it. Keep working. Keep grinding. Get yeah. better. Like I said, the base is getting bu- bigger and bigger. and, and um, It's building it's, blocks. You it, just it, it, stack. It is. You just stack the work onto one another. And every, Everybody thinks it's all, all I need is a breakout. I need that break. No, you don't. You need to hit every single domino, and you need to just keep yeah. working towards it and don't skip a step. That's when you get hurt. Just keep yep. stacking those, those blocks, and um, it'll come. So I, I believe in you, so just stay at it. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate the advice for sure. It's, nope. uh, it's a, definitely an uphill battle for everyone. It is. Keep at it, but you'll be on the team next year. You know what I mean? Brooks knows what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, man, just just keep doing it, Mumphy. Uh, good job on the 10th, uh, your second 10th of the year. And we got four more motors to go. So yeah, Earn that yeah, one, too. Yeah, keep it going, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I love Ironman. I got eighth there last year. So Sweet. looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, Carson, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. See you. All right. Thank Later. you. That's Carson Mumford, everybody. Brought to you by a Cherubis USA at a Cherubis. Check out the latest products on social media. Uh, it's time for Scosche USA. What, what do we call this thing? Comment of the week? Uh, yeah. What do we call it? Uh, social media comment of the week. Social media comment of the week. Yeah. Oh, Sounds no. good. Scosche USA Pulp 2022 at com to unlock your discount on accessories for life. Celebrating over 40 years in business, visit com to get a 20% discount on the lineup of phone mounts, chargers, and cables, power sport clamps and mounts, power jumpers, and more. Um, yeah, it's um, great guys uh, there. 
And uh, thanks to the folks at Skosh. Pulp 2022 is the code to save. Couple uh, comments of the week from Skosh this week. Let me read. Um, let me read them uh, up here. Do, 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 do. Okay, so this one is about the uh, claim gate uh, on Instagram. This guy here who, says, who uh, picks these? What? Who picks these? Oh, Mark's me, Roto. Okay. Uh, this guy says, because uh, he's going to have a pending lawsuit, meaning Brennan, okay. the kid, and everything he says will be used against them. You all better lawyer up too. So I, I got to get a lawyer. You got to. I got to get a lawyer. That's why I stayed out of it. You better lawyer up. That's That Lawyers was quite a comment. Expensive. Somehow me doing all these interviews on the show is going to involve me in a uh, if it did? In a case. What if you got summoned to appear in court? Y'all better lawyer up. Uh, here's one. Another one. Skosh 2022 is a well, 2022 is a code to save at Skosh. Skosh Accessories for Life. Uh, this one I think is from... No, this is Instagram. I thought it was YouTube, but this is Instagram. This is from Jay Booher Construction. Sounds like a reputable business. Uh, Steve, me, went from one of the good ones to a total cocksucker. Whoa. High ceilings equal knob gobbler. Oh. Do you not see where you're going? How many shows in the past year have you had major audio issues with? Mm. Now you wee a straight up blind mouse you have turned into a complete joke. Fly cab go F off as well. I think it means fly can. <laughs> fly cab go F off as well as every one of your sponsors. Everyone just being one word like everyone, like people mm -hmm. instead of everyone. This is coming from someone who had been buying fly since 07. So there we go. I went from a good ones to a total, total cocksucker. So great job. That's that's knob gobbler. That's also, knob gobbler. Gobbler. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so thanks, thanks, Jay Boer what a treat. Construction. Super appreciate that, and super appreciate the guy telling me to lawyer up as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I will get right on that. Uh, that is the Skosh uh, 2022. Skosh, comment of the week, Pulp 2022 is the code to save. Thank you, Skosh. Thank you for those comments, everybody. Keep them coming in. Uh, appreciate that. Now we're going to welcome Pookie Mathis to the studio. Hello, hello. Hey, Pookie, welcome back. What's Thank that? you. Did you say comment of the week? Yeah. White Zinfandel. Mm. Comment of the week. Uh, Will Hahn, what's up, Will? Hmm. How's it going? Good. Can, can you just uh, stay with us here uh, on the line while we do a little segment here? I mean, I, I mean, well, first of all, do I have an option? <laughs> well, I could just put you back on hold, but maybe you can comment during this during this segment. No, no, no. For sure. No, that's it. Okay. All right. So uh, thanks for those comments of the week. Wilbur, if you have a social media comment for me, Send it in. Maybe it makes the cut. Okay. I'm into it. Sounds okay. Good. All right. Uh, all right. So this is a new segment we're doing. We don't have a sponsor for it yet. Um, Arthur Draper. Arthur, thank you for This could be a disaster of a segment. If you have a disaster, call Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. There's so, your lawyer. There's my lawyer. Yeah. I don't know if you're ready. I don't know if Arthur can represent me during this claim gate. This trial. Right. But. <laughs> ArthurDraper.com help is only a phone call away, and uh, Arthur only gets paid if you get paid. There's no risk to you. He's a moto guy, turned attorney. Consultations are free. You just need to call. Uh, Wilbur, uh, if Barsha needs somebody, you know, collision <laughs> attorney, Arthur Draper could be the guy. Yeah, you never know. Makes sense. Right. ArthurDraper.com. All right, so this segment is uh, a new segment. It's real short, real easy. Travis Marks. I wasn't listening segment. Are you ready, Marks? Huh? Perfect. What are we doing? 
Well, you're not going to the, you're not calling us when you're at the concert. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> nope. Not doing that. Nope. You believe that? No. Sh- shocks were great though. I that was seems super rude. Still very upset. It seems rude. Okay, so you have questions. Yep. Okay. All right. So here's uh, these questions are submitted uh, by the audience. Marks. I thought this was fake. And <laughs> we have questions for you. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. There's no time limit on these like the X brands, but the Travis, I wasn't listening. Marks question segment. Uh, Steve has Timmy. Moser has Shorty. Weege has Brayton, and Tits has Dungey. Who is your favorite rider? Um. I don't know if I have. We should have put Yeah, if he that. doesn't know it right away, then he wow. doesn't have one. Johnny Sins. He can, he can do it all. Who? That sounds like a porn star. If no, he, rider, he, not porn star. Oh. Yeah, he, he probably rides. <laughs> put his boat. <laughs> he's a doctor. He's an astronaut. He's He can do it all. He's fine. Fuck my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, bets. Number two now? Go now? Sure. Okay. What contribution to Pulpamex Empire are you most proud of? The Empire itself? Uh, I'd say fantasy. I mean, fantasy's my baby. Uh, I put a lot of work into that. And obviously, Steve, with your platform and your audience has contributed a lot to that as well. But um, Will Hahn has contributed to that as well and been very frustrated yes. with it. <laughs> so uh, I would say fantasy <laughs> is my is my biggest, is my proudest contribution. Not the app? Uh, oh, what oh. app? <laughs> Too soon, dude. Too soon. Oh, whoops. My bad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Tate, Tate, what's Tater? Uh, what's sorry, Tater? What's your most biggest contribution to the pulp? Uh, relieving tits. Relieving tits. Yeah, it's okay. a big ask. Yeah. All right, that's that's all right. I don't think they get a blowjob before the main event. <laughs> what's been your biggest mistake, fuck up, or regret on the show? No. Um, I, these are hard. Not calling us when you were at Third Eye Blind. Saying he could build an app. That wasn't on the app. Yeah. <laughs> Promising to build the app. Look at Tater oh, yo, with Tater the low-key shade. In, <laughs> coming in hot. Yeah, good job, Tater. Great radio. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if I messed up. Like I'm, I'm definitely messed up on the show, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Regrets? Did, did Fantasy have like a bad round well, one? That wasn't on the show, though. Yeah. If oh, he, it's if, on the show? If or she just, just said like to, the, to everything. It pulp, says yeah. on the show. Oh, on the show. Yeah. Okay. See, I listened to the questions, though. Oh, I did. Despite this being called, I wasn't listening. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Great segment. <laughs> Riveting. Marks. Bringing it. Fuck my ass. <laughs> I don't mess up a lot, so, you know. Yeah. The times I do, they just go, they, they, they tuck them back in the back of the brain and forget about them. Just moving on. Yep. All right. Same. Great job, uh, Pookie. Good job on the segment. Travis, I wasn't listening, Marks. <laughs> Might, you, dude. might bring it back every now and then. It should be called the Travis I Don't Know Marks. Yeah. All of his answers were pretty much yeah. I Don't Know at yeah. first. We need to bring back Tits versus Tits trivia. 100%. That was... Actually that was the one with her? What's yeah. that, Wilbur? Me and Peter. Yeah, I yeah, enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, you enjoyed that? Yeah. The, <laughs> the Camberator, Biker Sherlock, uh, uh, McGrath stuff. It goes on and on. It's great. All right. You going to stick around? Sure. Okay. All right. I, mean, Will I came all the way up here. You did, yeah. All the way up here, too. Sorry, guys. I didn't make it's that very way exciting. Up but, here. Uh, Elevation change getting up here. Next time we do that, can we just ask the same questions? No. No, we cannot. No, oh, here's one kidding? from Dark Side. Leaving my, leaving my uh, adapters at home. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, you left all your adapters at home. Right. Was I in that uh, show? 
I don't know. Yes. I feel like I was there. Yeah, that <laughs> one. He's coming for you, yeah. uh, Steve. He's looking pretty fit for the vet uh, nationals coming up. Who, Mr. Side? Oh. That's what it sounded like. I'm well, hearing some rumblings. I'm following Strava, and I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, I haven't looked Strava. Is he, he's been grinding on there? I haven't looked at him. It, 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 he's grinding. Wow. Dude. Well, first of all, if he does come out at World Vets and just works me, surely there's some sort of, like, teacher, the pupil, you know, <laughs> ma- b- bust down the teacher <laughs> metaphor uh, and like some sort of... Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically like Daniel's son kicking the shit out of Miyagi. Oh, you're racing the Vet Nationals? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yes, I am. When is it? When is it? Will just broke the news. (laughs) When is it? Uh, I don't know if you're racing or not. I said he's bringing it. um, uh, November. I don't know. November. Mm. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Can I come out? Sure. (laughs) Will you work with me or will you work with Mr. Side? Oh, man. Well, who's paying? Uh, go, go fix that, yeah, Pookie. Take my mic. Okay, we got we got animal problem. Who's paying? The dog is after the cat. I'm just saying, like you know, my entry fee because you know. Oh, you're gonna ride? Gate fee. No. Oh, Gate fee. Well, you say entry fee. That means you're gonna ride. You yeah, know, I'm gonna come into the pits, or I don't know. I gotta come into the facility somehow. Oh, oh, so you just want us to pay your like your entry to the race? Yeah, give me the race, and then I'll, I'm there. I'm mixing bottles for you, and one maybe a massage here and oh. there. I don't know. Maybe Will can teach you how to take people out. Could you ride for me? Um, I mean, it seems like anything kind of goes there, so yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, Just sub him in. No. Yeah, he's racing for me this yeah, moto. They're fine. like, okay, that's it's, fine. It's nom. There's no rules. Yeah, I feel like there really isn't a whole lot of rules going on there. So, yeah, I feel like that we could probably pull that off if we're being honest. Will Hahn brought to you by Weisco. They've been manufacturing pistons right here in the USA for over 80 years. They support guys like SGB Honda, uh, as well as the Club MX guys, Factory Honda as well. Uh, A-Ray Cade using these pistons. And you know with A-Ray, he's revving the shit out of the bike, and these pistons still last. That's, so you know that. Yeah, he's R&D for that. Right. Variety of pistons from reliable forge replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. There's a code to save with Weisco um, uh, as well on pulpamexshow.com. So please check that out if you can. And uh, we appreciate um, all the folks at uh, at uh, Weisco as well. they got the Garage Buddy Rebuild Kits, of course, and uh, Racer Elite Connecting Rods, all of that. Bringing Will Haunt on the show tonight. Wilbur, um, what, what what's going on with your rider here? Uh, so... We, 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 we talked about this earlier. Take us through it from your end of things, how it went down, like what you saw, what the AMA said, and all of that. Well, so it's kind of tough, right, because as it, it, involved as I am, I'm not anymore either. So I think that's hard for people to kind of separate now that I'm not the manager. Like, Yep. You know, in the, in the previous few years of my post-racing career, I was – that was me involved. I knew the details. I was being the one talked to. I was being one being summoned into the office, et cetera. But you know, with me now, like I'm, I'm cleaning up and stuff. And and then I was on the airport with Pierce and Breeze. Like we were driving, we flew out Saturday, Saturday night. So by the time we had our post race meetings and everything like that, like I, I didn't even know he got DQ'd. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think you maybe even texted me, and I was like, I, I it's news to me. Right, know? So, right, yeah. Not being involved in those meetings, I don't know. I, you know, I, I watched um, the beginning of it kind of happen, and I just, you know, I was like, oh, and then nothing happened. I'm like, oh, well, you know, hmm. you know, because I'm like, so, you know, we all assume. But I'm like, I don't know. And I never even really asked. 
Um, didn't assume anything of it, really. Got back. Um, Justin, you know, kind of, we didn't have a great day. So we weren't really focused on, I didn't go back and go, well, what happened in that back corner on that six with Dylan? Like, it was more like, hey, what's going on? Like, how can we get you better? Because he doesn't want to finish an ace regardless. So, um, you know, then TK, I spoke to TK, and he called me and explained to me what happened. And, um, you know, and kind of their view on it, which I didn't understand because my first question was, like, how can you get DQ'd um, that quickly, you know, basically with, without video? And, and stuff like that, like any other professional sport, I feel, you know, um, a guy's not getting ejected from a basketball game without, like, valid proof or, you know, NFL, stuff like that, you know. Um, so I was like, that's kind of strange, but it must have been – all I'm thinking is it must have been bad. So, okay. Um, I guess it is what it is, right? And then, um, for instance, like today I, I saw the video and I'm just kind of like, don't – uh, you know, um, don't really understand it, but you know, we were kind of under the assumption that like we would fully, like, legitimately cut the track and maybe even hit part of the water truck lane at some point, and then got back on and like t-boned him bad. And I'm thinking like that's pretty brutal, you know. Yeah, that, the initial thing that I yeah I heard that too, and I'm like, wow. Same. As I was telling Daniel Blair, I imagine Ferrandis taking him down, and then him getting up. And cutting across the track and T-boning Verandas in the next through turn. the spectators, yeah, through spectators, through the water truck lane, so whatever, zeroed in on him. Yes, that's how I imagined right. it going. And it had to be super egregious, and and it had to be pretty ugly, right? Where like, can you recall the last time a guy got DQ'd in an outdoor national, just like straight up for like a penalty? I, I don't know if it's even happened. Um, so for me, I'm like, it must be pretty bad, I guess. So. Um, kind of moved on from it and you know once I saw the video I'm like I'm like what like it's totally racing in so many ways you know um it seemed uh, like a greasy move that that should deserve a fine or um a penalty of position you know but yeah maybe um but would you be saying that in any other way like if it wasn't Justin probably not um, it'd be like that was kind of dick move, but move on. But the reality is, is I think he's. It sucks, right? Because yes, has he been overly aggressive in the past? One hundred percent. And and it's a shame um, that it, you know he finds himself in this predicament again. But the reality is that Supercross and Motocross is different. You can't punish him for Supercross right now. He hasn't done anything outdoors. Hasn't gotten anything. Hasn't really hit anybody. So for me, you, you have to separate it still. You can't just react on a knee jerk like that because of Supercross. Um, it's a separate entity still until we're doing this this future with the, the combining and joining forces, which I you know it's awesome. It's what we need, but the reality is it's not like that right now. It's two different bodies. I don't know if I totally agree with that, but I could see your guys' side because it is separate people, right? I understand that. Mm-hmm. I think you have to take somebody's past into consideration, and we all saw Justin. Absolutely, you know. But but again, knowing that I don't see the DQ here. That's a, a DQ is a big no. deal. That is a big pe- penalty. It's a black mark on KTM, a black mark on Justin. All of that stuff, a dis- disqualification, right? Um, I don't Correct. see that here. And yeah. And I know it's you know it's not, it's just one view, but that's one more view than we all had previously. And I think I think everybody's opinion has. Well, I shouldn't say everybody's, but I would say a good amount of people has you know changed back to being a more neutral. Like, yeah, maybe overly aggressive, but definitely not a DQ and 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 burn Justin down. You know. Well, do you feel like social media and all? That's not the judge of everything, but 
do you feel like it's going okay as far as that goes, or do you feel like you're you're getting ripped into? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I just been. I mean, I made a few comments and I kind of just checked off of it from there because it's just not even worth it. It's it's kind of like the vegan thing. Like it's one. Of, it's it's going to be opinions now. Um, yeah. So at this point, like, what, what's it matter? Because it's the only view we're going to have, sadly, because well. We barely get TV to, to play for us, so I mean, I, I, don't, I don't. At this point, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised we don't have a view of it. So we don't. This is all based off an official's recollection of the event of the of what happened, right? Uh, correct. There was. I mean, not, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I'm, I know there there was no video. It was mm-hmm. um, word of um, an official of some sort. Not sure who or what, but right. yeah, um, an official said that. Yeah, he, you know, basically cut the track clicked a couple gears and T-boned them, which not really the case. I mean, yeah, they hit for sure. Yeah, they definitely hit. Um, Uh, But, you know, like I was saying, too, that GoPro doesn't show Dylan Ferranis ahead of him at any point to to plow into him. No. Dylan has brakes on his bike also. So Barsha has the inside, and, yes, he jumps over a yellow marker. Guess what? That's happened a lot. Barsha probably could have let off and turned left. Instead, he just pinned it to the outside. Okay. Again, maybe a bit greasy, but a DQ and Dylan not stopping either. Uh, my mind is blown that this is a DQ. You know, and, I mean, and I've ripped into Barsha before, so I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not doing this because Jess and I are buddies or anything. I've ripped into him for dumb moves like the Salt Lake thing. Uh, no, and yeah. and regardless, kind of of what what I say on here, right? Like I'm going to be pictured as biased, which and and as they should. Um, do I have his back? Hundred um, percent. But the other the other side of that is. is this just seems, I don't know, just as, I, I don't know. In a lot of ways, I get it, you know, um, with the previous stuff that has happened, like I said earlier, like, but it's still a separate entity. It doesn't really matter. And, and then also, like, to me, I, I just don't see a DQ over it. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I think I, Daniel's the same way, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's my point earlier was if that was Moseman on McAdoo, we're probably not even talking about this at all. It's just because it's Justin and – goes back to the Supercross stuff, which, as Will's saying, they are separate. So I don't know the rules on how that all works, but that has to be the only thing that makes sense to me is that it was him. Because the actual GoPro incident, it didn't look violent. It didn't look high speed. It looked it looked a little payback-ish, but guys do that all the time, all the time, and you don't see it. I mean, that, that happens in the 32nd place. Guys hit each other and pay each other back, too. So that to me, it's it's got to be just because it was him. That's the only yeah. thing that really... Okay, it makes sense to me. I don't know, man. Uh, I, my race tech rant, Wilbur, was uh, it's two days after the event. We got nothing outside of Barsha was DQ'd for contact with Ferrandis. Like, nothing. No explanation of what Barsha said, what Ferrandis said, no video, no anything. And I'm just like, well, how, does the Supercross stuff carry over? Do, is that why you did this? Does Supercross stuff not carry over? Uh, did Barsha freak out and call someone a name? inside the truck and that was what did it like maybe there was some actions during the hearing quote-unquote after the race that did it i mean the mind can wander anywhere because we don't know and i just think two days after the race a factory rider gets disqualified and there's still silence uh, i don't know that's i was on a race tech round of the night I, I think that that part's been handled really poorly so well to be quite honest i feel like the whole thing has like that's just just my two cents and that's I want to make that clear. That's me separate from the race team and the incident. Like I just, that's me as a fan and, and, and living this the last 30 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the whole thing in general has been 
very poorly handled and mismanaged. What do you mean, the incident, or what do you mean? Yeah, just in general, and in, yeah. the, in the post. Like, again, like you're saying, like, no one knows why exactly, because the only video they've seen now is the one that Justin posted. Uh, um, let, me, let me ask you this. The first photo I saw was Dylan's photo. It was like three photos in a row, kind of like a one, two, three of the incident. Yep. Was that a photographer that just happened to go snap, 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 or was that a video? that got screenshotted three times. Is that a video? Like, who took that? That's a good question. Don't know. I'm just curious, because if that's a video, there's our, there's a video out there, or did the photographer just get snap, 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 three shots as it happened? You uh, know, because Dylan's yeah. post is like a before, during, right. and after. Right, right. So that's, I'm just curious, is that a video out there somewhere? Yeah, good question. Not yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Um, was anybody upset that Barsha released the GoPro at all? Uh, I mean, I don't think so. Okay. Not that I know of, anyway. Right. Yeah, just checking. Um, Wisco bringing you Will Hahn on the show. Wisco.com, motorsport.com. Check out the code on pulpamexshow.com to save money. Two-stroke or four-stroke pistons. Wisco is a variety of pistons for you. Uh, Wilbur, on a much happier note, when it's your year, it's your year. And I mean, dude, there's a certain moments where you're just like, Kind of what the fuck? It's just and that was one of them for me. I'm, we, you know, Daniel. We have the flip off game, yeah, right. And it's gotten out of hand, mm-hmm. definitely. Oh, we, oh, it's gotten it. Oh, it's gotten out of hand. It wasn't before. Okay, okay. No, it has. It, it wasn't before okay. too. It's, it's just something that Will and I have been living for. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> and I, I'm up on them this summer, and it's been Bad. glorious. Yeah, Bad. seven three. Oh, well, yeah, yeah seven three. Um, and then random ass Starbucks. In Waldorf on the way to the track, six thirty in the morning, I'm in the drive-through, and this motherfucker walks out in front of me like Pulp Fiction. Remember with with, with yeah. Bruce Willis is in the car, yeah. and the guy has the donuts. Ving Rhames has yeah. the donuts. Yeah. That's what happens to me. He walks out in front of me out of this Starbucks, right in front of my car in the drive-through. And you just look up. I mean, it's and there just, he is. It's just, it's just amazing. Huh. And I just go, well. And he looks over, and I got him. Oh, oh. Yeah. So you – oh, I thought he got you. No. I thought you looked up, and he had you. No, 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 no. So you're just sitting there minding your own business, yep. doing your thing, and this, and you look up, and here he and is. And this guy in a team shirt walks in front of my car. <laughs> Will, you got to be better, dude. And I have, I have no clue. I'm – I'm talking to Pierce about how good this fucking nitro cold brew is about to be on the way to the track, and I get interrupted by Will, and I turn around, and if the, the amount of defeat, it really truly uh, it, That, that just, one stung. That what, one had to sting. I can't be stopped. I mean, these things have worked out so – I drove into the pits one week, and he was walking, you know, in across the pits, like not even seeing me. I got him there. I, 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 yeah, Will, I'm on fire. How do you get the three on No, you? dude – now you now you know like how Supercross was for me that year when I was just I was on the escalator in the Denver Airport and I yep. spotted you yeah. and I like snuck that sneak attacked you like that. Like, it's just when it, when it's your time that like, you can't do no wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like McGrath in '96 just, just un- can't unstoppable. Be stopped. And he, that guy walks out in front of my car at a random ass Starbucks at 6:30 in the morning in Waldorf. Got him. Hey, it, it, dude, if that was a Supercross or, like, I don't know, we all stayed in the same town, dude, people stay all over there. And, like, that wasn't – that was, like, one of four Starbuckses, like, right yes. there as well. Yep. So, so it was like, the, the yep. right Starbucks at the right time. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I, I'm, I couldn't believe it. I got in the car and Mosey and Pierce were like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I, just, I, I can't believe that it can even happen. Like, what's wrong with you? Happen? Yeah, Pierce was laughing. Pierce laughed. That was good. He he saw that. Oh, he loved it. He knew exactly what happened. He I got he got in the car and he's like, oh, you're so triggered. Hey, what happened to Pierce first moto? Um, so after Henry Hill, you hit that roller on the inside. Um a guy in front of him, and I don't know if he hit neutral or stalled it, but when he landed up the single and hit the rut, he just stopped. Like, he didn't fall or anything, but his bike didn't go anywhere. Uh, and Pierce has already committed over the single and ran to the back of him and fell. Not a hard crash by any means. Um, it took him a while to get up, which I thought was pretty strange because it wasn't a hard crash. And normally with him, it's like he doesn't get up. It's, you know, he's pretty damn tough. So it's uh, normally a bad thing. So I was, like, kind of getting worried. He started riding and then uh, eventually pulled in, I guess, uh, talked to the mechanic, and his jersey was full of blood. But he ended up oh. getting like six or seven stitches before Moto2 and then going out and ride Moto2 in his elbow. Okay, back so, to yeah, the game now. Back to the game. <laughs> yes. yeah. So did a bunch of fans get you? Because I ran into like three fans that said they got you at Bud's. Yeah, dude, on the way to Henry Hill, I, every every single moto, I got heckled pretty hard. And like, I'll be honest, sometimes when I have my headset on, I just kind of ignore because I it, to, to the point now where like it used to be cool because it was like, hey, can I get a photo? Or like, hey, oh, oh man, yeah, cool, good luck. And then now it's like every time I turn around, it's just fuck you. <laughs> and it's just you know, yeah. I mean, I I get it too. To yeah, that's not cool, Steve. I, I get it too. You know, so um. All of that, but yeah, it, it's great. People I, love it. Yeah, no fans are into it. It's great. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I can't be stopped. I love it. Okay, uh, back to back to the. Go ahead, Daniel. Ask him. No, that was it. That oh. was. I was just. I noticed uh, looking down that Pierce had a forty on the. What about Moseman crashing right in front of Jet and then Jet giving him the thumbs up? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, right? Like to be quite honest with you, I was impressed with the pass. Yeah. Um. Like, did the end result look? thought out and correct uh no but the <laughs> fact that he just passed the fastest guy in the class with number one plate and scrub passed him on the finish line was mm-hmm. that cool as hell to see yeah it was and and um, truthfully he, Mosman was using that line all moto that he was trying to get to so i think jet was a both, little both motos yeah yeah i think jet was a little about hey you cut over on me and then now you went down like haha but Mosman yeah, exactly. was just trying to get to his line. Well, those two have been weird no, for he a was, while. They have he was the only guy using that line all day long, like yeah. all the first moto. And I, at times, to be honest with you, the way he was doing it was kind of making me nervous anyway. Um, well, the way he had to do that line, not the way he was doing it. But, um, yeah, I think he did try to check up to probably, you know, play a little bit of defense to seal the pass up. But, yeah, it just didn't work out for him. But uh, considering how long he was off and – uh, from Millville and stuff like that, I think he, I think he read really well still. Yeah, uh, you know what though, we were talking about it for Pulp Fantasy, uh, our picks this week, and you just knew Mosman was he missed two races with a concussion, and but you just knew he was going to come back and run the pace. He's just that good. We, I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't surprised he got fourth in that moto yeah, or higher. Either. You know, he can do that. No, he he is he's that talented for sure. Uh, I might agree with that. Is everybody on your team staying for next year? 2023? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's yeah, all the yeah. same. Yeah, it's all the same. Are you going to hire anybody else or no? That's it. Three three guys. Uh, not that I know of. Yep. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Wisco bringing you Will Haunt on the uh, Pulp of Mech Show. Wilbur, what do you make of Daniel Blair's new gig, uh, Orange Brigade? You were uh, Star Yamaha. You worked closely with LeBlanc and Romano and, and these amateur kids as they were you know coming through the ranks. Uh, what do you make of Blair's new gig? 
uh, wants more gray hair. It is more gray hair. Yeah. It is more. Yeah. Grew, uh, um, you've grown a few in the last couple of weeks. No, I, I think honestly, I think it's I think it's awesome. I think and honestly, I think he's going to be really really good at that role. And um, communicating with families is a big part of that. Uh, and I think he'll be really good at that. And he's really good um, at talking to people like that and being an intelligent conversation. And I think he's going to give them good guidance as well. I mean, he's he's lived it um, his whole life, and he's still involved in it to this day. So I don't, why wouldn't he be a good asset to have? Thank what you, Will. Hey, we're colleagues now. We're or uh, yeah. what is it? Yeah, we co-employee. Oh, we, we work for the same company, I think. <laughs> right? Is well, that no? Well, because TLD yeah. is a company that you know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how you're. Contracted by TLD. Okay, I don't know how that. I don't know. I was. I put that together on the fly. It didn't it? Didn't make sense. Well, can we get Braswell a ride here? What are we doing? Can you get Braswell on TLD? Yeah, will Daniel? Yeah, will. But me. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, you. I'm a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a trainer. He's like, I have nothing yeah. to do with this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't do that. I don't write those. I don't do those. No. Um, but no, it, it is. Um. You know, at the level of Romano and LeBlanc and Braswell and, 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 you know, Deegan and these guys that we've talked about, that's serious business, Blair. You've got a lot of politics to sort through at times mm. with, yeah. with families and riders and that kind of stuff. I can handle that stuff pretty well. Yeah. I'm not afraid of that. I mean, I, I, there are – I'll keep them to myself, but I do have my own reservations about things that I know are going to be tougher for me yeah. to handle, but I, I think I could get through it. I'm, I'm going to – learn fast so. it seems like the amateur ranks and wilbur maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong if you know better but the big money long-term deals aren't there for these kids everyone has been bitten a little bit and is pulling back on that i think everyone's gun shy of that yeah for sure you know yeah, wilbur like I mean, the, it, yeah like the pro it, go ahead sorry Wilbur. Go. No, you're, you're good. Uh, i mean to be honest with you like i wasn't involved with any star um they might have turned into more long-term, but at the beginning, they, they were not. And that's just transparent as it gets. Like, they were more, come prove yourself and you'll get what you want. Mm-hmm. And by proving that, that was like coming and working with us and training with us. And then you could look and start looking at lap times and you're like, wow, this this 14-year-old kid is three seconds off the pace of a 19-year-old pro. That's pretty fucking impressive you know right right um and then and then he's doing it day in and day out training with the guys and he's hanging with them and it's like okay this, this isn't a fluke you know um so yeah I, I, but I don't i don't see these being signed on a on an 85 to two years into your pro career uh, i just don't see that happening so much anymore right right there's a lot of change that goes on at that time too with just growing up and things that you know come into your life at 14 15 16 there, there's just so many variables that could change your course i think it's hard to be able to predict out that far i mean even like look at Ryder d how good he is i think we all believe that he's pretty dang good even his situation isn't guaranteed like deep into his pro career i, yeah. don't, I don't even i don't know the contract exactly but it's not designed to give him a lot of long-term security he yeah. still has to go and prove it and um that's probably overall the better method because again things can change quick i mean good or bad you could you could be just average and become pretty dang good fast if things go right and you make good decisions yeah. and you can fall off the wagon fast too so it does seem like everyone's a little scared to kind of go and guarantee stuff yeah. deep now right. which makes which sense i think is a good thing well i think just the well, the math it's not worked more than it's worked i mean does heavily, anybody so. tell these parents at the ranch this with their motorhomes and their you know like like from what i've heard you know like 
hey, 98% of you aren't going to make anywhere near the money to be a professional athlete. The, the, the starting with that, though, I don't think it's fair to even put that kind of pressure on a 16- to 18-year-old kid. Like, Me either. How much I changed from 16 to 23 was a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and not even not even just, you know, brain, brain-wise brain and, and being able to think on my own and understand those pressures and understand the money and, and, and understand what's going on. But just in general as a, as a, as a person, like, and then also you're – you're fully through puberty and all this stuff and you've developed as your body like maybe you know i'm not even quite fully a man yet i still don't need to grow a little bit but i'm saying like as far as like feeling out a difference between 16 and 20 um from an injury standpoint now on my side of things is is massive you know yeah um i just i think all aspects of it i don't think it's smart to have that kind of pressure on them as a whole you know just it just seems unfair i mean there's exceptions like jet don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. um but it's way more rare than it is happening. Yeah, I think, too, it's about the individual. Everybody's different. There's no formula like, this is how it works. No, everyone, I mean, Justin Cooper and uh, Levi Kitchen, their timeline, if you just go back in the Racer X vault from Loretta's and just take a look at how that happened, it don't look like a lot of the other ones, and it's, you know, they they were late bloomers. It held back. They got smarter. And, I mean, Kitchen's had some weird things. It's not all the way as far, some injuries. But look at Justin Cooper. He's, like, one of the most highest podium percentages, like, in the cla- in the sport yeah. right now. And it's because he was a little bit smarter when he got started. And he wasn't just chomping at the bit to get out there early. The, the Jets make it seem like, oh, if you're 16 and you're talented, it's let's roll. Yeah. That's not the case. Well, you're going to be so much smarter at 20 than 16. Ricky, and then, like, he's Stu, just at 23 than 20. It's insane. Ricky, Stu, Jet, Alessi, they're, they're very, very. That's rare. Barsha. Was Barsha 16 or was that 17? 17. AC was young. Yeah. It's just so rare. So yeah. you can look at the other ones that, that didn't so that, that did fail. I'm hoping that that's the impact that I could have the best is helping families and riders understand the calendar better and understand their own timeline and playing the game to allow them a higher percentage of making it. Because it's one thing to get into the pros, become a pro. That's cool. Become a factory rider. That's cool. But how about winning in the pros? That's really, really, really hard. And things can go sideways really quickly if you don't play that calendar correctly and know when to be at your best and everyone wants thinks you got to be at your best every single day and then, yeah. no you got to be a little bit more strategic about that there's no reason to just but just twist the throttle you know, and go be fast and on the other hand will here on the phone like if there were teams that will well star did will you had a two-year deal with star and they just cut you after one year right so you did learn yeah. the business quickly but then you know your ride with geico i mean they kept some teams would have dropped you you know uh, I would, dude. I would. I mean, I stand to this to this day. I, I feel like I feel like ninety nine percent of them would have, and, and, and honestly, had every right to. Right. Yeah. 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 And and you delivered a title to them, mm-hmm. and props to them, and props to you for figuring all that out. But yeah, there's there are times where you're like, man, we should just keep this guy. You know, I guess you got to look at, like you said, not everybody's the jet. Not everybody can be deserved to be kept. But if there's a guy like Will, trying hard, works with well with the team, fits in, does what you want isn't expensive but keeps getting hurt uh maybe yeah. you keep them you know it's a it's a gamble i mean look at mosman mosman was probably i mean pretty good shot that that was going to be over pretty quick and they hung on a little longer and i mean he won a supercross this year won an outdoor moto i mean 
that doesn't happen if he gets yeah. let go at that time. So yeah. Yeah. sometimes if the right person has the right character and you can tell that the things that are holding him back are maybe outside of his character, mm-hmm. then you hold on a little longer yeah. and let it let it blossom a little bit. So uh, Speaking of blossom, Wilbur, uh, how was your manscape? <laughs> yeah, I think it's phenomenal. It really is. But the problem is so um, one one mistake I've made with it recently is um, the wife and I were about to go to Leadville for my race mm-hmm. um, over Unadilla weekend, and you know I thought it'd be nice of myself to you know kind of dress up down there. Yeah, and um, nothing wrong with that. Not a good yeah. idea before a mountain bike race. Not a good idea. Why? Mm. The chafing I got was bad. Oh. Um, I don't recommend it before a long time on the bike, but once again. Don't know what they made these batteries out of. The thing is phenomenal. <laughs> it, it just goes forever, doesn't it? I know. It's it just, just won't die, dude. I don't understand. No. Uh, the it won't die. The do you? I'm so confused on the chafing though. Like so, like because I use it and I bicycle. I don't do any Leadville races, but don't get me wrong. But like, why would cutting the hair with the manscape make the chafing I, worse? I don't understand. I think it was just a little bit too close to the event. Or like I had enough stubble there that it rubbed the whole time. It just okay. it just was bad. I don't know. I made a mistake and maybe it wasn't just a coincidence. I don't know, but okay. it wasn't good. All right. Well, if you're not doing Leadville, Manscape could be for you. Pulp MX code to save. Uh, please check it out. They got the uh, lawnmower 4.0, 9,000 RPM motor. Or sorry, 7,000 RPM motor in there. An on-off switch for travel lock. It's got a light. It's got a guard. It's phenomenal. It's great. It's got all the features you could possibly I mean, want. Everything about it is fantastic. Um, and also, too, they got a weed whacker, too. 9,000 RPM motor in the weed whacker, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This is for nose and ear hair, mm. Blair. Okay. So, yeah. 9,000 uh, RPM. Yeah, 9,000 RPM. It's quite a bit. Uh, pulp MX code to save with manscaped.com. You can get the performance package 4.0, which has uh, all that stuff in it, as well as a ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, boxer briefs. That's what you got, Wilbur. I, I gave you the performance package yeah that that was phenomenal and the boxers are are uh, they're really comfortable as well yeah pulp of mexico to save manscape thanks to those guys be like will manscape that up i just made that up <laughs> i just made that saying up. right that, that right now good. as we did that almost as good as your uh your jt taglines do you think earlier. that would work with, with jt i think it'd be hilarious if he did it i wish he would but i don't think he will wilbur i had an idea for jt like because He's he's better, but the awkward end of the interview is sometimes weird, where he doesn't say anything, right? And then the writer's looking at him like, is this it? Are we done? What are we doing, right? Do I look at the camera? Do I walk? Yeah. Do, yeah. yeah. It, are you with me on that? Like, there's some weirdness. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I, I haven't, I'm, to be honest with you, it's been such a complicated thing with the TV. I, I've only watched <laughs> some stuff on YouTube, so I haven't, uh, I haven't subscribed to anything. Uh, so I've been just watching stuff on YouTube. Um, so I haven't actually watched any like podium interviews. To be quite honest with you, I think he should wrap them up with like lots of puns. Mm-hmm. Like after Anderson, he'll be like, "Well, Reach, his company's fried, but he's not." You know. <laughs> and then you know, like with Sexton, he could be like, "Reach, the glasses are ugly, but that's but he's not or something." <laughs> you know. Um, what 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 else did I have? Uh, a Tomac. You got a Tomac. Oh, yeah. Too. Well, we E.T. is going home. 
You know? <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Like, yeah, I, I think that JT should just, yeah, be like, you know. The problem is, is that everyone that listens to this show would be like laughing and loving it. And all the people that aren't would be like, that right. dude is the corniest dude I, I ever. Just, I just think it's a little like a funny little <laughs> sign off, right? Maybe. I mean, they're not bad knee slappers. Like, it's hey, a bad joke yeah. for sure, but well, it would be funny. He's on him like a dog on a piece of meat. Yeah. I mean, is that Larry well, Huffman? After Schmoder, he could be like, Weech, I'll tell you what, he's tiny, but on the track, he's a Godzilla. Wow. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. No? Nothing? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not laughing with you on that okay. one. I'm laughing at you what on about, that one. What about like Mosman? You could be like, well, good job, Michael. And you, you keep that up, you won't be homeless much longer. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just made it up top of my head. but I'd like to see some puns as he exits the, the interview. That's all. Is that so? Is that so wrong? Let's work on some. I'll okay. work on some no, too. Dude, I'll text it to him. Honestly, Ping used to make us sneak words in too, and I think I think I think Wygant's done it. Yeah, we, oh, we had a word well, of the we day. Had, we had a word of the day. Yeah, we we and I and JT had a word of the day on the broadcast. Yeah, that was great. Those. There were some yeah, that, that was randos. Like Ping Ping used to make me. Uh, he would give me a word at the beginning of the night and say, "If you go on the podium, you have to get this word in." Yeah. And then you would do, and then I'd forget about it. And he'd always tell me on the plane. One time he told me sperm whale, and I'm like, "Oh, that should be fucking easy." <laughs> yeah, we uh, uh, we were going to um, uh, do sperm whale also on ours, and Weege chickened out. That was one yeah. word that Weege could not get. But crown molding, and um, he got a bunch of God, weird ones in there. My Twitter would just explode as soon as he dropped the word. Uh-huh. Like people would just freak out, and it would be amazing. And Weege was really good at it. Like he was dropping. God, I can't remember. I all the nailed sperm whale at the end somehow. Oh, you did? Oh, good job. Yeah. Well, luckily, luckily, I whole shot of the main and faded to third, and I said <laughs> I floundered like a sperm whale. <laughs> that's pretty good. Good job. Yeah, that's awesome. Got to think him through first yeah, a little bit for sure. Uh, all right, Wilbur. Anything else? You got anything else for Will Hahn? Okay. I just, I, I just had my question from earlier. That's all. Okay. Uh, Bam Bam's had a, a a year. He's been in trouble a lot this year, Will, and it. Kind of matches up with him working with you, and I'm just curious what's going on over there. That's all. Oh, boy. Uh, well, we obviously teach it uh, in the gym. <laughs> we obviously uh, teach it. On the mountain it. bikes. Yeah. Um, oh, so you, you guys know, work through these scenarios. <laughs> yeah, it's all been it's all premeditated, as everyone in my DMs apparently thinks. Um, God, and then you went off on COVID on Twitter, and people were blowing up, blowing you up. What? When did that Oh, uh, you're not on Twitter. Yeah, no, no, bad. just this week. I don't week. have Twitter. Just this week. Yeah, I mean, it happened, dude. I mean, once in a while, you say some stuff, and everyone's entitled to an opinion, and that's the way it works, and sometimes oh, yeah. um, it just it turns out that way. No, um, yeah. no it's, yeah. And like I said, we, a lot of us have different beliefs, but it doesn't make me like not like you. It's just funny how certain people like take this so drastically past a normal human being's opinion that it's just, it's, yeah, it's a shame, but no, it's, it it's a world we yeah, live in, right? It's pretty in, in 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 twenty twenty two, it's like I, I if I disagree with you, I hate you. You're like, what? Wait, hold on. Exactly, we're not going to be like that. We can just you know disagree to disagree on something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's that's the way it goes. Uh, all right, Wilbur, uh, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Always a good time. We'll uh, we will see you at Ironman uh, this weekend, man. Thanks. All right, I'll bring you in one plate. Please do. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Great season. <laughs> Right, see, you uh, see you, man. Uh, that's Will Hahn, everybody. You clinched, huh? Yeah, I clinched. Seven I clinched. got it. Uh, I got it a long time Take ago. Wyscoe Piston bringing you uh, Will Hahn on the show. So I have a set of Renthal bars, purple, limited edition. I have Twin Wall, and I have a fat bar. 
Okay. And so thanks to Paul Parabinos, Renthal.com, of course. I'm going to give uh, a pair of these away tonight on the show. Email number 125. Mm. You like that number? Mm-hmm, I do. Email 125 uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com. And I will give you a set of uh, Renthal limited edition purple bars, either Twin Wall or Fat Bar. You pick. And uh, thanks to, uh, to Renthal for making that happen. Email 125. Paul, Paul P. Uh, motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Renthal, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, at Cherubis, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, Atlas Neck Brace, AtlasBrace.com, Guts Racing, NorCal. Mm, Andy, I mean, Greg. NorCal Company. FMF, Works Connection. Pulpamex 20 is the code to save with Works Connection. Please check those guys out. As we talked about last week, they're coming up with some lowering mount uh, put bag mounts for yamahas so please check that out motorcycleindustryjobs.com ride engineering wusa wusa proud sponsor of orange brigade mm-hmm. big partner of yours mm-hmm. uh thank you to those guys get data intense cycle suspension direct manscape wisco piston twisted t all on board with us tonight uh for uh the pulp and mech show so thanks to will Hahn. thanks to billy grotto phil nicoletti carson mumford and of course daniel blair in studio as well uh, we got lots more to talk about tonight. Um, we haven't talked about RJ Hampshire. Mm-mm. I need to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he's been complaining about his bike. Mm-hmm. He's not been happy. He wanted some parts. He got some parts, and then he backed it up with a win. If you're an OEM, you like it. You like to see it. RJ's had an up-and-down season. He has. He got, he, he got a stake to the heart, like like Dracula. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, and when he's on, man, he is fun to watch because it's all-out commitment it's all the time. Aggression. But, it's but, aggression. But it, sometimes when he's fully aggressive like that and it's not working, it just looks messy. Yep. But when it comes together, it's unbelievable to watch because aggressive riders are fun to watch mm-hmm. when it's working yeah. correctly. Um, and he definitely I, – and I, you know what's weird is that I've only been to Bud's Creek one time, so I don't understand this whole Florida connection. Everyone like that is from Florida loves that place. It must – soil thing It's a little something. bit soil, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I didn't know that as well. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense because he can be so much more aggressive, even like JT was talking earlier about Eli, the way he rides. A track like that for RJ, he gets to be him mm-hmm. like a lot more, and it, and it works there. So I wasn't surprised to see him do well, but I would have I never guessed that he was going to win that. There was yeah. no sign coming. I guess well, Unadilla's – Max Steffen's new. Yeah, he randomly – uh, but his first Unadilla moto was awesome, but yep. one good moto doesn't mean, oh, a win's coming. I, I didn't yeah. see a win coming. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so. with you. He said that uh, he got some parts, and the second motor, Unadilla, the part broke. Mm-hmm. I, on, on your podcast, yep. he said that, right? Yep. And then, and then got it again. Got a new one yeah, and won this weekend. So now... Curious what he was talking about. Well, I know. I can tell you off the air. Okay. I don't think he wanted me to tell people because, you know, okay. secret stuff. But I, he did tell me a little bit. Um, and then uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see... Okay, can he do it for Ironman, right? Like, can the same yeah, same guy pick it's, up? So. It's always about that uh, that double down for me. When yeah. a guy does good, um, I don't want to bring a negative to someone, but AP was really good at Unadilla, and we kind of debated on my podcast. What does that mean? Like, is that is this is it on now? And he had kind of just a regular weekend. So I'm, I'm curious if RJ can back to back and show that like this is a trend and mm-hmm. not like a good weekend. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to do. It's not like it's easy to just go out and do it again. The field's gnarly. So yeah. he's going to have to be at his best to pull off. And, and I don't think you have to win, right? If RJ comes out and gets third at Ironman, yeah, yeah. that's doubling no, no, down. Yeah, I mean, say that's he good. goes 2-1 or, or, or not, sorry, 1-3 or... 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, 3-3. Three, 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 I'm like, three, okay, yeah. that then, right. then Bud's Creek looks way more for real. Yep. 
because he did another good. He doesn't have to win, but yeah. as long as you're up there and it's like you're super relevant to the lead, yeah. then it looks like a trend is forming, right. which makes Bud Creek feel. Should Honda know. drop Jet Lawrence? He hasn't won in seven motos. Yeah, he's been off. I think it's time they get rid of him. I think so. He's yep. just he's been pretty terrible lately. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, to talk about that and more, our next yep. guest on the phone here. It's your side. David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. Mr. Side. Troll training. Troll training. He's, That's right. He's a, to- he's, a troll trainer. Yeah, I forgot about that. Troll trainer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've reached out to Timmy. Timmy's going to help me out. We're, I'm taking all your people. Are you, uh, do you have like, uh, are you getting into it? Are you enjoying cycling? Like, are you into it? Uh, I'm not going to say I'm enjoying it just yet, but it has gotten to where my ass, my balls don't hurt anymore. Okay, and, well, that's that's the first step, yeah. Yeah, you know, and like I'm doing on average, I'm usually doing about 20 to 22 miles a day, and, you know, that's quite a bit better than it was three weeks ago. Absolutely. Wow. Do you enjoy road biking or mountain biking? I actually like the road biking better right now. The the mountain biking here with the, the roots and the, the trees and shit is not really – up my alley just yet, mm-hmm. but I'll get there. We'll get there when it's time. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I, I've, I've noticed huge yeah, differences. We'll, so. we'll get there. We'll raise some more time. Speaking of that, mm. it's time. Is he going pro this weekend? Is he? That's what I've heard. But I've heard it too. And if he if he is and Ryder's back, then it's, it's time. time. Yeah. There's been a lot of lead-in yeah. for this. There really has been. <laughs> so uh, yeah. if this all happens, guys, it's officially time. Yeah. And uh, that'll be fun to watch. And uh, agreed. So road biking, huh? So you're gonna get a little better bike. Do you see yourself stepping up? I will. Uh, you know, my I'm still working on getting that shop built. Once the shop's built, oh other things God. can start. This is the longest shop can... build in the history of hey, man, shop builds. It's been three weeks, maybe four. Three weeks? No, 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 no. Yeah. You had the concrete poured when you were here. Yeah, and I've, that was three weeks ago, I think. No. Stop it. Mm, Who was he? Yeah, because see, last last week was JT. It was after Washougal. You came in after Washougal. You came in. It was me the week before. And we had a week off. We took a week off in there. Uh, Okay, so four weeks in. Yeah, four weeks, and the concrete was already poured. And what? So what? What is going on with the shop? I still need a little more money, Steve. Got to get a few paychecks under my belt. All right. Get that vital money. Yeah, he's got the yeah, vital money. Get that vital Have you been pi- paid by vital yet? Are you are you on the Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten two paychecks. Okay, oh, okay. so yeah, you're Just on the payroll. Sure Everything's good. Okay. It's going through. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, we're doing good. And do your co workers do you still talk to your co workers and like send them photos of you on the bicycle at uh, eleven AM? <laughs> I have done that. I had lunch with the guys today actually. But yeah, when they uh, they tell me what shitty jobs they're doing, I send them a picture of me on a bicycle around a lake. Oh what a jerk. That's rude. Why would you do that? Just for the same reason Steve used to give me shit, you know, to motivate them to do something better. Man. I gave Jamie the talk, Minneapolis Supercross. I got him a haircut. I got him a dirt bike. That's what we've done for him. <laughs> Changed his life. Yeah, now, now I'm coming for you, man. Are, we, oh. are you ready for vets or no? Do I look like I'm ready for vets? <laughs> I haven't done a damn thing. But you I have don't, a bike right now? I got a bike. When was the last time you rode Well, Tater over there you got is... A bike? Tater over there is supposed to take me riding, and he just can't seem to find time for me. I uh, raced last weekend, and it would have been real nice if I had rode like once or twice with you before that. Well, you didn't. You didn't say anything. So, how'd you do? Uh, like fourth expert, sixth overall. My arms are still pumped up. 
What, <laughs> expert. What'd you wear for gear? Expert. Uh, fly racing. Uh, fly racing? Yeah, the stuff you gave me. Okay. Uh, check you out. It's nice. Um, no, listen, Mr. Side. Uh, the race is still a ways away. So be ready when it's time. Be ready when it's time. I will go out. I will do my prep. I'll go to the field of dreams. You know, I'll do all my regular prep and I'll be ready. Yeah. So you what day are you leaving for Paula? Are you just waiting till like Friday? Yeah. Okay. Because I think I'll be in Cali Wednesday night, maybe Thursday morning. I'm gonna try to hook up the route with Chris wherever he's at if his schedule allows. Oh yeah. No, I have this thing called a job, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Where I have to do like work that week, so I can't just take off, you know. Well, that's part of my job, I guess, is coming out there for this event and doing the golf tournament. Well, that ought to be entertaining. Are you doing that? I don't know. I've never played in my life, but I'm on a team with three other guys that have never played, so ought to be entertaining. Oh, great! I'm going to be, be awesome. I'm going to be stoked, be behind you guys. <laughs> be great to hey, be, I was, I, be behind that group. Yeah, I was out hitting golf balls today just to see if I can hit them straight. So, did you connect at all? Yeah, yeah, actually, it was way better than I expected. Mm. Wait till people. I watched, are... I watched a couple of YouTube videos and <laughs> tried to get the basics. Well, listen. Speaking of the basics, those Aussie guys from the wrap-up show last week. I mean, I don't know, man. They do a good job. They do a real good well, job. Good. That's good. I actually haven't listened to this week or last week. Nick and Trent. Yeah, both of them. They're limiting their moto, but they're doing a good job on the uh, on the wrap-up show. Who mm. can't? Yeah. Good. They're they're ready. Uh, hey, Nick's ready. He's not going to be available next week either, though. I'm going to have to try to stop at a hotel next Wednesday night to do it. So. Oh, I hate that one guy. Michelin uh, bicycle tires, seal savers, motorsport.com, guts racing, all on board with the wrap-up show. Who you got this week? Uh, Wes Williams from Verb hmm. and Checkers from Race Tech. Oh, that's a good lineup. That's right a good there. lineup. And uh, listen, those Aussie guys, you should you should be feeling some pressure, some heat. No, I'm I'm so stressed about it, Steve. I, so I, just, I don't sleep stressed. at night. I wonder what the first, what will be James Vital Jamie's first controversy as a media guy? Oh yeah. What will be the first? You know, the first guy he pisses off. Hmm. Who? Vital. It's hard to say. I mean, I don't know, Daniel. How'd you feel about that article I wrote? Was, was there anything bad in there? No, he did a really good job. In what fact, did, what cool. did he do? He did, a, did an interview with me. I'm on your job. Oh, okay. Beat you to the beat you to the punch. You told me about your new job, and I couldn't say. You, you, first of all, you told the group text, and you wouldn't tell me. I told everyone else in the group text right. individually, and I right. wouldn't tell you. And you wouldn't tell me. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then eventually you told me, and yeah. then said, "Don't say anything." And then I forgot. Yep. And then when I saw a headline, I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, he told me. That's right." <laughs> so I was really good at keeping that one because I've yeah, totally you, forgot. you did a really good job on that one. Yeah. I was surprised because yeah. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Side, before Loretta's. Yeah, Mr. Side got the uh, he got the first interview, so oh, he's hustling, dude. Yeah, he's a hardcore listen, journalist, man, dude. I, I can't keep up. I he, just can't. He just pounds the pavement way yeah. harder. What are you gonna do? Relentless. No, I mean the guy's not even working on his shop. He's just working on scoops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's just dollars, Steve. And you know, I, I don't have the the bank account just yet. It's not here, so oh. you know, you, you make a little more money, and then all of a sudden. Shit starts happening, and you spend a lot more money. You have blowouts on tires that fuck the trailer up, and you pay, you know, $200 here, $200 there, $200 there, and all of a sudden that extra money is You're no You're telling long. me I got, I got producer Pete and Tater to pay to yeah. them for their regular rates. Mm-hmm. So I understand. You know, I get yeah, it. Yeah, but with, without those guys, you have no show. Nope. Nope. 
So it's true. That's how business yeah. works. Are you kidding me? You're right. That's how uh, business works. Well, all right. Hey, I want to. Yep. Real quick, I saw. Uh, I think on your Instagram or maybe your Twitter or something about a new shirt. Do you have a like a monthly drop that I didn't know about? No, I don't. No, it's not a monthly drop. It's just a new shirt. It's just dropping. Just oh, one. it said pulp drop. It's the drop. So I thought like there was like, like a. Yeah. Ah, I thought. It, okay. Thanks, Marks. Yeah, I, thought it was, I thought it was it, like the FMF drop. No, it's got uh, all the drops of not all the drops, but a bunch of our famous drops in the words pulp. Why don't you do a monthly drop? I'll bet you people. Would, bet you a lot of people would. Sign I, I couldn't. That. I would never be able to do that. Sub it like, out to somebody. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They, I mean, they don't do it. They're not in there like pressing those shirts. No, I like, know, but I just I don't think I could be organized enough to to get it all done. Okay. And you're stuck with inventory too. Like, no, you don't do it that way. You only print what's ordered. I, I've tried. I've tried, Daniel. Don't. But you tried working on him about it. Yeah, I I, I brought it up. Why don't you just do it? Because uh, why would I do that? Work a deal. Hold on. He's going to get the app out first. You are fake news. Am I? You are fake news because... No, that's not true. You have brought that up, uh-huh. and then I have asked Swizz to get me some designs, like a bunch of designs to and have... got none. And I got none. Mm. So that's true. Is, is it not true? That, that might be true. Yeah, that is true. Okay. Once again, Steve gets shit on. <laughs> once I mean once again you're so innocent too it's like um so but yes a new ever. pulp shirt uh Jamie thank you for bringing that up shop tab on pulpamex.com it is live uh, I've sold I think about 15 already and uh yeah you have go, inventory for this I got inventory I had to do buy I get, you know do I get one but, yeah mm. except they're not here where got, are they I got to pick them up tomorrow <laughs> sorry bring it to Paula bring me in yeah I can bring it to Paula bring me a meeting there you to go. Paula and uh Tater and Marks you guys get half off <laughs> so uh, just let me know. I'll just take half a shirt for free. I need, yeah. I need a credit card. I need a credit card number and a billing zip, and yeah. uh, you guys get half off. That's not happening. As employees, it's not happening. So, do the McDonald's just gives away their quarter pounders to employees? No, you yes. got to pay. Actually, yes. I think they, yes, do. they do. I think oh. they actually do, <laughs> they do. give them free oh. food. <laughs> okay, they get free food, but they got to pay for uniforms, probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. Well, Jamie, good luck with the shop, you know, and everything else. I hope yep. that gets done soon. So. It'll get built this time. And did you figure out your computer issues yet? Dude, I'm, I think I'm doing way better. Uh, Michael, Michael's a stickler with the uh, thumbnails. Mm. So I'm trying to get, get on board, you know, figure out his creative eye. Okay. But, yeah, it's way better than it was two weeks ago. Thanks, way less stress. Thanks to Roto for that. Roto's a thumbnail master. And a uh, shout yeah. out from me to Michael. Michael uh, came through pretty clutch for me on something kind of important. So oh, yeah? shout out to like Michael what? Lindsay. That's it's private information, but he came in clutch. Wow. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Michael. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll tell you when it's time. Okay. Tell me when it's time. <laughs> and um, um, yeah, Roto. It's it's all in the thumbnails, huh, Marks? Thumbnails are huge. Yeah, they're. Uh, uh, when I was trying to make clips for the YouTube stuff a mm-hmm. while back, the thumbnails take a lot of time. They're a lot of work, and and they really do make a huge difference. So Roto does a fantastic job with those. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, learning, learning Photoshop's a challenging thing for me, but I'll get it. We'll get there when it's time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Every day, is a, every day is better, a little bit better than last. All right. Uh, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Uh, yep. Again, the bar is high for the wrap-up this week. I hope you meet it. I got it. I'll probably fail, Steve. I always fail. You're never happy with the wrap-up show from me, but, well, you know, you'll be done with me soon. Jeannie Carmichael, bro. Jeannie Carmichael. Hey. It seems to be working. I'm, I'm a changed man. Oh, your life. I mean, Daniel was saying during a commercial break, he can't believe 
what I've done for you and how much money you should give me. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah. <laughs> That's word for word what was said. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly, That's exactly in that tone, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a monthly check. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, right. honestly, if my listeners out there, if you want me to change your life with advice, monthly payments – We'll start there, mm-hmm. and then I'll just give you some advice every Didn't month. Can you say in the review show, or you want to be a life coach or something? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah you can have seminars on your back porch by the pool with a barbecue. Yeah, it could fit like probably two thousand people in here. No, so. no, stop it. Not doing the barbecue. Uh, Mark's fucked me on that, so just it's just a barbecue. That's it. Good job, Marks. Oh, well. you're welcome. Uh, all right, Dark Side. Thanks, man. All right. Yep, yep. Look That's at what I'm a, doing for my buddy Jamie. Some... My friend Jamie. That's Jamie Guida, everybody. Helping him out. Uh, Daniel, uh, before yeah. we do the tweet at Talon segment, let's no, look no, at... It's not tweet at Talon anymore. Tweet at Tate, Tater? Yeah, it's yeah. way cooler. Yeah. Sorry, Tater Talk. He's actually embraced Tater a little bit. I like it. Yeah. I just I know con- it's not going away. So oh, it's, oh, it's not. I wouldn't say I've embraced it. I was confused by it when I found out what it was. I... Will make sure it doesn't go away. Do we need a shirt? Like I think tater? like Lone Wolf or Six Time. No, tater anything tot. but Tater. Tater no, Tots. We Tweet it, Taters. We need a shirt, Tater. You, you could have a shirt and it have a Tater Tot and a hand guards, hand guards, and you just like put all the things on there. Hey, what guards. if you just had a shirt where all the front was just all the weird things that get discussed, and it would, they were just all over the place with no rhyme or reason? I bet it would sell like crazy. I bet, yeah, people would be like, oh, yeah, I know that, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? They would, and people would see it and go, huh, they would yep. know. Yeah, it'd be like a secret, mm-hmm. secret knowledge. Like a club. Right. Uh, let's look ahead to uh, Indiana, if we can. Yep. Daniel, um, for this weekend, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross uh, at, uh, at Indiana. So, track suits Tomac, looser, faster. Right, you don't need to be as precise, but Sexton grew up in that area. Uh, certainly, can remind himself of Millville or Redbud or or Byron, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great track. Um, I would say who's going to beat who, but we just saw what happened at Bud's Creek. So, what's your take? What, wh- who's got the advantage here, if anybody, out of Sexton and Tomac? I mean, we're getting to that point in the championship now where, I mean, it's it's been a mind game the whole time. It's always a mind game too. It's physical and mental. But it's getting to that real, real mental part of this championship. And I I, I trust Eli because he's got so many titles and he's been in these situations and he knows how to close. But at the same time, I feel like he's dealing with something different. Like he's not used to someone like Chase that's got that crazy raw speed that keeps matching him and rides a little different. But I, I, I have to think that Eli is at least going into this weekend a little more concerned than he's been because – I think Bud's was supposed to be pretty good for him. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a chance to break away, and it didn't. So I think he'll handle that pressure. But at the same time, I see Chase, like, foaming at the mouth. Like, I think he wants it and thinks he knows he can get it now. I mean, I've even had some conversations with people close to him, and he believes big time I mean, right I now. think if you're Chase, you're like, I got this dude on raw speed. I, I think he, I think he I thinks that. I got this dude on raw speed. I mean, it's Eli Tomac who – has had berserker rides in his life, right? We, mm-hmm. We've seen him. We've seen Eli been crushing the competition. But at this point, one lap, I think Chase has him, and I think Chase knows, it, knows that. He does know that, and he also knows, because I talked to him after Washougal, beating him there, I think he knew that he beat him there, but it wasn't like he whooped him. But Unadilla, just the way it went, even yeah. though Eli is not great there, that, but that too bad, it's part of the schedule, but I think Chase has got more confidence right now today than he had a week ago or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. even with how weird Buds was for him. Yeah. 
So I think he's coming in extremely confident, which could either work and he could just go and handle his business and take this thing. Yep. Or it could backfire. Sometimes being too confident um, can cause tro- uh, trouble too because you you believe in yourself a little bit too much. And when your back's not against the wall, sometimes you make mistakes. So I feel like both have a reason to feel confident and both have a reason to be a little concerned. And the best part is, is they're going to settle it out. And I so, mean, I could see a 2 one one two very easily. I, I mean, that's probably my pick for this weekend because okay. they seem evenly I'm matched. I'm going to nail you down on what, what's going to happen. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, if I had to pick, if you said, Daniel, what is your actual prediction? It's a 2 one one two. I think okay. they swap them and they go to the final round. And then I think Eli's in a little more trouble there. Right. I really do. Right. Um, and I think Chase needs to keep it even this weekend. Right. Keep it even and you're probably sitting good. Don't, don't leave there seven down. He's one down now. If Eli wins both motos, he's got seven. Then Eli can go to the final round and go 2-2 and win it. So Chase has to win one of the two motos and don't lose any points and give him a chance to go 1-1 and close it. So uh, Ryan Dungey, 4-4 for fifth overall. But he told what me a, was, he what told, a burn. Yeah, he told me it was the <laughs> best he's ridden all year, though. Was he good. was in the mix. Uh, hey, one t- at one point late, he was only six or seven off the lead. I mean, he was yep. not far out of the lead yep. pretty late in yep. one of those. So. But he did get burned on those scores. Do you think he can get it done? Uh, can he get on the podium here? An Ironman would be a good shot. I mean, yeah, he can. Yeah. I, I I don't know if it's coming, though. No? I don't think it will at the last one. It, this would be – I don't know. He He's so – he's dungy, man. He could. But I would lean towards I, – I think it's unlikely. Would, I think he's going to have to pull something even more special than Bud's. Yep. He's going to need a little bit more help. Kenny uh, was too good. Jason was too good. And – has this been a success for Ryan Dungey, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what his expectations right. were coming in. But to what, you. What they, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I I thought he would have a hard time eight, nine-ish. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I mean, it was six years. I, I didn't think that he could. I mean, it was silly mm-hmm. on me to doubt him. But, no, this has been incredible. I, I think it's a success. And then the sounds of it, based on even your podcast with him, seems pretty optimistic and confident that there's more coming, which I actually think that next year he would be a lot better too because yeah. I, I feel like he's kind of a freight train. Yeah. He'll build into it, and he'll only be better next year. He's not going to – I know he'll get older, but he's not going to moto age. Yeah. He's pretty healthy. Uh, so. 250s, I don't know. Jet, look, he's going to clinch it at Paula probably. Joe's second in the points now. Hunter's had a couple bad weeks. But I think the most interesting rider is what you touched on earlier is RJ Hampshire. Like – you know, we we know RJ can do this. He's won races before. Flat out speed, he's had it. He hasn't had it all year. He won Buds. He says the bike is where he needs it to be. Huge test for RJ this weekend. And like you said, doesn't he need to win, but yeah, in the mix. Uh, needs to be in the mix and be a threat for the yeah. win. Yeah. Um, and that class is fun right now. It, it got kind of boring for me for a minute. Jet kind of... He was just winning them and winning them and yeah. winning them, and he was. And, and I've I've been calling him Mister Boring this summer because he's been just so it's been so mature, yeah. and not no, easy, no flash. Easy. He's been just managing. He'll like let him catch him then pull. But now all of a sudden that class got weird. It's like all over the place. Like Cooper could win, Shimoda could win. I still think Hunter could bounce back and win. Moseman could win. RJ could win. Jack could win. I mean, I could make a case that six of them could win this weekend, and that's yeah. cool. We're late in the year, and there's six guys that could maybe win this yeah. weekend. That's that's why people are still into it. Like, usually yeah. at this point, you're kind of like, all right, I'm yeah, tired. Injuries, I'm a little yeah, tired. Yeah, yeah. And both classes, look at these top tens. They're stacked right now. So, I mean, I'm fired up for another one. So, yeah. two more. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Uh, look, I'm hit. Great track. Good crowd. Never been down there, man. I oh, go. yeah, it's good. How far is it from Indy? It's like uh, from Indianapolis. Hour. East? I don't know. 
You don't know where it's you're by going? The, it's by the Starbucks in the Hampton. You got to go with that oh, way. okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I've never been there, but I've heard it's a pretty it's, rad place. Honestly, I think it's northwest. Okay. But somebody's probably yelling at their screen right now. Pissed. Yeah. Davey. I, I just follow the <laughs> GPS, man. <laughs> you land in Yeah, I think it's northwest. No, I, it's one of the cooler ones, too, right. I think. I remember last year where they were doing some big overhead shots, and I had never seen what that yeah. facility looked like. I was like, oh, damn, that's It's a little Millville-ish, good dirt, yeah. uh, good big jumps, safe jumps. Uh, uh, yeah, all of that. So... Looking ahead to that, uh, should yeah. be good to watch for sure. Uh, all right, let's do the motorsport.com tweet at Tater. <laughs> no, that's my mom. It's the motorsport.com tweets at Talon segment. No. Motorsport.com, go through the banner on pulpamex.com. It takes you to motorsport. Make an order. It helps us out. Pulpamexshow.com banner as well. They got OEM and aftermarket parts. Great prices. They, uh, they have OEM parts. They have uh, aftermarket parts. They got UTV stuff, street bike stuff, dirt bike stuff. And again, uh, returns made easy. Free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. They got the motorsport.com driven to ride series as well. Uh, really, really cool things coming up. We're going to do something special with that in September, I believe. Motorsport.com, RV, Phil, what more can you want? Those are motorsport athletes. These gonna, questions are submitted to You're going to need to talk to the new Eagle Grit owner about that intro too. Oh, yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. But you're going to need to talk to John and make sure that is okay. Make, make sure that's, that, yeah. It's a little... Hmm. Right. I we don't, cool, we don't care what John thinks. I think you need to care what John thinks. Just to double check. So make sure it's fine. That was a good one that we had for a long time going there with the Eagles. It was good. Yeah. Beaks and talents. Yeah, beaks and talents. Beaks and taters. Uh, so these questions are submitted at Papa Mech Show on Twitter. And uh, Tater over there picks the best ones. And uh, here we go. I miss when I was six time. Me and Stanton. Well, if you break that record, you can be seven time. We, we don't even know if that was true, though. Mm. We don't. That could have just been a, you know, very proud girlfriend. <laughs> Probably that. <laughs> All right. Josie wants to know, uh, Steve, why don't you ever interview Shimoda after the races? I've heard DB and others say how funny he is to talk to. I have interviewed Shimoda. I have. I've interviewed Shimoda. Well, I interviewed him after he made the podium at a Supercross this year, and he was super bummed. Even though he made the first podium, I think he just realized that his Supercross season wasn't going the way he was, and he mm. looked like he was scared to death. So I have I interviewed him last year as you ever well. Ever been on the show? No, I don't think I've ever had him on the show, bro. You know, um, his English wasn't very good. It wasn't, but it, it is better it's now. Way better. It yeah. is way better now. I probably should get him on. Yeah. Um, but no, I have interviewed him. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> All right, from Lax Defense Coach, how excited is Daniel to deal with parents brokering deals for parts and bike budgets? Oh, boy. Can't wait. Bring it on. Are they – is this a job where someone – your boss – who's your boss? Nate. Oh, but he's running a race team. He still is going to oversee okay. everything. So Nate I, says to you, hey, man, you have uh, – We role-playing right now? 40 250Fs in your budget. Okay. You decide. Is that how? I mean, is that kind of leeway you have? No, I would say it's more of a. Here's what I'm thinking because I've already put together a, call it a wish list of mm -hmm. what I would like the roster to look like, and it's it's. There's more names on them than there will be. It's almost like this is my big pool of people that I would like, and we've been trimming it down. And then, it's more of an approval thing. Like this is what I'm thinking. This is why, and he'll give right. me either nod or he'll be like, I don't know if I like that. Maybe that should change the. I mean, okay. Because you got to remember, there's three brands too. Yeah. So we're, there's. We're going to strategically fulfill. Sure. Um, so, no, I, he's he's cool to work with. He's allowing me to put my 
touch on everything, yeah. but then also oversee and make sure I make right decisions. Yeah. So he, he's and actually been perfect. Do you have a relationship with. with Nate at all? From the Not much, of, just no. more of a like hello respect yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I have like an old school, I guess, old school memory. I mean, I came in in 99 was my first year racing Supercross and he was, I mean, he was a bad he, dude. He was a bad dude. So Pro I think every rider, when they come in as like a rookie, they know like the guy of, you know, in the class that was the guy at that time. And it was him and Casey Johnson, Casey Lytle. Right. So I always remember like those guys. So I've always had this thing for Nate. Like yeah. he was like yeah, dude, dude when I was just a pup coming we in. We had so. him on here uh, three, four months ago. He was a great interview. And I've known Nate forever through Red Dog. They're buddies. So when I started working for Timmy in 99, mm-hmm. Nate was always around and yeah. uh, always a good dude. No, yeah. he, does, he does the job good. Everybody, all the riders, families respect him a lot. So yeah. he is still involved. He's not like gone. It's not like, here you go, Daniel. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, it's yeah. more yeah. like, yeah. So, okay. hey, get up to speed and, and right. I'll guide you through it. And then, right. you know, some stuff I'm handling alone, some stuff I'm coming to him for. Okay. And it's, it'll, it'll be a transition. So. All right. From Beaks and Talons, if Barsha was racing in Canada, what strange punishment would he be up to? Donating a kidney, he is way past hosting bingo. Mm, yeah, uh, well, Phil had to do the bingo. I don't know what they would have him do. Yeah, maybe build the track the next week. Maybe flag. Maybe oh, yeah, be a Will flagger. had to do that in punishment, right? Yeah, Phil did, yeah. <laughs> oh, Phil, that's hilarious. Uh, from Cycle Rider 57, with Jamie doing all the riding and training for vets, are we going to be set up for a Rocky Three moment? You seem overconfident and could go down early and then have have to get the eye of the tiger to make a comeback. Listen, listen, not worried. Plenty of time. Stop with the social media shit, everybody, about Jamie and the world vets. It's August 22nd. I'll be there when it's time. I'll be ready. And we can see how it goes on the track. That's settle, it. settle on the yeah, track. Yeah, I mean, I, you know. Not worried about Jamie and his his uh, twenty miles of Strava a week and a day. You know, and a, you know, I don't know about a day. That's what he said. All right. From Doctor Mantis Toboggan, any truth behind the sex into KTM rumors and what part was changed on RJ's bike? Uh, RJ didn't want me to say it. I don't think so. It's a it's a suspension part. I'll leave it at that. Uh, the Sexton thing. I got a bunch of tweets about that. Um. I find it hard to believe that a 2024 deal is already uh, uh, done. Uh, Roxon signed his Honda deal, you know, before A1 when he was on RCH. He had a Honda deal already for the next year. So that was about the earliest I've ever heard of it. Uh, But I can totally see Chase not riding Honda in 2024. That part is easy to see. They have Jet. He's going to be their guy. If you're Chase Sexton, you may be a champion by then. You usually like to be the guy. You won't be the guy at Honda. Jet is the guy. No matter what. Uh, no matter what. Um, so can Honda pay Jet and Chase? Who knows? Does Chase even want to stay there? Who knows? Yeah. He didn't like his bike in Supercross, so there could be some exploration there. I guarantee you Chase Sexton will have his choice of teams for 2024. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the way every contract ends, almost everybody is up at the end of next year. Uh, he'll be what 23 years old i mean he would have every single team throwing everything that i mean the longer i don't know if he signed a deal if that's all true because i heard that too um which is funny because i've actually felt this way for a while i've even sort of lightheartedly predicted that he would go there just because i feel like the fit and personality yeah even seems like an alden roger ian guy i feel like he would fit with them but i didn't know it was like that if that's true or not but i feel like yamaha would throw everything at him starwood yeah. cowie i mean i feel like they all would including I, honda i don't think he's at honda in 2024 though i don't see that one either mostly for me i think it's a personality thing i 
Chase is mage or alpha. Like, I don't think he's the kind that is going to want Jet in the truck with him. I don't even... He probably doesn't even like Kenny being there. I mean, I think he's just that way. He seems like a... I want everything for me and no one else. Really? I, I don't not, get not, that. not in a bad way, yeah, but more yeah. in a competitive way yeah. where he's like, he wants to win so bad that I don't think he wants to share attention, resources, everything. I think he wants all the focus, and I don't know if he would do well being the top guy and then having Jet underneath. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I, to me, that's just a guess. I don't think the personality is going to mesh because I think they're going to be at, probably at war for five to seven years. Yeah. If that, my prediction is that those two are going to be at it at the top for a good long run. They're, they're going to be the two, and everyone else is going to be chasing them. That's, that's my belief. Uh, and I don't think they can be on the same team for that to happen. I don't think it would work. So that's just my guess. Yeah. The KTM thing, though, I don't. it seems weird that it'd be that early because I think his value goes up every week. So. And if Webb rebounds next year and wins the damn thing again, KTM's going to have you know a, a very uh, uh, big dilemma on their hands. Webb will be up. AP will be up. Yep. Marv will be up. Jason will be up. Eli. I mean, go through the list. Yeah. They're all up. Clean slate. I think Eli Gas Gas will be up. Yeah. Everybody will be up at the end of 23, yeah, they and they're all going to want Sexton. So. All right. Uh, from Keelan Wright, 762. Steve, are you ready to look DB in the eyes and admit he was right about Jet being a generational talent? No. Nope. Nope. All right, moving on. Okay, wow. wow. Uh, from Sportingwood 303 DB, with your new role at KTM, do you expect higher ceilings in your future, or, or will you be modest with your wealth? Oh, my God. Unlike Steve, I'll oh probably keep it pretty modest and mellow oh, wow. and not, you know, go way over the top. I don't like a big AC bill either, so. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. You just didn't own... The generational thing. So, because I have a different opinion about a rider, you're going to take a shot at me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's 2022. That's what we do these days. Okay. 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 Uh, Chevy Joe, if Webb raced the outdoors instead of Dungey, does he get a better overall points result at the end of the series? I think they ride around each other. That's wow, a good question. That's actually yeah. a really yeah. good question. Yeah, I think they ride around each other. Tunja's been pretty solid in that five to seven, just stacking them. Um, flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a really good question. From Ranham84, Daniel, we all know you love some hot takes. What's your biggest Nostra dumbass hot take for 23? Um, so this has to be like kind of a wild one, like, like, a, like a spit food out of your mouth kind of one? Yeah. Uh, Jet, perfect season in 250 Supercross. Um, Anderson wins 450 Supercross championship. Um, that's all I got. And they're not that hot. I've already said those, so I'm just saying them again. Anderson, yeah, Anderson wins the title, and Jet goes perfect season, 250 Supercross. All right, JT's awkward Mike pool. Steve, any factory teams awkward looking what? at... JT's awkward Mike pool. Oh, Mike pool. Got it. Uh, are any factory teams looking at Canada's own champion, Ryder McNabb? No, no. Mertz represents him though. And I think he's, I think he's got an offer from a U.S. team. And he's working on something, I think. And I think it'll happen, but not a factory team. All right. Last one from Canadian motocross oh, unfiltered for Blair. Part-time Pete. 
We can keep going. No, no, it's yeah. okay, Pete. Who would win in a fist fight between him and his brother Vincent? No holds barred, fish hooks allowed, but no eye gouging. Mm. Are you sad you're not going to see your brother as much because he's on? The- I've been I've been talking to him and seeing him more than ever. Okay, somehow. Um, that's hard to answer because I mean, my body's jacked up. Like, I mean, I, he he's way in better condition than I am. But we would never fight. We've never fought ever. We've gotten we we've we've disagreed on things, but we've actually never ever ever gotten in a real fight ever. So it wouldn't happen. But if it did, he. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty jacked up. So I think he would have me probably. <laughs> I'm pretty jacked. Yeah, I'm pretty stiff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Vincent, Vincent Super, would have it. By the end of Supercross, you're not doing so good. At the end of a day of Supercross. Oh no. I've, but but I've, now that I'm not, according to you, doing race day live anymore, maybe now I'll have a little bit more body strength. I just, I don't think you should. I think you have enough pull. I think you have enough gravitas. I think I you have it. enough, you know. So I don't do press conferences anymore either or Blair's Breakdown? Uh, or, yeah, no, I, I love no, all that none stuff. None of that. None of that. I like it. I don't I think like they get a blowjob before the main event. I, oh, oh, there. Thanks, Jim. I don't think you need to do any of that. You don't get paid any extra for it. I know, but I like to do stuff when I'm awake. That's fine, but your feet, your ankles. I sit a lot. Okay. But yeah. No, that's Vincent, horrible. Vincent, Vincent would. Uh, uh, thank you to the folks at OGO Power Sports. Love those guys. You got OGO? Mm-hmm. And uh, which one do you have? Which bag do you have? Mm-hmm. The layover bag? I have a couple of the just travel bags, and then I don't have a gear bag from them anymore. I have a fly gear bag. Do you have Do you have the uh, layover with the four wheels on it? Like a, like a no. carry on? I have two of them that just have the twos. Yeah, so they've redone the layover. They're on the just, ones that like. They roll like on four, and you can just yeah. roll them next to you. Yeah, I always think those are weird looking when people. They do that. are, and I just broke my. So I had an old layover bag with the two wheels, like what you have, and then they redid the layover bag. It's got four wheels on it. Now you push it. Do 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 do. The airport. That looks silly to me. I would never do that. Okay, but you can also drag it then. Okay. Pushing is easier, but okay. So layover bag. It's got a laundry thing in it. It's got a shoe thing in it, and it's got a, a shoe thing like for, for shoes. Now I'm into it. Yeah. Because I feel uh, like the shoe issue is kind of always a problem. Yeah. You get dirty, and then yeah. they're like... Not this one. Oh, wow. It's good. So, uh, please, thanks to the folks at OGO. If you want a deal from the folks at OGO, email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll get that right to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, whether it's moto bags, 9800, rig bag, Kiefer likes the trucker bag, uh, or the layover bag, or backpack marks. You got your backpack working yet? I did. Yep. It's pretty you nice. finally got it going? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I missed one week. But it. it takes a little while, while to transfer everything well, that's over. That's what I'm but, saying, yeah, yeah. But I got it done, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty pumped with it. So. All right. Fantastic. Thanks, Ojo. What? Tater. I didn't tell Tater about a backpack, and now you got one, and Tater didn't. Tater it's cool. I got a Polar watch and oh, my yeah. gear. Marks, so. how's your Polar doing? Yeah, it's good. I hate how uh, inactive it tells me I am. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's really good. Tater it honestly <laughs> has been eye-opening because really? y- oh. it has the activity thing yeah. on it. And I sit at my damn computer all day, and I have a standing desk that I don't use at all. And uh, does it does your watch ring you to tell you to get up and do oh something? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I put the the activity on like the lowest setting. Yep. And I have to hit hundred percent. And I was not getting anywhere close at, at first. I was like, oh, I gotta. So gotta, mine's on I gotta, high. I gotta make some changes. Mine's on high. Yeah. And I get it at hundred percent, like on a mountain bike ride oh, or whatever, good right? For but you. Uh, like today, I didn't mountain bike ride today. It's at thirty-two percent. On high? On high. Dude. Yeah. My first day wearing it when I was at home and I like did my normal routine. I didn't ride yeah. my bike at home or anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I got, I, I might've got that much on the low setting. The low setting. Yeah. It was, it's not good. <laughs> so. Tay, did you wear it on your, on your ride? 
Yeah, it, it said my heart rate got to 204. Oh, my which God. Which is probably pretty close to <laughs> death. But, yeah. What were you doing? That's high. It was a night race. It was probably oh. like off the start or something because I haven't done a start in 204. 204. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it might have been off by a few, but it was probably close. About that high. Yeah, yeah. Close. If you didn't use, did you, you didn't use a um, chest strap. I didn't strap? use a chest strap. Yeah, no. you're not. There's one in the box, but I. Yeah, just you're not didn't totally accurate, but you're close. Yeah, yeah 204. Yeah. Oh God, tater. It's crazy how high your heart rate can get when you're riding, and how hard it would ever like run anything else. You can't even get it that high. But if you're riding something with the intensity, yeah. Your heart rate could be through the roof, and you don't even feel it. No. You're like, what? No, you don't even feel like yeah. you're breathing hard, but then yeah. you look, and it's... Even my, my world vet races that are five laps, my heart rate's like, yeah, yeah, crazy. I used to just do, you know, when I was practicing fairground stuff, I had a little night trek that I would ride, and I wore one, and I was like 180, and I'm like, I'm not even tired or breathing. Like, what the hell's going on? And it was purely adrenaline or something yeah. that was making it, and then I could run as fast as I can, and it could never get it to one. I mean, you can't even get it there. 204. Tater. Two of four is like borderline game over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was probably, I felt like I was pretty close. Jeez. My right arm is still pumped up. I'm not kidding. Well, thanks to the folks at OGO. Switch to your left. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to the folks at OGO. Um, and please check it out. If you want a discount, email us using the contact form. And thanks to the goes at OGO. They got you. Traveling's a pain in the ass. I know it. But OGO will try to make it a little easier. Voicemails. Yeah, they're back. We got some voicemails. Just a couple. How are they? 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Leave a message. We got one gentleman here talking about uh, Claimgate. See if you could follow along. Okay. All right, let's do this. This Deegan's bike claim is literally fucking mind-blowing. You've got a guy from Yamaha on the show saying that this is what Yamaha does. We try to put out the fires and help these kids to achieve their goals. And yeah, sure, just have two free motors or whatever. What? What? I mean, I don't know what a, a crate motor goes for, but 12, 15, 2200, 2500, just a guess, maybe three, brand new. I've never heard of such a thing. I mean, we're talking about amateur racing and a protest so to speak. And we have factories and dealerships in, the, in on this. How are people not realizing that something big time is fucked up? I mean, dealerships. Does this branding kid is he any good? Dealerships. I mean, holy fuck. He should have the bike. What are the dealerships got to do with any of this? Who gives a fuck what their opinion is? Is he buying his bikes from this dealership or did he get a deal? Is this brand and the kid that good? How big is the Blue Crew? What is any of like, I'm lost. I'm lost, right? I was like, trying to figure out what he was mad about. I know, me too. Like, I'm trying to. He's mad about the kid, the dealer, Yamaha. He's. He's all over the map, right? Am I, or is it just? No, you're not wrong. Okay. He wants the kid to have the bike, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get that. I think right. everybody does. I think everybody yeah. does. But okay, keep going. Uh, well, in Frago, when we pause it, it stops. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to find it real quick. Oh, boy. Because he's probably still charging Brennan for a bike or something. 
oh, that's good. Oh, big yeah. cost on parts, but still got to spend your money here. And, oh, yeah, I don't think you should do this because it's a bad look. Fuck that. If Brandon got the 17K, he had the 17K. I don't know, man. This is so fucking fishy on so many fucking levels. Over a fucking YZF 250. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't think this story should drop. I, there's some, there's some sticky situations going on here, Steve. What do you say? A sticky and situation. Find out what's situation. going on. Keep this shit rolling. There we go. Hey, Steve. Steve, this is for the pop show. Long time, first time. Uh, I know you never play the voicemails. Oh, but we're but playing them. Hearing em. all these people bitch and moan about not being able to watch the motocross races is driving me nuts. Maybe just a little bit of a race tech rant, but I've been watching motocross basically my entire life. And for the past, geez, I, I don't know, five freaking years, I've never gotten the streaming service to watch the outdoors. For Supercross, you have to. But the outdoors, all you have to do to watch the races is search up the motos, whether it be Bud's Creek, First Moto, 450s, 250s, whatever. It doesn't matter. Someone, somewhere, every time without fail, has the stream or just the motos on YouTube. No ads. Quality's fine. You can watch them. I'm sick of hearing these people bitch and moan that you cannot watch the races. It's driving me nuts. Hope you play these voicemails one day on the show. Thanks. That's Love what we the do. show. See I, I, I have to agree. I've watched every single moto on YouTube this year. Are they on there live? Mm, yeah. Is that a lot just, of the times they're yeah, live. Sometimes. Yeah. I always watch them back after. So is someone putting their flow app on YouTube? Is that what works? They're just doing it just just to do it, just to be like, yeah. Yes, it's uh, it's a frowned upon. Yes. Version of doing things, but yes. Okay. All right. Do we just not talk about it anymore? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. Okay. I don't really care. All right. Okay. Uh, there we go. Voicemails. They're back. We need voicemails. To, we need to do them more often. I think. All right. Seven zero two five eight six. Pulp. Give us a call. We'll try to play some more voicemails. Some of them are good. If you bag on dark side, we'll probably play it. Mm -hmm. Just FYI. Be smart with your voicemail. If you want it heard, yep. There's a few. What about anal bleaching? There's a few. There's a few ways in. Yeah. There's there's a few ways in. Yeah, you can talk you, positively about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. uh, talk shitty about dark side. Mm -hmm. Big yeah. boobs. Uh, have a Jim Holly story. Mm -hmm. That'll get you on there. Actually. The best Jim Hawley story in voicemail will get us Sarah Renthal bars next week. Uh, you're I, fucking kidding me. You're going to have some up. random stories that are not going to... I mean, you better be able to find out if it's true or not. Yeah. Well, I can just ask Uncle Jim. True. You could so play him a voicemail and be like, is this true? He's going to be like, what? I guarantee you're going to get nonsense coming okay, in. Okay, never mind. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Do that. Don't I'm do not that. doing that. I'm not doing that. Don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Lipstick on your dipstick? Don't do that. Just talk shit on dark side. That's actually good. I I think that's probably pretty good. <laughs> right, and okay. that'll come in. I mean, you'll He's, get a you'll get a bunch. They'll be probably pretty funny. Yeah. So we'll just do that. Cuz mm -hmm. cuz honestly, what really made the show funny for a while was he was getting so upset at these voicemails <laughs> of people bagging on the Drapper show and bagging on on Dark Side that he would call in and be like, "Listen, man. If you don't like it, then don't listen. Don't call in." Like he was getting, you know. He was yeah. he was frustrated. Right. So maybe we'll get that vile Jamie back being frustrated. You should have a whole new segment. Just 
voicemails on Mr. Side and just let them roll. It'll probably be pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I want to do that much, but. Uh, It'll be that, good. One, once a, one a week will be yeah, good. Yeah, we could do that. Ride-engineering.com. Uh, Suzuki's not releasing a new model the last few years. The Bar X team is always looking for ways to improve their bikes. Adding comfort and stability without sacrificing handling is top of that list, especially the RMZ. Ride Engineering's new 22-millimeter offset clamp, split, split clamp, checks all those boxes, plus it allows the addition of a Showa dampener to further calm the front end. As a new sponsor of the team since Unadilla, the mods have helped Carson Mumford score a top 10 at Bud's Creek and available from Ride Engineering, Motorsport.com, Black, Blue, or Red, RM Army. Um, uh, people, get, 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 get some clamps, split clamps. Pulp Fan 20 is the code to save with ride-engineering.com. So be like Mumphy, get some clamps, and uh, and maybe you'll get a top 10 on the national motor. So, Or hit the gate. Um, or hit the gate. Mumford, Phil, Hahn, Billy Grotto, best interview tonight. Mm. I like Phil always, but I don't know. I didn't know Billy, so I like Billy. You like Billy? Billy, you well, because I don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. we would. I think he'd, he'd be fun to hang out yeah. with. Uh, no, because I don't know him, so that for me it was interesting, and I liked how he was able to go from party guy to like businessman, like a yeah. snap of a finger. Like, right. Oh, he really knew how to button it up there. Really. Oh yeah, yeah. I was no, impressed by that. Billy Grotto. Uh, yeah. Best interview marks. Yeah, I'm going Billy. All right. That guy's sweet. Tater didn't hear them all, but I'm gonna go with Wilbur because I was here for that. Yeah, yeah. Good mm. job, Tater, coming in. Did great tonight. Fuck Will Hahn. So you and uh, <laughs> Pete are gonna be splitting chores here. He's in next week, and then uh, Labor Day. He has to come in on Labor Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he's in next week and the week after. Well, he's in both weeks, but next week is uh, he's doing the full show. Oh, okay. Next then week I'm is him uh, on Labor Day. Alex Ray and Jake Weimer together in studio. Are yeah. they friends? I don't think they really know each other, no. Quiet down. But should be good. Should be good. Right? Check on A-Ray, see how he's doing in life. I think he's doing better. Yeah, we hope so. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks to uh, you people for listening. Thanks to all of our guests for calling in. Thanks to the sponsors of the show as well. YouTube people, thank you. And uh, we'll keep it up with the social media comment of the week. So keep, keep laying in those comments. I read them. They're great. Uh, Daniel, congrats on the new gig. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for super, having me. Let's try to get you in before January, though, at some point. Oh, for like, sure. Like, you know, I'm, I know it's a long-ass flight, but we'll uh, figure it out. I mean, uh, the, yeah, but I'm strategically yeah, finding my way out right, here, and yeah, we can make if, it work. You're, 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 you're convenient for a trip out here. Um, maybe straight rhythm. Yeah, there we go. I'm doing straight rhythm in the booth with Weed. Yeah, I heard. I heard. So, I, um, I, I, uh, I can't wait for that. I'm trying to... Um, Trying to get Hammer to come along to my side. He's not really working out, though. What do you mean? Ah, it's a long story, but Ooh. just want to get involved with straight with him a little bit, and Hammer's not letting me. Hammer. Yeah. Hammer time. All so, right. yeah, you guys are doing ESPN. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You and Weege. Uh, me and Weege. Um, and I can't wait, because we've been joking about working together for, like, ever. Yeah. And now, like, we really get to. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I didn't even ask you about the SMX stuff. I totally oh, meant to do yeah, that. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I, I, I know the gripes about it. You know, the more racist thing, and I... But what I think about it for the sport in general is just to be unified and to be able to cover the calendar is such a better thing. I mean, what sport out there goes January to October? And now we have a we're going to have a TV package that covers 10 months out of the year. I think it's just big for our sport. Uh, just for having the, the for two the, entities work together, too. Yeah, working together and then even having the playoff, which is going to be unique. It's going to be its own little mini thing. It's like adding a third series, but it's not a full one. It's like a mini little thing. Um, but being able to cover the entire calendar with one unified 
look and sound and TV pa- I, I just feel like for the sport it's a massive step forward so I'm happy about it yeah I got some gripes about it but in the end it's good to have them working together it, the call it, seems back so um, what's that the call seam is back yeah the call seam is back yeah that's rad yeah that, that's awesome right uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, to having those um, races to talk about as well uh, more to cover I mean yeah no yeah more money for riders more to cover world supercross more money for riders more to cover it's all good right absolutely i agree with that uh i want to thank morgan svensson brian elshide and muppet for the donations from youtube along with the other gentlemen uh that donated as well appreciate that thank you for people for doing that it's really nice of you and uh, it allows us to keep this thing going and i mean daniel blair's fees are outrageous like marks but like 80 percent of marks 80 percent of marks yeah, yeah. yeah. which is outrageous Gosh. yes you might, you, never mind uh so thanks to uh swiss core and moser thanks to pookie for coming in for her segment mm-hmm. first time pookie's been on the show in a while uh thank you to uh, uh roto as well roto moto uh marks yes thanks bro thank you for having me thanks for watching map tv everybody as well uh tater thanks for half the effort man thank you yeah. thank you thanks producer pete should be working on that taser already. <laughs> All right. No shot. Yeah, no shot. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. We'll be back next week with uh, more uh, talk about Iron Man. And uh, for Daniel Blair, I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you next week. I like Dick Cheese. <laughs> There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Just